Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. <laughs> well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Signal of Doom. I'm Dave. I'm here with Richard. Rich, how are you going? Uh, good, buddy. Good, buddy. Uh, uh, not, not, it hasn't been a terrible week or anything, so, you know, nothing I'm, to complain about. I'm fiery. i got plenty to complain about this week. I'm in, I'm in a mood. 
actually. Fair, you know, you've probably seen in in our years of knowing each other, four hundred and fifty years, you've probably seen me in a few moods in my time, haven't you, Rich? I can safely say I have, yes. Yeah, I'm in one of those moods, whereas it's Sinatra throwing shit around. You know what I mean? Throwing shit at the wall, throwing shit at the window. Doesn't give a fuck. Nothing left to lose. That That's the mood I'm in tonight, so it's going to get real in here. Um, and, you know, I've just about had it with, with various factions on the internet, uh, pretenders to the throne, um, all sorts, and it's left Dave, you know, a little edgy. Right on the edge, where I want to be. You know what I'm saying, Rich? Bring it on. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to try to calm down. I was. I've just had a. I've just had a. I've had a busy week, a busy day, and I actually just freshly came from gym. So maybe there's a few endorphins rushing around my system, which I'm not used yeah, to. Could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. And um, but you know, I've had a lot of caffeine. So when people say lay off the caffeine, I say no, I like it here. This is where it's real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd probably go through withdrawal symptoms if I cut out caffeine. <laughs> You're a big coffee drinker, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I have cut down a little bit. Like, I mean, at night I do tend to have decaf now, uh, but it's more because I think I like the taste of coffee. Yeah, I, I know. So I know some people who like decaf. You know, I, I'm not one of them, but I, I've I actually very rarely had it in my whole life. So, although I have just discovered oat milk, I now have coffee with uh, with oat milk, and it's really nice. Right? Is that like almond milk? Similar? Way better. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, it really brings out it really brings out the coffee um, taste. Right. Okay. The, the the oat milk is really good. I I, I have to drink like I drink low fat lactose free milk, and when I have my coffee, you know, I just have the double shot espresso these days. No, no, no. I I'm lucky. I don't have a milk issue. Like I've no, you're fine. Eaten, I've, I, you know, I eat I've eaten dairy my entire bloody life. Like I live yeah. on cheese you know, a lot of the time. So, but uh, a, a woman from work, uh, she got me my cup of coffee, and she accidentally got me um, oat milk because she has oat milk. Right. Uh, and, I was, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Why does my coffee taste so different? Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? And then she, t- she goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, this is delicious. Is this oat milk? And she's like, yes. I was like, fuck it, I'm getting oat milk from now. Wow, Rich, discovering new things, man. You know, oh. this late in the game, you know, I'm impressed. You know, you know what else I discovered? You know what else I discovered, which I thought was hilarious? Because I don't live my life on the internet. I didn't know this. <laughs> what? Um, I found out today that the KFC Twitter account – Right. Only follows 11 people. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of corporate accounts, man. They, they... No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. It follows 11 people. Six people named Herb. Really? And five, the five Spice Schools. That's So hilarious. they technically follow 11 Herbs and Spices. That's actually hilarious. That's... That was hilarious. I, I had a good chuckle today. That, about that. that, I that is gold. well played by uh, KFC social media crew. Very well played. Yeah, that, that, whoever did that needs a raise. Yeah, that's actually good work. Um, you know something I've been doing this week? I've been doing Siri. I've started discovering how to use Siri on my phone. And I've been yelling stuff out of Michelle. It's been annoying Michelle, which is why I've continued to do it. So I'm like, hey, Siri, play Frank Sinatra, Strangers in the Night. And in a second, hopefully. Let's see if it does it. I couldn't find it because I think I, I kept talking. I worked with a guy who did everything with Siri. I, I want to be that always, guy. He never, he never typed anything into his phone. He literally just yelled at Siri all the time. I'm going to try again. Let, let, let's try again. Hey, Siri, play Frank Sinatra, Strangers in the Night. Strangers in the Night by yes. Frank Sinatra. Now yes. Play. Oh, my God. Does Siri have an Australian accent? Yeah, I think so. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah, 
So yeah, good. I, I think it has different accents for whatever region you're in. It's not that much yeah. of an Australian accent. It's it's kind of you know. But I, I could still hear it though. Yeah, there's yeah, again, yeah. I'm, I'm not Australian, so I I definitely hear accents. Yeah, you've got you've I mean you've got a slight South African accent, but I wouldn't say it's um. I mean it's it's well, there, I, but it's you know not. I grew up well. Technically, I grew up in a Scottish household, so right, I have okay. a very what they call English. Um, yes, you're very well spoken. Is your father and mother like you, very well spoken kind of thing? My mother's my mother's Scottish, right? Um, and my grandfather also lived with us, and he was Scottish, and then my dad was South African. So, oh. um, when you grow up and uh, your household is more Afrikaans, yeah, that's when you you grow up with a much thicker, yeah. as they like to say, like the sort of boor <laughs> accent. But because I grew up in a more predominantly English household, what um, clan? And what I, clan in Scotland are you guys from? Do you know? Uh, well, the, their family name was Gilmore. Okay, because I'm from the McVeans, uh, was my mother's, you know, side. Yeah, is I don't, I don't have any Mac or Mix or whatever. I'm right. just a Gilmore. Yeah, no, our, our great-grandmother, <laughs> well, my great-grandmother, uh, who she came direct from Scotland to Australia. Um, so My, my uncle, uncle played for uh, the Glasgow Rangers juniors. Really? That's, your uncle? Mm. Wow, that's mm. cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, so basically that's where we are. We've discovered new things on the internet. Um Yes, what Love else? The for that. What else has been going on for you this week, Rich? Uh, we obviously had a we um, had a movie date this week, but uh, anything we had else? A, we, we had our mandate. We uh, did. Yesterday. I almost held hands at one point. I I, I got carried away. <laughs> I got carried away and almost held hands. Sorry. Um, so what else has been going on for you apart from our Doctor Strange movie date last night? Anything else, Rich? Um, just working, going to the gym. Um, women, drugs, nothing, all that nothing, stuff. Nothing major. Drugs, women, you know, gambling, all that stuff. No, as I said, nothing major. Nothing major. This nothing week. major. All, all pretty, pretty, quiet, pretty quiet week. Fair enough. Now, uh, so last night, so we're going to do a spoiler-heavy review of Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I've discovered. Uh, Adam, the computer, put it on to me. Put me onto Letterboxd. So I've, I've downloaded that app, which I was so stupid that I didn't because re- I updated my f- my phone software. Um, like early in the week, so I've had a devil of a time. All my stuff on my phone has changed because it was like I hadn't updated in ages, and like uh-huh. so, and, and like so, I was lost. So it kept telling me I had to press the side button to um to to basically validate this app, but I kept pressing the the arrow on the screen. <laughs> I was going, why isn't this working? <laughs> and then I realised today I actually had to hit the actual button twice. I don't know why. I mean, like. I don't know why suddenly I have to hit buttons to validate apps that I've already, you know, fucking bought, but I but I had to. So I was letterboxing stuff earlier today, which is just like, it's just a film ranking site. So you put in, you know, the Batman, and you put in like however many stars out of five and you can review it and whatever, and you have a log of the movies and stuff. So I spent, like, Adam's heaps into it. And I so I spent a bit of time, um, like 20 minutes today, um, doing a bit of that. I, 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 I mostly focused on some superhero movies, like dating back, you know, from the first Spider-Man and Blades to um, uh, did a few film noirs as well, you know, but I just wanted, I did, I did about 50 movies just quickly, but Adam's really into it. He does like lists and everything, but um, so oh, was, actually you, you talk, you talk about old movies. I actually rewatched a movie that I didn't watch since I was a kid mm-hmm. called uh, Warriors of Virtue, never, which was about Kung, Kung Fu Kangaroos. Jesus, Richard, 
Really? It was around about the same time when, like, the, you know, the Ninja Turtles and all that was yeah. big, those uh, live-action movies? Yeah. It was like that. So it was, you know, guys in, like, these suits, and they were, like, uh, uh, you know, what they call them, uh, an anamorphic or... Yeah, anthropo sort of, anthropomorphic. Um, anthropomorphic, yeah, that's it. Um, sort of kangaroos, and each one of them represented, like, an element. And it was, it was like, a big kung fu movie. Like, it was actually got some pretty good fight scenes, though. It sounds but yeah, I watched it when I was like a kid, and I saw it on Amazon Prime, and I was like, "The fuck, I haven't watched this in like fifty uh, years or something." Like, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Do you sometimes when I, I do stuff like that? Sometimes when I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, "This is bad," and I'm really bottoming out here in terms of pop culture, but I'm still doing it anyway. Like every now and then, I'm conscious of what I'm watching. Like Wolf Cop, I I I have been slogging through that movie for the last two years. I've almost finished it. It's not a good movie, but I feel like I've gotten so far through it that I, I need to see it to the end. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's, I, I, I watch like half I do that. like to do that just because uh, it's not, it's interesting to go back and watch something that you watched when you were younger because it's always interesting to see if it holds up to that childhood wonder sure. that sure. you had. You know what I mean? Because, yes, is it a great movie? No, but I mean, I distinctly remember how cool I thought it was. Sure. You know, yeah, when sure. I was like, you know, yeah, 14, 15. Oh, yeah. um, because again, we didn't we didn't really have like you know all these like superhero and no. and and sort of fantasy movies that we have now. So, um, but uh, one thing, uh, the acting and all that didn't hold uh, hold up, mm. but the action did. Like I was like, it's yeah. still got pretty good action. I, I think that in terms of those kind of movies, I think some of the eighty stuff does. But you've got to have that nostalgic spark. But um, I think the first Turtles movie holds up as a pretty fun movie. You know, first live action Turtles movie. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. For I've sure. watched that a few times, and I, I think that that I, I remember when that came out, just how big that was, um, and how much I loved it. You know, and I, I still think that they've never done a turtles movie as good as that one. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, I always still think that the first Mortal Kombat movie still holds up. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's very enjoyable, the first Mortal Kombat movie, for sure, definitely. Um, and as you say, back in those days, there was less. Well, there wasn't the you know, like we're doing Doctor Strange today, there wasn't, we couldn't have dreamed of getting as many superhero movies uh, then. You know, you had Batman and you had a few outliers, but you had nothing like today when mm. they spam them, you know, constantly. Oh, so, Jesus Christ, yeah. So anyway, so basically the the first part of today, and I, I want to break it down, is this Doctor Strange movie. Um, we went and saw it together, Rich. Neither of us knew any plot details, only the trailers. Um, I didn't even really... I hadn't. I, I knew there was two post-credit scenes, um, but I didn't know anything. I deliberately kept myself away from spoilers. Um, we went in. I, I oh, said, oh, oh, "I will say this." Sorry, just for anyone that does, hasn't watched it yet, don't bother sticking around for the second. Oh yeah, um, terrible. Um, uh, credit scene. Awful. It's got nothing to do with anything. Just it's joke. just a little just joke, a joke thing, and it's not worth sitting through the. Um, Unless you're a massive Bruce Campbell fan. Like, if you're a Bruce yeah, Campbell, but it's, it's, yeah, like, we sat there, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, so many credits, whatever. We finally get to the second one, I was just like, really? Like, no, I thought that was a waste of tree. Look, I mean, I'm going to, we're going to go through the movie in detail, but let's give our first thoughts. My thoughts were it didn't quite reach the heights of what I hoped, but I gave it 7 out of 10, and I've got pluses and minuses for it. It is enjoyable, um, and I did have a good time, but I did feel there was really some wasted potential in the movie, and I also found there was some very repetitive fight sequences throughout the whole thing, which they could have put towards a bit better filling out of the story. Um, 
you know, but I, I'm not a Doctor Strange fan. I thought Doctor Strange was pretty good, and I thought Scarlet Witch was pretty good in the movie. So that aspect of it, I actually thought that the stuff with them was actually pretty interesting. Um, the stuff with the Illuminati, which was mo- what I was most looking forward to, I thought they didn't do it particularly well, uh, even though it is cool that they did it at all. Uh, I felt that was a bit wasted, and I think that's what we're going to dig into a bit. And, of course, I'm sorry to say, and spoilers, kids, I went in and I said to Rich just before it started, I said, I hope we see Wolverine and Ghost Rider. I'm sorry to report, definitely no Wolverine, and I really felt the writer was going to get a, a chance, and he didn't get a chance, and I think that's a missed opportunity. Um, and... Yeah, I was a bit disappointed by that. But um, I've got some actual critiques of the movie. But, but I'm giving it 7, and it really it's almost a 6.5, but I'll give it 7 because I did enjoy some of the visuals, especially in the final act. And there's, there's stuff to enjoy in it. Like, it's an enjoyable film, I thought. What did you think, Rich? Um, well, I, one of the first things I said when the movie finished is that for a movie that was called Multiverse of Madness, sure, I thought it was a little bit boring. Right. Um, based on the name, like if you if you're, yeah. you know, because one thing I did know, obviously yeah. they're calling it the other. It's multiverse of madness, and they were and they were really hyping it up, like oh my god, the shit yeah. you're going to see in this movie, yeah. it's like balls sure. to the wall, like. And so you know, I'm expecting a fucking big romp through the multiverse, so was and I. So was you I. know, lots of cool stuff. And honestly, it was a bit. It, it did lag and and become a bit boring. Well, they stayed in, in one dimension too long. They st- stayed in one other universe like way too long. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, there was only two. Yeah. Well, in the whole in the whole movie, there's we only see two different universes. That's it. There's n- nothing else. Yeah. So three. So and three I'm not sure where the madness comes. Well, the madness. Well, I mean, is her. Three, if you... the madness is her. I well. Guess. I... You know? No, but I mean, okay, there's three if you count our own world, but I mean, yes. I'm talking about alternate um, Yeah, no, I agree with you, Richard. I, I, I agree with you completely. Like, yeah, definitely. So, um, I mean, based on the name, it's very, it's it's a bit of a letdown. I mean, mm. if you go for the name. Were you like me? Because what I was, ho- look, look, I did like they did the Illuminati, and maybe if I hadn't known that, I would have enjoyed it more, but I'm going to be honest. So, look, let's let's throw the spoiler cap away. They, they go into a, a fucking different universe and they get captured by um basically ultron machines so i thought that was cool that the ultron robots come out i was like oh sweet there's ultron robots here as like soldiers um and he's asking what is it is it aim is it hydra is it you know whatever and a shield no it's none of that it's the illuminati and i was like oh sweet the illuminati's are running this well that's cool and in my mind richard and i guess i'm stupid i pictured the illuminati as being representatives of different universes gathered in one spot. That's how I, in my mind, had pictured they would do it in this movie. So I knew that Professor X was going to be in there. I, I don't know if anyone else had been revealed. I hadn't paid attention. I knew Professor X was going to be in there. So I thought you'd have X from the Fox movies and someone else from something, you know. Instead, they seem to all be from this universe, and it's um, Captain Carter, which is the um, Agent Carter... Uh, done as, um, from the What If episode, done as Captain America. She's taken the Super Soldier Serum, so it's that character from What If. Um, there's obviously Professor X. There's uh, a black Captain Marvel, which you said was the same actress who plays uh, her friend. Is that right, Captain Marvel's friend? Is that, is that right, Rich? Yes, it's it's a, it's a, uh, Monica Rambeau's mother. Maria Rambeau, I believe is the name. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So there's there's her. Um, there's someone else. I don't even know what his name was. The the black guy. Well, oh, the black guy is a uh, Mordru. Um, yeah. who was from the first. Um, uh, yeah, the Doctor first Strange Doctor movie. Strange. And he, but in this, they, they had Black Bolt, which I believe right. was played by Anson Mount, which is the same guy that played him in the TV. I show. thought I I am on record. I actually think Black Bolt is such a crap character. And I thought he was no, crap here as well. I thought he was. No, terrible. look, I do, I, I do agree with you. He's not an interesting character, but you know what? I, I don't mind him being part of like an Illuminati thing as just sure. you know as a cool little like cameo or yeah. you know. I mean, I don't want a fucking show about him or a movie, but I, I'm, I'm fine with him being yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Yeah. a part in a, in a movie. Well, and then also, of course, yeah, one, was... the one thing I really enjoyed about the movie was seeing John Krasinski as. Well, I was uh, leading up to that. That was my that was my big reveal. So. We had Black Bolt, who was an Illuminati member in the comics, if I recall from Hickman's mm. run. Uh, and yeah. then, yeah, the big reveal was, and I, John, what's his name? John? John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Can I be honest? Uh, and I know that fa- he's been fan cast to high heaven. I'm not heaps familiar with him. I thought he was very, very mediocre as Mr. Fantastic. I, I felt he delivered the role with no panache, no personality. They didn't even do enough special effects to show his powers. You saw a little bit of it, but they should have well, done I mean, a lot more. Hey, that, well, to be fair, that's not his fault. <laughs> it, like well, what special effects they did. No, but, it's not. No, um, that's not. But the but the but he the way he performed that character. If I didn't know that was Mister Fantastic, I would have been like, "This is lame." Well, hang on. Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, this is a this is a version of Mister Fantastic. I, I my interpretation is that he was almost doing it like a disappointed father. You know, he was supposed to be like the, you know, the the um, the, the like the elder statesman. You know, he's clearly supposed to be smarter than but everyone. He's not and the he's elder really statesman. Cool. Professor Xavier's the elder statesman. No, no, no. When I mean elder statesman, I mean like he's like the almost like the leader in a sense because he's the smartest man you know yeah. on earth, like on any earth. I did. Love I think it when he was they playing it more like a. He was playing it more like a disappointed, you know. Sure. Like friend, father type figures. So I think he was, you know, he was just doing, trying to give it that sort of like Stephen, you know, really so disappointed. What did you think of his performance? Because I, I loved Mister Fantastic. I, I, I enjoyed it. it. Okay, I loved. No, Mr. I enjoyed Fantastic it. I thought it was. It. I thought it was good. I mean, I would like to see more because again, oh, it's no. not. Let's be honest, it's not much. We don't have a lot to. Uh, yeah, to really but, base but, it but on this it. is a big part of my problem with the movie. I felt that given the rest of the movie is just Wanda fighting them, you know, like it's quite repetitive. Oh. You know, um, mm. I I actually felt that they could have given more room to Illuminati because the rest of the movie was really quite simple. Um, I I really want to focus in on this because, look, John, whatever his fucking name is, I thought was mediocre as Mister Fantastic, but okay, he didn't have a lot That's to fair. work. With. He didn't have a lot to work with. I agree. I also didn't really love the costume choice I, I i just there was something about it that i didn't well again to be fair they could be saving a better costume for the actual fantastic four movie maybe yeah. they don't want to like well, c- spoil considering, a, a better version considering how big a moment that is in marvel to bring in a member of the fantastic four and he look mm. i i just felt that they didn't give it enough glow you know um considering just how massive a moment that is in marvel movies and i i don't know i just felt I honestly feel like they're not ambitious enough. Like they 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 tick boxes, and it doesn't take that much more to make that scene a lot better. Um, so okay, we had him. He really didn't do much. He got killed very easily, which I thought was disappointing. You could have had a much better 
fight scene with him using his powers to at least mm-hmm. make... No, nah, they're probably just saving on the budget. But fuck <laughs> their budget, man. They're, these movies are making fucking tons. I, I'm not, I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm saying that as a... As a yeah, a, but, a, like, I... I, I considering yeah, how much money these things are making, you can spend a bit more budget to make that scene pop a bit more. Um, no, but they needed to give Agent Carter and Captain Marvel more well, time to shine. You, you so. had Captain Carter, who I don't mind. I know you, I know you hate her. I don't mind her. I, and I didn't mind her scene, although I thought the rocket pack was ridiculous. But I didn't mind it. I thought it looked good. See, I thought she looked a lot better than Mr. Fantastic. And, um, you know, she has the iconic line, which I know you hate. They give her. But to me, that's just a Captain America standard thing. He always says. So it makes no, sense. it's not a Captain America. It's a Steve Roger thing. Whatever. Stop taking yeah. things from other characters. But, but the, dude, in all fairness, man, like, I'm not saying she's the greatest character, but she's just a variation on it. You know what I mean? So it's, she's so, like, it's it's barely a character, dude. Like, it's like, no, it's okay, Carter okay, this, okay. Captain America. Okay, hang on. Okay, this is what pisses me off about them using her right right that is for the 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 new fans who don't know anything about marvel okay that's for the people that only know the mcu okay but fine whatever I, no, no, hang on. I get it i get it you want to cater to them but for for your actual fans all right your long-term yeah. fans i wanted to see different versions of characters i know I wanted to see maybe the the ultimate uh, Captain America, you know, who's more that fucking sure. badass, yeah, do anything, cool. yeah. you, you know, who would be like, I'll put you to death, yeah. you know, to save the universe type of thing. I want to see a different version of Iron Man, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. want to see. I want to see different versions of the characters that we know. I don't want new, uh, all new characters that I don't give a shit about mm. just. So you can give them fucking cool lines. That well, Steve I want Rogers a mixture. I want a movies. mixture. I want a mixture. So I look. I agree. There should have been a different Iron Man. That would have been way cooler. That rumor about Tom Cruise. I wish it had been true because at least it would have been a different Iron Man. You know. Oh, hang, yeah. So to my point is that because they spend so much time with those characters, mm. I did. I would have. I didn't. I wouldn't have minded her in the movie mm. if. They were going from different universe to different universe, and I got to see different yes, versions yes. of other characters. Yeah. Then I'd be more, yeah. I'd be more inclined to accept her inclusion in the movie as adding to the movie. I hear but you. I feel like having her is taken away, yeah, because we didn't get to see other versions of Iron Man or Captain America or Hulk or, oh, yeah. you know, or Thor or anything like that. I wanted to see, and it doesn't even have to see. This is what I find so fascinating in this movie, right? Every single different Doctor Strange is played by. Yeah, um, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, yeah. right? But you, you've already shown in the Spider-Man movie that you can have different actors playing yeah. the characters. I would have liked to have actually seen at least even just one of the Doctor Strange be played by a different actor. Yeah, no, just for like shit and giggles or fun and I all that stuff. I completely agree with so. you. I, I, yeah, I, I want to go through each member because then I want to go into the wider discussion where I don't think they're ambitious enough. In a movie like this that had so many repetitive beats around this, this was really a moment of contrast and they didn't explore it enough. Kevin Feige, you failed here, you know, and the, Sam Raimi, you did a decent job, but the scriptwriters let you down. That They're not ambitious enough. And I think it bodes poorly for Marvel moving forward. They're, they're so sort of, we don't quite know what to do. So we'll do the most generic thing that the most average writer could have have written it was very average that that whole illuminati scene 
So then you had Captain Carter, who I, you know, she gets killed fairly easily. But look, let's face it, she's fighting someone who's so far apart her power level. Well, she fun. she lasted longer than fucking Black Bolt and uh, yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. So, I mean, they Mr. Van- gave her a moment to shine. Mr. Fantastic had a, such a cheap, stupid death that that Marvel should actually be embarrassed. Captain Carter at least put up a little bit of a fight before she died. Then you had the Black Captain Marvel, who was barely given any character at all. I I would have. I know you hate her, but I would have preferred the actual Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, to have been there, and I thought she was going to be. Uh, but as oh, a different, if it was the killer, I would be okay. With but it. no. But as a no, what I'm saying is, but as a different, so she, where she's playing a different version of herself. You know what I mean? So like had Doctor Strange or different Doctor Strangers. I, I just I, I thought the woman who played oh. Captain Marvel was just it was I mean there was nothing. I agree with you, with. but this was a way for them to um uh, throw a bone to those fans who were pointing out that yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the you know the when they kept going, Oh the Captain Marvel, the guard. first female Captain Marvel and then people were like, uh actually Yeah. There was already a, a no, female. I know, I know. Diversity, Marvel. So they, they, they did that just to throw those people about to say, "There you go. There's there's your black Captain Marvel." We're, we're, kind we're, of we're progressive, but but you know what they like? Okay, but what they failed to do is give that character any personality at all, other than slightly arrogant and pissy. That was all they gave that. Oh, that was it. Well, that was a person. Oh, no, but, you, but, you know what, but what I, you know what I mean, though? Like, it's like all this kerfuffle about, oh, yeah, you know, it's the Black Captain Marvel that, you know, fucking seven people have been crying out for. But when they, it's not like they give her any character. So I'm kind of like, they gave well, her nothing. Okay, this is why, okay, this is why I want to point out that people today, a lot of people today cannot write mm. women properly, okay? Because. In the show, you've got Agent Carter, uh, Captain Carter, and you've got um, um, uh, the, the, um, uh, Rambo um, Marvel, right? Yeah. And both of those characters in their dialogues is written as arrogant sure. and condescending towards Stephen Strange. Then you've got Professor X, who's a little bit more compassionate. Professor you know, excellent. You know, excellent. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But, the, but that's what I said. And even Reed Richards, you know, he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's not. He's not being like arrogant or like sort of blaming no. him. He's almost saying it in a in a like a it's hurting me to say this, you know, yeah. because I respect you know I respected you and all. Like those guys are showing like sort of emotion, but the, but the two female characters are just written as like aggressive and arrogant. Both of them are written like that, and I just think to myself, why is it that that's the default now for well, especially oh, Captain, woman. especially Captain? I don't remember what Captain Carter did or said, but Captain Marvel was only given that persona. And then she battled, and I thought at least in with her power set that she put up a decent fight, and they gave her a decent fight scene, considering how powerful that character. Yeah, no, I mean, you know? uh, to be fair, they gave her a good fight scene, but her death was a bit anticlimactic. It was well. I said to you after the film when the building crashed on her, would that even kill Captain Marvel? I mean, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, apparently it did. Well, <laughs> I don't know. it was off-screen death. You didn't actually see a body. Ru- you well, know, no, you saw her. You saw her arm go limp. Okay, under right. the under the rubble. So I'm assuming that's supposed to mean that she's dead. Then, I don't. Again, I don't know. I can only go for what we saw. Yeah. Now this was the part of the movie where I was at my most excited. We'll go into other parts of the movie. Then we had Professor X. Now, I I I I was kind of buzzing when Mister Fantastic was on, but then I was gradually being let down. I was like, wow, it's really deflating having Captain Mister Fantastic. He's not doing anything fucking fantastic fantastic at all um i i came up with the thought of what they could have done had the thinker had had, had mr fantastic in the in the um 
you know, the, the thinker sort of thing, you know, the helmet that he has. That mm-hmm. would have been cool. But anyway, then we had Professor X, played by an aged but still wonderful Patrick Stewart. Um, I thought he gave a really nice performance, and he really showed with the very sparse material he was given that he could really shine still. And what a shame that he... I said to Michelle, I'm, I'm upset. I know he's fictional rich, but I was upset that they killed him like that. And I hated the fact that every single member of the Illuminati was killed. What a waste of the Illuminati. Like, I thought to myself, what a waste of, of, these, of these characters. Like, even if it's not the perfect Illuminati that I would picture, like, just to have them all killed by, like, Scarlet Witch, like, all cheaply. And when Professor X dies, at least he got inside a mind he was trying to help, but then the thing comes up, then the hand came out. It was a good scene. The hand came out and snapped mm. his neck, and then his neck snapped on the. On the and I love that he had the wheel, not the wheelchair, but the sort of floating device from um, the cartoon. Yeah, so he actually, yeah, he had the yellow uh, hover yeah. um, chair that from cool. the the Fox animated uh, show, which was really cool. Which is why I say that this is probably that Xavier, not the. Well, in my um, mind, it's and, not that Xavier. It's a very similar Xavier. Yeah. I, I don't but want can that. I just say something? As much as I thought Patrick Stewart did really well, uh, like, you know, he did fantastic and, you know, it's always nice to see careful, Xavier. Careful. Can I just say, no, no, can I just say, I actually would have preferred maybe if they had used, instead of Professor Xavier, Magneto. Yeah. Well, because then we could have too. got a, a, a father, a daughter versus father yeah, that sort of cool battle. Cool Where, I know they're not, but in the comics they are. Yeah. No, that and I just cool. thought, could you imagine if it was like a Magneto in a wheelchair and he came from a universe where Charles died and he became the leader of the X-Men and he was, you remember, remember they've had the storylines where he's crippled yeah. uh, in alternate timelines. I thought, how cool would it have been with that? Because then you could have had like a, an actual like wonder Magneto sort of moment of yeah. like alternate characters who in the comic books actually are uh, yeah, no, I, I support so, that. I support that. That, that could have cool. been cool as well. Yeah, no, I'm look. Patrick Stewart was very good. I think him McKellen would have been equally as good. I think that as a actors, these two guys are on a very you know rarefied plane. Uh, I liked him being in it. I hated that he died. But Michelle has said to me afterwards, she goes, "Dave, it's only uh, an <laughs> alternate one." She didn't even. Hmm. She's not even like it's pretend. She goes, "It's an." But, it's all, but if it is the guy from the Fox animated one, then I'm also sad about that yeah, because no, I'm, I'm like that. that. That's a cool. Mag- no, I'm, I'm pissed uh, about that. Well. In, in my mind, it's not him. I, look, I'm still hoping he's not dead because they only snapped him in the because dude, it was cool. It was cool to see that chair though. It was really it was. fucking cool. But, but can I say chair. this? He fought the Shadow King in the mental realm. Like I reckon, Professor Xavier is one of the most, if not the most powerful mutant ever. One yeah, of now. Well, Tave, to be fair, I mean, you're talking about him in his prime. I mean, this is clearly Xavier Aged. at the end of his fucking, you know, uh, life. Like, he's Dude. really uh, yeah. he's really old. So, and you when, know, maybe but, he's not as strong as he used to be. But at least he wasn't insane like he was in Logan, you know, when he was going getting Alzheimer's and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, that's what happened to that Xavier. <laughs> yeah, that was sad. Um, yeah, but, but remember, that wasn't the Xavier from the Fox universe because in that universe, the X-Men were only fictional. That was a different a universe, it's the Logan one. That wasn't the normal, um, you know, X one two three. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Because in that one, the the X Men are, uh, I think, are fictional and stuff. Yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I don't think, no, I don't think so. I, I think I they were so. man. because no, in that, I think they all. No, I think. No, I think they all died. Okay. Well, whatever. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. But it wasn't. Oh, exa- no! I think Xavier accidentally killed them. 
Wasn't that? Yeah, he true. lost control of his yeah, power. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that was only that was only one possible alternate future. That wasn't. Ah, the, fair enough. That but I'm just saying that, that that well, yeah. But what I'm saying is that like we already know that there's different outcomes for the Xavier. So this is just a different Xavier. Just well, I was you know, kind of an older Xavier. I was kind of depressed when I got home. I said they killed Professor X, and I'm not happy. I was kind of actually, I was pissed. <laughs> I was. It's pretty sad actually. And then Michelle Can was I trying to cheer me up. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I actually almost did like a fist pump what? when uh, Carter when Carter finally got it. You, Richard, you didn't almost. You did. I saw you do it. Well, so. no, I kept it. I, I, kept, I like I didn't go up in the air like I wanted to. I was kind of more like I kept it more like yes. R R Richard, when when Captain Carter died, Richard went yes and did the fist like clench. <laughs> I rolled my eyes and then you didn't see my roll my eyes. I was like, oh my god, Richard, like calm down. I know you well, hate. Her. I don't hate her as much as you. I don't, I, I don't I, mind. I'm her. sorry. I I think that character is an absolute waste of. Oh, but dude, that's no different resources. from uh, like I honestly. I know we always talk about, and look, a lot of black people, um, you know, black creators and fans, always, they, I've heard many a black fan say they think it's really cheap when they just make a, a black guy Batman, you know, and a lot of them say we'd rather have our own characters. I've, I, no, I'm not saying all by any means, but I have heard a substantial percentage of people say they find it kind of cheap when that happens. I find that cheap in the main universe but i've got no problem at all in alternate universes with different genders and races and all sorts of stuff like that like i, I know you probably hate it but i don't mind it I, I i i'm sort of like well why not like that's the whole point of being alternate universes to me you know so i don't mind about captain whatever her name is carter don't love the character by any means but i'm like okay whatever like they've just sort of merged two things but um so there's the desk look so we spent a lot of time on the Illuminati because I was really keyed up. And when Professor X died... Major part of the actual movie. I mean, they take up the, the majority of the middle part of the movie. Yeah, and I was loving it. Now, when Professor X died, because I <laughs> X-Men fan that I am, I was hoping that Professor X might save the day. <laughs> I was like, he's still... We're still down to, we're still down to one guy, though, the best guy. And um, he got a, at least he got a decent death scene. And then I was like, I thought to myself, as he died, I thought, probably not going to see Wolverine now, you know? And that was where that was where my first heart got broken. Then the movie moves on, and it's an endless fucking saga of Scarlet Witch versus Doctor Strange, you know, multiple scenes mm. of these two fighting each other throughout the whole fucking thing. America Chavez... Well, they even, they even have basically like a Terminator scene where she's like limping after them as they're running yeah, yeah. away in like like a sewer type area and it's like it's all, all, all that was missing was like the dun 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 dun, 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 dun. and <laughs> um, i was just like this is like very terminator <laughs> yeah and i look i thought the two of them did well i mean considering how repetitive it was i actually thought both of them neither of them were my favorite actors or favorite characters but i thought they did well um i did enjoy the zombie doctor strange a lot i thought that was actually really cool i thought i actually thought sam raimi who was really reined in in this movie um really i thought excelled in those scenes of the zombie doctor strange um what was i going to say oh yeah so you know the, the, what happens then is like basically these dead little demon things towards the end are kind of haunting um scarlet witch as it comes towards the finale the climax and they kept talking about you know damnation and judgment and in dave's brain i just kept thinking it's going to be the rider it's going to be the rider. I can feel the rider. I can feel the rider. And I was so convinced that the rider was going to turn up and give her the penance there. 
I think that would have been made this movie like fucking twice or two points up. I, I see. I think that's the kind of thing that Marvel they own all these the, characters, man. They own all these characters. They could I, definitely do that. I understand that, but you can see this is what I'm saying. You see, you looking at it from an actual comic book fan, sure. you want to see all these characters. They're not writing for you, mate. They're writing for the the regular MCU yeah, but, but fans re- who don't re- know what why a guy with a flaming skull would show up and judge. Um, the Scarlet Witch, but, but, they would just be like, what the fuck is happening? But that would be the entrance to the writer, and the writer's been in, he's had the two Nicolas Cage movies, he was in the um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, he's been around, you no, know, I, pop culture. I, to be fair, I don't, I can, can we be honest, I don't know anything anyone watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., let's, let's be honest. Oh, let's a few people like the Robbie Reyes stuff, like, all I'm saying is, I thought to myself, like, I think that the people are smart enough to know that there is there is an audience out there who a would be really exposed to they, what a cool entry point that would have been for the writer, and I think you could have converted so many people over. You didn't need to even have him turn have a human form; it just could have been the writer himself, um, you know, in his actual you know demonic form. I thought that would have been so cool, and I and I actually think it would have fit well with the movie. I think it could have really, it's those kind of elements that where I feel. And not just that specific choice, but the lack of those choices that I think makes this movie almost a bit mediocre and a little bit of an also-ran of a movie when it had potential. They own all these characters, every single one of them. You don't need to give them much. They certainly did give much to Mr. Fantastic. The writer is a visually iconic, cool-looking character. That could have been like a Boba Fett moment for Marvel movies and... I just think they, they wasted the opportunity. Uh, the rest of the movie is fine. Like, it, it's fine. I'm giving it a seven because I like some of the choices and I did like some of the visuals. I thought Sam Raimi was very, very reined in. Like, very reined in. I, I don't think he was anything like his normal ambitious self. Um, and I think that's a shame, you know? And I don't think... It, people. I saw reviews like, it's so confusing, it's so hard to understand. It wasn't confusing. It wasn't very hard to understand, and I'm someone who's easily confused in movies. It wasn't an easy. It was a very easy movie to follow. Too well, easy. Again, you, you just, know? To be fair, you just proved my point. Mm. If the people are finding this movie so confusing hard to follow, they're going to definitely go, "Who the fuck is the guy with the flaming skull? And why is he like? Why did he show up at the end there? Like, I'm just telling you, they're not. They they're writing for the 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 common the lowest common denominator. They're writing for the regular audience. They're not writing for the comic book. Well, they're keeping them in mind, but they're not writing for them. Yeah, no, I hear, I hear man, I hear. Look, I for me, I, I'm going to throw it over to you because I feel like I've said a lot. But I, I, I for me, a, a strangely disappointing movie in that I think they could have gone a lot harder. Adam the computer was saying he thinks the multiverse is going to be the big factor in this phase and for the future of the movies, and we might see Doctor Strange form his own Illuminati, etc., etc. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm almost all Doctor strange out after this film. Like, I'd like to have a fucking... Um, I'd like a lot of things, but Doctor Strange 3 isn't one of them. Um, but I'll say this. I said to you after the movie, how cool would it have been to have had a Grey Hulk? You know, Joe Fixit sitting in one of those chairs. The Rider. Like, Wolverine. Like, what's wrong with these fucking people? Like, why did we get... Captain Carter, um, the black fucking Doctor Strange, whoever the fuck he is, uh, Xavier, okay, a, a Captain Marvel who didn't speak, a Black Bolt who can't speak. Um, you made a great point about 
you made a great point, Rich, after the movie, when Black Bolt's mouth disappeared and so he couldn't talk and then stupidly tried to talk and blew his brains out, which was dumb. Um, yeah, a lot of people laughed in the audience when that happened. Yeah, but I was kind of like, okay, I know I know Black Bolt's power. I get it. He When he talks, it's like, oh, the loudest thing you can ever imagine. Like, okay, we got it the first time. I think he's lame as fuck. But anyway... But um, when that happened, in my brain, I thought, oh, she can just make people's mouths disappear? And, like, so why doesn't she just so, do yeah, so stuff like that? My biggest, my biggest gripe about the movie was the magic. Now, I do appreciate that they took the magic up a notch. You know, sure. he was actually casting spells where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. magical hands would come out. And, yeah, that was you know, cool. Um, yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. I like that they took it up a notch and, and they were really going with it. But... The problem is, is if you're going to create a magic system in your world, right? Yeah. It has to be consistent. So the whole movie, she's basically just throwing around red shit, right? Red shit there, red shit there, like, you know, all that sort of crap. And then all of a sudden he goes, you know, they go, oh, he's got the most powerful, you know, voice or whatever. If he opens his mouth, you'll be dead. And then she goes, what mouth? And she's literally made his yeah. mouth disappear, like in like a horror movie, like The Matrix. And I just think to myself, what the fuck, man? That's so inconsistent. You're telling me she could just make people's body parts disappear? Well, then what is she struggling? Why is she just literally will them to be dead? Like, if you can literally make right. someone's mouth disappear, if you're that powerful, uh. what the fuck are we doing in this movie? You should not be struggling <laughs> with anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, yeah. Just, be saying, you should just be going, what brain? Uh, I'm a vegetable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, just be consistent with your fucking magic if you're creating a magic system. If you're based on a movie no, or a right. book I, I, or anything on magic, be consistent. Decide what it is that, that the person's powers are and what they can do. Now, in their brain, they're just like, oh, it's going to be so fucking cool. Oh, it's going to be so... It's like, yeah, but it doesn't fit the magic that you've established mm. her powers to be. And she never, ever did anything like that again. No, no. That was the only time she did that. And that's what pissed me off. I was like, they just did that. And it really took me out the movie when she did that because I was like, that... You've just fucked up, like, your magic system in one... In one scene, I think you've just... You've you've pissed me off with like you you're not taking your magic system seriously. No, well um, you're right. I mean you 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 are not wrong there. And I thought the same thing uh, when it happened. I actually thought that's weird that she can just sort of whip that out, like you know, and like why doesn't she say you know you've got no body and you just disappear, you know? It's exactly right. If she can, yeah, if she's know. that powerful, I do not understand what she's struggling with. What's with all the red crap that she's throwing around, hitting people around but with it? You can I, literally I, just say you're dead. And yeah, I don't. Did. I don't think they think about it, man. I don't think there's a lot of thought that goes into it. I think they're just like, "That's a cool scene," uh, which is a shame. Like, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not this. No, no, but, you know, but this is what I'm saying. You could still have the same thing where maybe what you could, what she could have done, right, mm. is she could say, "Try it," right, or sure. "I'm not scared." And as he's about to open his mouth, she could have like blocked his mouth with some of that red crap magic, mm. and then you would still have the same effect. Yeah. of him blowing his fucking brains out because she stopped the sound from coming out of his mouth just by blocking it with her magic. Yeah. You still have the same effect, but instead you wanted to you wanted to do something like maybe you were like, oh, we do like the Matrix. Oh, it'd be so funny. Like It's like, oh, man, you fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a minor gripe, but I think it's an important one. And I did, I thought of it too. When it happened, long before you mentioned it, I thought to myself, oh, that seems weird. That doesn't seem like what you normally do. And what, what happened was people in the audience behind me were, I actually heard them snicker when, yeah. it, when it happened. And I think you were, I, I, did you mean for his death to be like well, a humorous I gotta be thing honest, where people were laughing? As someone who fucking hates Black Bolt, I, I was like sucked in Black Bolt. Like, but also, how did his brain explode? Like, 
How? So again, because he had no mouth, obviously he still has like an esophagus and a oh, voice box. Okay. Right. And what happened was, I think he panicked. And you know, like he, because he was like he went, he was like, Ooh! like you know, like he he made that like maybe that like shock noise that you do when yeah. something surprises you, and because it, the sound couldn't come out, mm. it basically just blew. His, it just blew. But, his brain but like, who would marvel when they thought someone was smart enough in Marvel to go? You know what? It'd be really cool to do an Illuminati in a multiverse. Like that's a cool idea. I I totally think that's a cool idea. And some of the stuff about the incursions, like it. They, they they're ripping terms from the comics, like the incursions in the new Avengers and Avengers run of J- of um, uh, Hickman was really cool. You know, yeah, it went on for too long. Like Hickman dragged it out, but it was cool ideas. But they just sort of like it's like when they did this movie, they ripped out like the names of it and then really barely explored it. You know, in the most generic well, possible well, way. Okay, well, this is okay. So here's the thing that I have an issue with the Illuminati that they use, right? In the comic books, the Illuminati was supposed to be one either the smartest, sure, like people, or the most powerful people. In, and when I say power, I mean, I mean in terms of like being leaders of nations or people. Yeah, it was Doctor right? Strange. It was Black Panther. It was Iron Man. Namor. It was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you know, so like again, uh, um, heavy hitters, uh, Professor Xavier. Yeah, so I would have loved to have actually again. I would wanted to see a different version of Iron Man and yeah. a different ver- and, and a different. For and sure. I would have loved to have seen Namor and maybe even a different version of Black Panther. You know, maybe you could have tried out casting someone else. But you instead, know? they bring or, in their shit character. Well, no, not you know, they brought in Captain Carter and they brought in Captain Marvel. They are very unambitious. You know, like how cool would it? Have? I would have loved to have seen Joe Fixit just just there. I would have loved to have seen a grey Hulk in a pinstripe suit just laying back in a seat and he's just talking in that drawl. That would have been fucking cool. Um, you know, and anyway, don't get me started. But, like, yeah, a weird movie. Like, Look, what, what, so I gave the movie a 6.5. It and is. my thing is, is like, it's got, it's, it's got a good opening. Mm-hmm. Um, the ending is pretty good, but the middle is a big problem for me with the movie. So uh, I like the start. I like seeing the 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 different Doctor Strange and he's helping mm-hmm. um, America Chavez, and then you know uh, that one ends up dying, and then he's fighting. Oh fuck! What's the what's the giant eyeball guy called again? Uh, it's um, like Shomra Ga- Gareth or something. It's a weird. Yeah, yeah, they're like Cthulhu type. Uh, yeah. you know, and it was cool seeing him fight that and all that sort of shit. And mm. you know, um, w- one thing I would say, and I don't know if it would make the movie better or or not, but I as I, I would have preferred if Wanda was pretending to help them, and they were fighting some really cool like Blackheart or you know something that they thought was the villain. That'd be cool. And yeah. then we and then we get a nice cool reveal at the end that it's actually Scarlet Witch. Oh yeah, instead you know what I mean? instead they tell you Scarlet Witch because, in the first fucking act is the bad guy. And I was like, yeah. really? So like what you could have done is that they could have been chased from like universe to universe. Yeah. And you get to see all these different versions and they keep going, How does they know where we are? You know, and it's all yeah. because Wanda's with them and she's technically but she doesn't want people to know yeah, she's the bad guy because she right. wants people to still think of her as the good guy kind of thing and all that um you know because yeah. okay I'll, I'll be honest with you they really do in in a sense ruin the wonder character in this and when i mean ruin i mean she's literally murdered like hundreds of people in this so oh, like yeah it's very hard for her to come back as a hero after, and then like, what about when they're like oh, you know, so but many like, people. they're like oh yeah but she chose the right thing in the end i'm like literally after she killed like i don't know how many people like lots 
Well, literally hundreds. She was because she killed how many? How many dozens and dozens of, of magic users yeah, yeah, in the uh, yeah. temple? She's killed different multi-version people. <laughs> like she's committed mass murder in this Mind thing, you, and I just though, think to myself. Mind you, I thought Elizabeth Olsen did a very good job, and it was a bit oh, of. She a did a good job, and yeah. one thing I did find funny was I do love the fact that her accent has completely disappeared. <laughs> It has, yeah. It has gone the way that you know. Way. If you watch those earlier movies, she's doing her Zakovia fucking yeah. accent, and then I, I'm trying to remember where she lost the accent. In what movie was it? The TV show where she lost the accent or something? She didn't because have, she didn't. Ha she had the same voice here that she had in the TV show. Sort of just yeah. Because I'm like, what happened to your accent? I thought you had a. I thought you were a foreigner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but, but you know, it's probably hard for an actor to maybe deliver those sort of lines with trying to do a fake. She was very good in this. I, I've always acting. liked her without loving her, but I thought she Look, was she, very good. There is moments where she is she is sympathetic, but what I'm saying is that when you have a character basically commit mass murder, sure, it's very hard to like bring them back from that. I mean, at least if it was someone else, you know, one of her minions or the person that she was using to do it. In a technical term, her hands are clean in a sense because she didn't do it herself. She is mentally ill. I mean, let's not forget that she is. She is. No, but what I'm saying is that I, I no, no, look, I understand. I said it, it still works for the movie, mm. but I would have maybe preferred to not see the character go down such a dark path because she is supposed to be a hero, I guess. And yeah. in my eyes, it's very hard to bring a character back. Yeah, but to, who like, fucking cares, man? Like you know. Well, no, who, I mean, she might actually be dead at the end of this movie, so I don't know. But, but like, was she dead? I don't even remember what happened to her. At the end well, she crushed. Well, she she brought the whole thing down on herself when she right. She yeah, said no one I sort of saw it more as like, it. let's face it, with these, the, the, this isn't like the comics in that where they just have to keep churning it out. Like, there's only so many Scarlet Witch movies that you'll ever have. So I don't mind. I actually think it's really interesting. No, 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 I, I know. No, I no no. I'm not saying that I'm not. I don't have a problem with her being bad or going through these steps. What I'm saying is that no matter how like how sympathetic you try and make at the end, mm. it's very hard at, for me as an audience member to sympathize that much with a mass murderer. Sure. Yeah. Like once you've crossed that line, even if you do kind of like, oh, I see now I'm wrong and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fucking care. Just die. You you're a mass murderer. I don't sure. care if you were wrong. You've well, she, you've yeah. committed a massive atrocity. So I'm just saying, if you wanted to keep her a little bit more sympathetic towards me at the end, you should have maybe kept her hands a little bit cleaner, um, yeah. and maybe not had her be the bad guy until the the end, and she could still have that sure. moment where she realizes how far you know she's gone and and how she's like completely like not. She's allowing her grief and stuff to like, like, um, dominate her whole life, her, her, her view and all that sort of stuff. I'm, as I said, it, it, that's a gripe for me. Other people might feel differently. Uh, that's fair and understandable, but I'm saying I just would have preferred if she was not the main bad guy through the whole thing committing mass murder. <laughs> that's just my, yeah, no, I, my I, I hear you. I would have, I would have liked them not to have revealed. So it's such a cheesy scene too, where she says, "Bring America here," and then she's like, oh, "I didn't say the name." You oh, that's such that. a cliche, yeah, isn't that it? Is that whole cliche. like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't give, you, I didn't tell you the name." Oh, fuck! You got. I was like, "Oh my god!" How many times yeah. have we seen? Well, could you not have done it a bit more like uh, yeah. a, a more unique or, or, or original way? Well, that's of, of there's a word. Out? There's a word for that, and that word is lazy. And th <laughs> that th that there is a bit of laziness throughout this entire uh, movie. And dare I say. The rot starting from the top. Kevin Feige, he, you know, and his team are starting to take the audience for granted. That they, they realise they've got a fan base. They're not trying very hard. 
Um, they're not being ambitious enough. Um, if this trend continues, it will be the beginning of a bit of a, you know, ebbing. Certainly their movies aren't as good. Um, mm. you know, well, with some cool scenes in them, but not as good overall. Well, you know? here's, but here's the thing that, that annoyed me probably the most about the movie, right? Is this is probably one of the darkest movies that they've made. Sure. Um, but yet they, they, they just didn't, they wanted to keep their toe in the, um, the, uh, uh, conveyor belt in 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 the formula sure. yeah yeah right because i was thinking to myself geez man you could have really turned a corner and said okay we we're going to deviate from the the yeah, formula the yeah like yeah like and we're going to really go in a different direction and we're really going to make this maybe because you can you can see sam raimi man he's made fantastic yeah. horror movies yeah they, you yeah. could have really gone listen we're going to go in a different direction we're going to you know what the formula worked for the first 25 movies yeah but it's time to to move on maybe branch out a little bit get some distinction between mm. like the movies and the genres and stuff and all that but and that's where you say like Raimi was like uh, curtailed a little bit you could he feel was, like he, he wasn't was. allowed to like go full no. full Good into that sort of like horror dark sort of element because they still had to keep like you know there half was and less half of the crap there was formula. less of the crap humor than usual at least there was less of that but it was, but it was still there's my point it was yeah. still it was still the base it was still the foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. that we were then trying to tack that on and i just felt i was like oh you could you should have gone all the way you should have gone a little bit more serious Can uh, I ask even question? more serious than what you've gone yeah no i, I agreed it was it was it was constrained i mean i think i'm being generous myself. now rachel mcadams now i'm I can't remember her, but was she the w woman that he was on the date with in Doctor Strange 1 that he was engaged to or something? I don't know if they were engaged, but something. they were definitely dating. Yeah, that was his girlfriend, on and off girlfriend. And the then they movie. had the car accident and she didn't die. Well, he had the car accident and then right. he was just like, fuck off, leave me alone. Right, okay. I'm, so she was know, the actress there. Because I, I, I knew the actress but and I was thinking, am I supposed to remember her from Doctor Strange 1? A movie that I, you know... I didn't see in cinemas, and then I actually caught it eventually, and I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I thought this was an improvement on Doctor Strange 1, frankly, a movie that I didn't oh, really sure. enjoy. I, I think, again, Sam Raimi bringing more of that horror element, the a bit of that darkness definitely made it better than the first Doctor Strange movie, for sure. But I'm still scoring a bit lower because I feel like it's it, they only did half the job. Like I feel yeah. like they... they they were still too scared to go full into like. Agreed. Let's really like go in a different direction and and make it unique and different. The other character I want to just mention before we move off the topic, America Chavez. For me, never never seen her in a single thing ever. I thought the actress did okay. There wasn't much character to work with though. She really felt like sort of fresh off the boat. Like, well, she was just she was just a plot point. Yeah, she was just the. Um, the she, yeah, she, right. she wasn't really a character, she was the, the plot, she was the MacGuffin, she was the they just give these, you know, she, they give these actors the almost nothing. Do you sometimes think in these Marvel movies they give these actors like nothing, like to, you know, really just nothing to work with? And it's just like it's got to be t a bit tough as an actor sometimes, like you're given just scraps off the floor, and like you're like, okay. Um, I'm not saying you have to go method actor on everything, but like it, it would be nice to have a bit of a character. But there was just nothing there for this for this poor girl. I just felt like I felt for her because I was like, "You're in a lot of the movie, but my God, they've given you nothing." You know? Yeah, and just also again, around. it's one of those things where the, what the the goal they wanted was to have you feel like her and Doctor Strange 
formed a bond, but I never felt no. like they really, really. She, she's a likable enough actress. I'll say that for her. she's likable, but she just hadn't. She, oh she yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got any, to, you know. There's no issues. I mean, you know, it's it's the part she was given, and, yeah. and she's done the best that she can. I certainly didn't find her annoying no. in any way. She, no, she she, she's yeah. definitely not one of those uh, characters that are like, oh fuck's sake, this child's really yeah, ruining the movie. She, there was none of that. It was she was fine. The actress was really good. Um, the moments that she did get were, were were good. I think she could be a good actress. Yeah. But yeah, they just didn't really give her really anything to do then other than be a plot point. Other than just run around. Um, yeah. I, I, it, it I mean, she may as well just be in a book. She may as well just be in a book or yeah. a, a gem. A gem that, or a gadget or that, something. That, 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 you know, I mean, that's really the function that she served in this movie was just to be the thing that um, uh, Scholar Witch is after. But Do you, you know. think sometimes with a movie like this, I, I get it. It's very technical, a lot of parts to assemble. But the story is so lacklustre. <laughs> Honestly, like... like it's, well, as I said, just, for a movie that's called Multiverse of Madness, it's a bit on the boring side. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I honestly think they could have punched the script up a little bit and made it made it better. Like the elements are there for this movie to be like a nine. Like there's potential there. You've got the right director. You've got plenty of cool cameos. You, you've got a decent idea. Um, but somehow you fumble the ball. And um, I'm going to give it a seven, but it's a seven with significant reservations. Um, and well, you to know, be fair, you you were predicting an eight before. I we was went. hoping for an eight. Um, I was I thought it'd be a bit better than what it was. I honestly did, and I was trying to keep my expect because. And I'm not, and I said to you before the thing, I'm not a Doctor Strange fan. Like I don't give a fuck about Doctor Strange normally. You know, no, I really. But I was don't, don't I care. was more telling you to keep your expectations low because you were anticipating Wolverine and the the Rider. You I were was. like, oh, and I was like, mate, get rid of those expectations because I couldn't. Like, yeah, I but I, won't be bad. I was I got rid of Wolverine. I was when he wasn't sitting there at the Illuminati table. And as as people started dying, I kept thinking, "Is Wolverine going to come and save the day? <laughs> like, <laughs> is Hugh Jackman going to sprint in and like slice some people up?" And then when when Xavier died, a bit of me died with him. And, but then I really I got on a rider kick, and I was really convinced the rider was going to turn up. Until towards the very end, I was like, "Maybe the rider's not going to turn up. Maybe these stupid like ghosts are going to be there as close as we get to the rider." Um, but anyway, seven out of ten, a six and a half from you, Rich. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Uh, I think it's a pretty good um, analysis of the movie. I think we've given a pat on the back there, Rich. I think we've done a pretty good job. I think it's one of our best movie reviews ever. You know what it is? We only saw it last night. It's fresh in my mind, and it's also not a complicated movie, so even I had didn't have trouble following the story, so that was good. So, oh, that's good. You know, the... <laughs> The lack of the lack of ambition has actually served this review quite well. Um, oh, by the way, well, bit, the one thing I'll say, I did I did stop to check my watch, right, to check the time, but that's only because I'm like, there hasn't been much happening, like in multiverse. So I wanted to see, like, how long this has movie been going? And I was like, oh fuck, it's almost going for two hours. I don't think we're getting any more than yeah, we got. <laughs> than what's been on the screen. You know what I mean? It was so a, yeah. It, it, it goes well. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a long movie. I, I do think it's pretty well paced for the most part. It does yeah. lag a little bit in the middle, but I was utterly shocked when I looked at the time and and I've gone, oh fuck! I think this movie's only got like another forty minutes to go. And How long was it, Rich? How long I, a movie was it? I think it was close to two and a half hours. I That's think. fairly long for a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, it was like two hours and twenty. Yeah, it was fun. Though. It but, was fun. I but did like when, when yeah. I got to that like almost two hour like not like hour and forty five minute mark when I checked it. I was like, oh fuck, I don't think there's much more of this movie, so I don't think we're getting much more multiverse stuff. So no, we didn't. 
That was um, disappointing. Uh, when they went through the multiverse, am I right in saying you briefly saw it wasn't Lego, but it was kind of like an animated one? It was almost like the... Everything. There was, yeah, there was an animated. There was a paint one where they paint became paint. And, that was weird. That uh, was very There odd. was one where they became almost like just 3D blocks and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it was just a whole bunch of like uh, them going. And I, I think, guess that was the most of the multiverse we saw was just I them. honestly think they could have done a lot more with those scenes. They should have let those scenes breathe a bit more, frankly. So that you could have a Lego one, you could have a block one, you could ha- you properly see them in those, and like, you know, you could have you know Spider Ham's one, like whatever Spider Ham's universe is called. There's a whole universe of all the different characters. You know, the it's Peter Porker, and he's got all his buddies as well. Um, you should have had that, you know. Um, hmm. But anyway, oh yeah, I, well, I just said they should have had a movie called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, should have had a lot more multiverse and a lot more madness in it. Yeah, it was a very from multiverse. We saw very little of an actual multiverse. We saw another universe, and then we saw one other one, which I got confused by the third one. I didn't realize that was even a third one. <laughs> Look, it's not a terrible movie, but I think overall the recent Spider-Man movie did it better. Yes. Now, can I say the end scene where he comes out and like you know he's all happy-go-lucky, and then the eye turns up? What a poor piece of editing! For the for the first cut scene, the the first post credit scene to just pick up, and then show the eye again, and he jumps in with Charlie Theron, who I didn't even recognise the actress. I, I thought it was someone else. And yes, oh, you thought you thought it was uh, Angelina Jolie. And I only said that because I I knew the actress, but she was in makeup and had a wig on, and I and I just thought, oh, that must be from the Marvel movie I haven't seen, The Eternals. So that, that's why I thought yes. that it was. So the, so the scoop for the next movie is Charlie Theron will be playing Clear. Yeah, and I was like, who's that? The fucking girlfriend of Doctor Strange from what I've read back in the day. That's all I know of. Well, as I said, right now she's the current Sorcerer Supreme after the death of Doctor Strange. But, like, in all fairness, she was the chick that he was just banging on and off for a while, for a long time, wasn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just a side character. He was just plowing that that field, like, constantly over the decades, and then suddenly she's the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, promotions come thick and fast. I tell you what, if if I'm Doctor Strange... I, and I've moved on from Rachel McAdams, Charlize Theron. Yes, please. You know? Yes, yeah. please. Oh, uh, I, you know what? I, I would stick with Rachel McAdams. You're not a Charlize Theron fan. I, I, I've i said it many times. How, how I very much yeah, admire her. Like, she's hot. A bit bit overrated, in my opinion. I, I uh, Give me Rachel McAdams. I would. If, I love, if, you, if, you, if you tell me, if you put a gun to me and tell me I've got to choose, <sighs> yeah, go McAdams. I, I'd say, firstly, I'd say yes to either. Um, but Charlize Theron in a heartbeat for me. She's a she's a fiery lady too, Rich. She's a lioness, my friend. You know, there's a lot going she's on. She's a nut job. She's a real nut job. I don't know anything about her personal life, but but uh, good luck to her. Um, so she's got in on the Marvel Act as well. So she's taking that nice paycheck now too. Okay, like, everyone wants everyone everyone wants in on the MCU. In all fairness to Charlize Theron, who I like as an actress, is anyone really calling her for like? I I didn't finish this movie going. God, I need another Doctor Strange movie. I was like, I'm about done with Doctor Strange. <laughs> I well, like, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting because, as I said, I don't know who they're going to. I don't know who's going to be the 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 linchpin for the next phase. Because again, as as we said, like yeah. the linchpin was like um, uh, Iron Tom? Man slash uh, Captain America. What that about they were, Thor? They were like Thor and Chris Pratt. I and here's the thing. I, well, the, again, the, the Guardians, the Guardians are getting their third movie, which I I think might be the final one, depending on how well it does. Sure. Thor is clearly getting his passing the hammer to um to Lady Thor. Oh, maybe, so maybe, I, Rich. Maybe. No, that no, 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 no. I my prediction is you really that think Natalie Portman's going to stick around? If they, 
if they're doing another Thor movie after this, it will be with Natalie Portman as the main character as Thor. Ugh. That's my that's my prediction. No thanks. I, I I really don't like her that much. I've got to be honest. I've never liked her that much. I ever. I, I find her a very boring actress, actually. <laughs> like, like. Uh, I mean, she's all right. It depends. It depends on the. It depends on the movie. It I think of her as Padma. I, mean, I, I enjoyed her in the. I enjoyed her in the first Thor movie. I thought she was good in that. She's okay. I'll get her mind though. Like she's hot. I, you know, I'm not going to say no. I think the problem with Natalie that. is that because of some of her movie roles, she can come across as a bit pretentious. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just find her a bit boring. Um, I don't know. But what about Brie Larson? They could base it around her, couldn't they? Isn't she? God. Isn't she? Jesus, I, hope, I really hope not. I don't mind her. I know you hate her. I, I don't mind her. What's, what's, what's the big then you, problem? Then, then, you, then you might as well. I don't know. I just think her pers- her acting and her personality is like watching a plank of wood act. I don't know. I just think it's so, yeah. it's I'm just, so mediocre. I'm sorry. I, like I don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, come oh. on. Okay, look. Okay, listen. Compare all the current ones now. Tell me which one of them come close to Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. My 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 microphone cut out there for a second. Uh, to to Robert, none of them come close to Robert Downey Jr. Um, they a lot of them try. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch definitely tries. He doesn't come anywhere near it. But I mean, he's at least a good actor. Uh, yeah, so my point is, if yeah. he doesn't even come close, there's no way Brie Larson is even in the conversation in terms of no, charismatic. No, no, I, no not charismatic. I, I, I don't mean charismatic. Like, but I, I mean as a, as a sort of role model or whatever. Like, as, as a leader. You know what I mean? Like, you know. No, see, I, the thing is, like, I no. I, I look at. I honestly believe it's the way that Chris Evans embodied Captain America, and it's the way that Robert Downey Jr. embodied Iron Man. It was there. Their characterization, their really? personality. How that, good was that, Chris Evans? I didn't think Chris Evans did anything that amazing. No, like, no, but that's yeah. what I said. Robert Downey. No, no, no. Robert Downey Jr.'s top. Yeah. Chris Evans is there because it, it allows Robert Downey Jr. to play off. Sure. Like it, it enhances the Robert well, Downey I Jr. I think Chris Hemsworth's more. pretty good. Chris Hemsworth's pretty good with what he does. Uh, you know. Yeah, but again, he's coming towards the end of. I'm sure he's coming towards the end of his stint. As, yeah, well, as then I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they're fine. They can cast all the fucking X Men and and all the Fantastic Four. They've got plenty of other stuff they can do. It's not like you know. Yeah, like but no, no, but that's what I'm saying. Cars. Right now, I'm just saying. Right now, forget about what you know is coming. Right now, who would you say could they pass the baton to as? The, the person to carry the next phase. I don't think there is anyone. That's all I'm saying. I just don't think there's anyone. Well, I'm not just thinking about Brie Larson. I just think there's not really anyone. I don't know. I Look, I, I'm not, firstly, I'm not that worried about it. Like, I think that their main fo- I think they're thinking short term. I think they're thinking short term before they get yeah, to X-Men. Maybe. And I think they're thinking the next couple of years and then we'll do the X-Men and then we'll do Fantastic Four and we'll get the whole thing started again. Because this Marvel's movie, we had a bet. By the way, uh, Adam the computer marked this at home. Uh, Richard and I, we went for lunch after the movie. I uh, sorry, for dinner after the movie, and we had a bet. And what was the bet, Richard? Was the bet was that I said the Marvels will take over a billion worldwide? Was that the bet? I think it was. And I said no. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting because I think you, there's a very high chance you'll be right. But I've just got a feeling. But I'm less confident now that I say it. <laughs> I don't think it will. I mean, forget about COVID and all that. I mean, I, I, Disney's lost a lot of money. I don't think they can afford to buy tickets and, and pump up the numbers. How, like is what's, how is this movie doing? Do we have any reports on... Let's have a look and see how this, this multiverse of madness is doing. Uh, let's go to Box Office Mojo and have a little look. Doctor Strange. 
it's only gotten released today. So there's so far it's taken twenty seven million internationally. So there's not we don't have an opening weekend yet. We'll have to see how this goes. No, we'll, we 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 will have to report on that next, next week, week once the yeah. weekend. But anyway, and, that's and, the bet. I think it's an interesting bet as well. I, I like I sometimes like to have a bet like that because it makes it fun. You know, I mean, what did a movie like? What did Venom two take? Probably took about nine hundred million. I'd say worldwide, if I'm guessing. I'd say about nine hundred. I think million. no. I think that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, the first one took about that much. But how much did the second one take? No, I don't. I think the second one took less. All right. Well, let's just see. I don't know. I I've think. Got no idea. I think. Oh, yeah, I, you're right. The second correctly. one. Second one only took uh, barely over five hundred billion, which is yeah. still decent, but not great. Yeah, but you've lost almost half your money, so it's not a bear. I mean, if it had done maybe like 700, you could be like, oh, okay, it's a small drop. Or, I definitely know, think the second movie was drop. not quite as good as the first one. Yeah, the first one took 856, so yeah, that is quite a big drop. Well, again, so I think the issue, I mean, let's be honest, Jesus Christ, you took, you took, a, you took a movie starring Carnage and it really wasn't that violent. Like, you know, I mean, Jesus, I was expecting to go like really hardcore R or something. Like with Carnage, but mm. uh, I thought it was pretty tame. Deadpool one took seven hundred eighty-two million. Let's see what Deadpool two took. I always think Deadpool two. I'm gonna have to watch it again because I, I it took seven hundred eighty-five, so it almost took exactly the same amount of money. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I look, the Marvels will have to overperform. I think to to reach a billion, it's going to be a tough t- tough challenge. Who are the Marvels again, Rich? It's going to be. Brie Larson, Captain Marvel. Sadly, it's going to be Ms. Marvel, who I fucking hate. And there's yeah, another and one. And then well. Monica, Monica Rambeau. Oh, and what is she? Is she Captain Marvel as well? She'll be some sort of Marvel, Captain, yes. Captain Marvel Jr. Uh, Captain, Captain Marvel Black. Um, or she'll be maybe Lieutenant Marvel or Sergeant <laughs> Marvel or Private Marvel. But does she have powers or, or is it just as the buddy as a side? I honestly have no idea. I, I, she was... She she had a part in um, the Wonder Vision movie. Uh, a TV oh, show. I never finished um, it. Did she actually? Did she actually yeah. like display? I didn't. I didn't watch it, but she. I think she had some kind of powers. Yes. Right. The power. Yeah. The convenient power. She has the the power just powerful enough to be in the fucking show. Um. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Look, it'll be kind of funny if if it does is a huge hit. But you you I know there are people on the internet um who really hate Brie Larson, but there's also a fairly kind of like I don't know, I I I'm I'm kind of almost indifferent. I think okay, she's okay. This way. I I I never liked Brie Larson's acting. Right. Right. Uh, because I I didn't know anything about her. I'd just seen one or two movies she'd been well, in. I don't. I th- I've not seen a single movie she's ever been in other than Captain Marvel. Honestly, I don't think I've no, seen a have. single. You, you watch Skull Island, don't you? Lie. Oh God, where she's the photographer or girlfriend or something. Yeah. Oh, See, yeah. she wasn't even memorable to you. <laughs> well, it's a very fucking tiny part. Can I say that? Like Jesus. Yeah, but well, some people have done more with less. So um, yeah, well, what I'm saying is, a bit, you know, but isn't she quite the actress's actress? I thought she was like Miss Little Miss. Serious. I don't think so. No. As I said, I find her to be pretty wooden. Uh, that's okay. just I just feel she's very uh, acting is very wooden. And then okay. of course later on when she started coming up with the whole bullshit of like, oh, we need more voices at the table and. Yeah white men need to shut up and stop reviewing my movies and stuff. Then I was like, oh, God, she's one of those people too. So yeah. I got no... Well, obviously, I, I couldn't give a fuck about that. She can fuck off if that's what she's like. But just as an actress, I only, I've only seen her in Captain Marvel. And yes, go oh. on, and not that I can really remember. No, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Dave. If you are a fantastic actor or actress, right? Sure. I can look past your stupid politics. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can sure. look past that as long as I can do anything. You know what? Yes. In personal life, do I agree with them? Do I think they're an idiot? But... 
Jesus, do they, like, when they do a part or when they're in a movie, are they fucking brilliant? Yes, sure. they are. I'm happy to do that. But she doesn't bring that to the table. So to have that attitude, <laughs> I'm kind of like, what do you, I don't understand how you can have that attitude when you don't bring anything to the Was, no was she part of, wasn't there some sort of a crew? Now, I'm remembering it now. We've reported on it. There was, there was some other actress. It was Tessa Thompson. And they marched up to Kevin Feige and were like, we all want to be in a movie together, all the ladies, like, you know, and I was kind of like, I thought it was a good idea, personally. I, I actually think that the all-lady fucking Avengers or whatever you want to call them would not be a bad idea. I I mean, maybe maybe I'm stupid, but I, to me that seems like a gamble worth taking. You know, like if some of these other fucking oh, ant I don't think it's a gamble. I, I think it will happen at some point. Like, I think you yeah. will see... You will see a movie. It'll start with like the Marvels, where it's yeah, the I guess the Marvels is that kind of thing. Yeah, but I, I'm, I would not be surprised if you give it like another ten years or whatever. But why not? If you see no, no, if you see an Avengers movie where it's basically like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Lady Thor, mm. Wasp, um, mm. uh, one of the bodyguards from Wakanda, <laughs> like oh, um, yeah, of the, you um, know. Yeah. Iron, Iron Lady, you know. But why not? Like, why not? Like, no, there's I'm a paid. market for I, it. You know? It will. It will. I'm, I promise you, that is what they're going towards. So you will see it. But, uh, but I think you can make an interesting one too. You could have She Hulk in there. There's plenty can, of again, yeah, mate. You can make characters. anything interesting. It's whether or not you make it interesting is the question. Like, well, that's right. Doing that is not enough. And you still need to make a good fucking. Well, movie. that's right. Do in Doctor Strange, great example. The Illuminati. Uh, great fucking idea on paper. How they did it, I'd say they did it in the most generic and almost yeah. mediocre way possible. So anything can succeed if you do it well enough. Who wrote this point? fucking? Oh my Doctor god, it's going to make money because it's all women. It's like no, it won't. You still have to make a. No, you movie. have to make a decent movie. Um, Put it this way: but if thought... you make a mediocre movie starring Batman and Superman, mm. and that can't even make a billion dollars, and it's Batman and Superman. Mm. You can't just say, "Oh, it's all the Lady Avengers is going to make bang." No, you still have to tell a good movie. Oh, and there's a, and there's a bit of resistance to all the Lady Avengers things. I think that there's a bit of they've got a kind of you know they've got a bit of a whatever you call it well, like no, no. negative but this, undertone. No, but this is how, no, but no, 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 Dave. This is how you win people over because obviously a lot of people will look and they go, "Oh my God, seriously, they're going to go all women and all that." Yeah, of course, people are going to have their reaction, but you make a good movie sure. and people start saying, "Oh my fucking God, this movie's so good." Yeah. Anyone who even had that, like, oh my god, this is just stunt fucking movie, car, you know, this is just a stunt thing. They'll go, oh well, I'll go check it out. So it doesn't really matter what people's initial reaction is. Sure. If you make a good movie, you sure. will overcome those sure. those initial thoughts. But my point is, Batman and Superman proved mm. it doesn't matter what name recognition you had. It doesn't matter how popular those characters are. If you don't make a good movie. It's not going to automatically. Well, it made about seven hundred million, seven hundred fifty million, I think. Dude, a, a, come on, a, a movie did. starring Batman and Superman for the first time. Oh, it should have made more. Well, it had that huge that. opening weekend, and then it had a massive drop off as the, as the reviews. Yeah, of course, it had, it had a massive opening because it was Batman and Superman. But yeah. it wasn't a good movie, yeah. so it didn't get good word of mouth. And even a Batman and Superman, which on paper you would say fucking yeah. money in the bank, was fucking high. Not even break a billion dollars. Well. Yeah, I will say just, I mean, we've covered this ground before, but I, the ultimate cut is a lot better. You know, like, it's, a, I gave it a three and a half. It's not worth a billion dollars. But anyway, I think I think we've done a fantastic job. Now, Benedict Cumberbatch is ta is planning to take a break after Multiverse of Madness, because apparently he's all so tired from all this films he's been in and all this money he's made. Like, Well, it must be, it must be tiring playing four different versions of Doctor Strange. Like, am I the only one who thinks to myself, like, how tight are you? Like, you've pumped out, 
you've pumped out um, Spider-Man. I wouldn't say that role was demanding. And then you've well, done okay, this. Hang on. So, well, no, to be fair, well, yeah, so he's yeah, he's done his movie. He did the Avenger movies. He's done the Spider-Man movie. And now he's done this one. I mean, it can be a bit, probably a bit grueling having to like. Grueling? Um, stay in shape, maybe grow that beard or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, you but know. He doesn't but, know. All he has to do is take no, weight but, off him. No, he's not strong. He's not like Bill. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that the only, like, Ben and the is also one of those actors he likes to go and do like those indie yeah, yeah. movies or those um yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, those um uh, bio uh, sort of uh, movies like he's done Sherlock movies, Sherlock um, he was in well, Power of the Dog that, that's a bit before but he's done like he's done Power a couple of, of like, biopics right yeah. he likes doing I think he likes doing also those more intricate smaller movies so I just think he's just had. He's just done a string of Marvel movies, and he probably just wants a break. When he says he means a break, I think he means a break to go do another sure. type of movie or a different role to just you know freshen up to stretch his legs. Know, like, yeah, you know, which get, is fine. I get, mean, I get back to get back to actual real acting as opposed to just acting to green screens and stuff. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you're not really breaking a sweat playing. Um, no, you're not. Uh, I, Doctor Strange. <laughs> I honestly think it's very fucking easy. I, I understand that, like, it would mean it would be it would be challenging. Uh, actually having to act to like little balls and stuff and like you know props and everything i get that that would be challenging oh and he would have been doing a fair bit of wire work and and yeah. stunt work and all that because obviously you know there's lots of like action in it and all that but how much how much would he be doing though really hard stunt work i don't, I don't i'd say almost well, hey, okay hang on to be fair these days they do get uh, actors to do a lot of the, okay. the work um which a lot more than they did say like in the 80s mm. and and before that like i mean good god you go and watch the old um star trek episodes right yeah. the, the original star trek you can literally see when it's uh stunt doubles fighting not even yeah. doing like yeah, yeah, yeah. anything really strenuous literally just throwing a punch or falling down and they use stuntmen for that so they do actors today they do tend to do a lot more of the the wire work and the stunt work just because so the camera can see that you know what I mean so it's that there. yeah because you, you can always tell when it's a stuntman like you go back and watch old movies eighties yeah. movies nineties movies you can see when it's a stuntman doing the 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 action true. or like that's this. true so, you know they do do a fair bit more stunt work these days I do I they do that's 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 yeah I guess it's quite I guess he has done a fair amount and he has done a, I guarantee his bank account's looking pretty healthy so he can oh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. you know. Sorry, I'm having issues with this microphone again. Um, yeah, so he can probably take a little bit of a break and just say, "Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll take six months off." Oh, and- I mean, they haven't. Yeah, they haven't started filming his next movie, and I, he's clearly, obviously, not going to be in any of the upcoming movies. So he's yeah, he's probably going to take a break before they start. You know, whatever the third Doctor Strange movie will be. Do you think he's also price gouging? He's you know like he's doing that classic like oh, I'm not doing any maybe no more Marvel movies for me. He knows full well that Marvel will come knocking. Because as you say, he's not dead. You know, unlike Robert Downey Jr.'s character's dead and stuff. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, most actors are always going to hold out and, and try and get the bigger paycheck. I mean, but it depends. I mean, if he's signed on for three movies uh, at the rate, then I don't think you can. Um, well, maybe you can, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, if you signed a contract for three movies, you can't really negotiate. Well, a lot of them a lot of them do renegotiate when it comes to the performer this well, if they want to do like another movie like maybe if you sign up for one or two and they want to do a third you can certainly renegotiate like after robert downey did his three iron man movies he renegotiated for the other movies so that's right that's right now anyway sam raymond was talking about spider-man 4 which is the movie that never got made 
Um, he says, I missed the really great cameo we had designed for Bruce Campbell. That was one of the possibilities. And I miss Craven the Hunter. We were going to work that character into the next Spider-Man. I always wanted to see Craven fight Spider-Man on the big screen. Um, the movie that never happened, you know? Because he wanted the Vulture and Disney... Oh, not Disney, but um, Sony didn't want the Vulture. That was... that. Was well, I mean, to be fair, if you reboot in Spider-Man, I don't think you can start off with Craven. No, but he was talking about... No, but he was talking about Spider-Man 4, dude. Like, when he after Spider-Man 3, when he left. The reason he left was because they didn't want to do the Vulture, which is what he wanted. And they and they forced him to do um, Venom. In Spider-Man oh, 3. So, sorry, sorry. Spider-Man 3, he wanted the Vulture. Yes, yes. Oh, sorry. I thought, I thought you I were think saying so. he wanted for number four. So I was like, well, that's weird. I thought he wanted Craven. Okay. All right. So, all right. Well, uh Hey, yeah, hey. Well, let's be honest, Spider-Man 3 was a total fuck-up. I mean, I like parts of it. I think it's a bit maligned. You know, I mean, I just took it a three, a 3 out of 5. Well, I no, look, the, I, I, yeah, to me it's a total fuck-up because one, Topher Grace, definitely the wrong choice. For Eddie Brock? Um, uh, for, for Eddie Brock and, and, and the Venom and stuff and all that. He came across as such an emo boy um, when, when he had, like, the Venom suit and all that. And, like, the problem is that there wasn't, like, a... F- it was too all over the place, that movie. You know what I mean? Because the first movie, it's it's tight. It's about Green Goblin and mm. it's about Spider-Man. And the second movie, just as tight. It's Doc Ock. It's Spider-Man. And the, I always felt like the third movie just didn't seem to know what it was. Like, you know, you've got Sandman. You've got um, a Venom. You've got... Um, um, uh, James um, Franco. Uh, um, uh, yeah, what's he playing? Who's he playing? Um, James Franco playing sort of... I don't. I guess the Goblin, isn't he? Yeah, but what's his... What's, oh fuck, man. Hobgoblin? What's, no, but what's Norman's son's name? What's the fuck? Um, Harry. Harry Osborne. Harry, that's it. So, and you and you got Harry Osborne come, sort of coming in as, as the green... It's just too all over the place. You, you needed to... Again, you needed to focus on a villain. It yeah, I enjoyed a, it, though. I mean, everyone was going on how much they hated it. I was like, I enjoyed I, it. I, I, I I, no. I was besotted with the girl who played um, Gwen Stacy. I, I thought she was beautiful, really. I really did. Yeah, but that's my point. They even had Gwen Stacy. Like, it was just all over the place, man. Seriously, <laughs> like. Although I did love, uh, uh, oh, God, what's the guy's name that played the Sandman? Um, yeah, he was good. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that I thought was the best thing about that movie was his casting. Yeah, he I was good. He looked he was really so much good. like the character from the comic. But other than that, I do not like that movie. I mean, I, I it's hear such a, it's such a fall. Like seriously, after Spider Man Two, no, it is. It to is fall sure. that far down, I was just like, that is terrible. Now, how about this news? John Watts, who directed the Spider Man movies, exits the Fantastic Four movie. Now, what do we think, Rich? Could this be related to Fantastic, the reveal? Fantastic Four really is a cursed franchise, isn't it? But why? I mean, it's a cool franchise. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. I mean, it's had two pretty schlocky. Um, 90s movies, and then you've had that terrible um, reboot that they did, uh, which also had problems with the director. That was awful. And, was that Josh Trank's movie? Yeah, yeah, and there was issues with the director, or the studio and the director yeah. and all that, and now now they want to do another Fantastic Four, and you've already got the, the director walk, like, exiting. I'm just like, whoa, Jesus, what is it about the Fantastic Four that's so hard? <laughs> do we think that this guy who played um, Reed Richards is going to play him in the Fantastic Four movie? I think so. I... I'll be honest with you, I think not. Let's have another bet. Let's do another lunch. Let's do two lunches in one thing. It'll be fun. 
Let's. I, I'm betting that this guy will play Reed Richards in John Trusic. I would love it if he was, but I have a sneaky suspicion that that was just the thing for like the fans who were like um, wanting to see him. So I'll, I'll take the bet just because yeah. I don't have that much faith in Marvel. <laughs> why, why can't these fucking people who are doing shit for the fans ever do something for me? Why can't I have Ghost Rider and Wolverine in, in every fucking Marvel movie? If they, they could do that for me. They don't care about you, Dave. They don't care about you, Dave. It's so unfair. They know you'll go watch their stuff no matter what. Before the movie, I leaned over you, Rich, and go, I want the rider on Wolverine. I said that to you. I was like, I want this. I want these fucking guys in this movie. I'm sick of this bullshit without the rider on Wolverine. Of course, I didn't get it. Uh, can I be? I don't. I, I, I would love to see a Ghost Rider TV show, honestly. I just feel so like. So do I. Um, so would I. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like there's, like there's certain characters I think that like they they lend themselves better to movies but something like the ghost rider which is a little bit to me a little bit more intricate i think would just serve better as a um a tv show where you can spend a little bit more time with like the young johnny and uh you know and and move on and build up to him being the ghost you know what i mean and yeah. almost have it like not quite episodic but like have things where he's going to fight different i'd love it to be like episodic i miss having shows that are just fucking episodes of a show like why the fuck can't i have mm. that why does everything have to be like a really serious look at mental illness and blah 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 and blah, blah. i'm like well, Yes, can, can, can I be honest with you, Dave? It's because, unfortunately, everyone wants something different. So I give an example, right? Mm. Uh, the Mandalorian, the first season, uh, it starts off like the first two episodes are like sort of joined. They're tied together. Sure. And then it has like three episodes where it feels like episodic, where he goes on like different adventures. And then the like the last two episodes sort of tie back in. And, and in the first season you're talking about. And, and every, yeah, everyone was like, oh my God, why is the middle with full episodic stuff? And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, mm. episodic is good. You get yeah. different yeah. fucking adventures and different characters. Why exactly. does it have to be one yeah, continuous one... goddamn story? Like, but why can't we just have fun episodes? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's just a modern thing that they do now, and, they, and they've sort of deluded themselves into that's the only way. But it's not like they do anything interesting. They still... They, you know what they then do? They have episodes where almost nothing happens. And it's like you have a limited series of, say, 7 to 10 or 12 episodes. You don't make 12 interesting episodes or 7 even. You make about 3 and have a couple that are filler and then you have a couple that are okay. We saw that recently in fucking Boba Fett, you know? Well, actually, no. I can give you a better example. Mm. I think the example that everyone should follow is Justice League Unlimited. Great show. Great, great so show. So that show had an overarching story. Yeah. Right? But some episodes were tied to that overarching story and other episodes were just Yeah, heaps were Heaps were standalone. Episodes. Heaps were standalone. No, no, but what I'm saying is that it had an overarching story. Sure. So there'd be a story that they sort of set up in the first couple of episodes. Mm. Then you'd have a couple of just like, you know, just random adventures and stuff. And then you'd maybe have another episode that's, 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 um, Giving you a little bit more of this overarching story, and then you yeah. have a couple of uh, episodes. You know, episodes. Oh, it's a funny one with Booster Gold and blah blah blah. Yeah. But it all culminated in a finale mm. of an overarching story, and to me, that has been the absolute best way to do totally like, great. Uh, seasonal seasonal stuff where you do have an overarching story, but you still have. Well, Buffy did that. Stuff. Buffy did that well. 
Buffy would have a big bad in the season, but there were heaps of episodes that had nothing to do with that or, or very little to do with it. And, you know, I... I you know what? That is, that. that is true. I think Buffy started off episodic, and then I think by epi- uh, season three, they started telling overarching stories with the big bad. You're right. Yeah. That's yeah. another good example of, of what we're talking about. Xena. Yeah, Xena. Fucking just great episodes all the time, constantly. I don't even think there was an overarching story, but it was awesome. Oh, no, you know, back in those days, very few things had overarching. Magnum I mean, P.I. Magnum P.I. In the 80s and 90s, there wasn't such a thing. There was two parters, but there was no such thing exactly. as overarching story. Magnum fucking P.I. I tell you a fucking great show that had an overarching story. See if you can guess this show. Overarching story, okay, did have a massive overarching story, a whole central theme to the whole thing, but different episodes every single time. A couple of two-parters thrown in there, Rich, but very, very rare. And there was a big overarching theme to it. It was a great show. It was a template for shows like The Incredible Hulk, used a similar kind of formula to this, but this was one of the original, considered one of the high watermarks of TV. And it's one of my personal favourite shows. It was rebooted into a movie. In Gee, I wonder <laughs> if it's the future. <laughs> I wonder how long it would take you to get there, Richard. I was trying to, you know, waffle around. Oh, no, well, I got, I got it just before you said the movie. <laughs> the Fugitive, it, it, that is a great example. There was a central thrust to it, and, I, and you know, it, to solve the wife's killer, but fuck, there's a lot of fucking episodes that leading up to that man, and there was nothing wrong with that. A different location each time, did, 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 you know, rotating cast, um, mm. blah blah blah. Well, he, he was the that's one. The thing, like, that is why, for me, the reason I say that the, the Justice League Unlimited is a pinnacle is because of how big the cast was. Sure, you sure. know what I mean? Like, they were using so many different heroes, but they still managed to tell an overarching story plus great episodes. And some episodes were just like just random, you know, Justice League. Yeah, you know what I mean? Great. Like, I enjoyed it, man. Um, they, they managed right. to do it right. not sure. just with like with the same characters. They had an entire fucking world that they would mix and match and, and tell, you know, there That's was one show, episode where, where it was Wonder Woman and Hawk and Dove. And then there'd be another episode where, you know, it's like just Booster Gold by himself. And then there's another episode where it's like Hawk, uh, Hawk Girl, uh, uh, Vigilante, yeah. um, Vixen, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just... To me, that's just brilliant because it wasn't just like a core characters. It was all over. It was so many different characters. And everyone got a moment to shine. No, it was a fantastic uh, series. I watched recently the two-parter with Lobo when he comes in to join the league when Superman dies uh, and he goes into the future with Vandal Savage. That's a great episode. You well, that's what? Justice League. Yeah, that was before Unlimited. Okay, but, but yeah. it's the same. But, so I mean, that, that was when they were doing the two-parters. Yeah, but it was a great episode, though, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. I mean, one of my favourite episodes didn't even have a single one of the big seven in it. It was the one where, the like, the B and the C-listers were in a parade mm. and... Um, uh, General Eiling had taken over the um, uh, the body of the Shaggy Man, mm. um, and, and was basically like the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And he was just going in there, smashing it, and he was just like, "Oh, these aliens and these gods, you know, whatever." And then actually, like one of them pointed out, "You do realize that all the us that you're fighting don't have any superpowers. We're literally just human." Yeah, right. And I just thought that was really cool because it was like Stargirl was vigilante. It was like um, Shiny Knight. 
you know, um, and like it was just like again, like, like you sort of B list and C list, but even they got like an episode to themselves where yeah, definitely not a single big league Justice League was in it, and it's well, probably one of my favorite. I've episodes. told you many times. Um, I know your DC knowledge is deeper than mine, but the amount of good characters that are in the DC archives that they could dust off and do really good movies on and stuff, like good concepts, good material. There's plenty of them. You know, and and yeah, that show but, but, did explore it. But Warner Brothers and and DC is so gun shy now, like everything falls back to Batman. <laughs> well, apparently the new guy coming in um, is of, is of the same mind that I was just saying. He thinks there's a lot of untapped potential in the DC catalog, and oh, there definitely is. He he, he, he he look I, now. I don't know if this is just PR they're putting out, but apparently mm. he's looking at Henry Cavill and saying there is no reason. Why we can't do more Superman movies with Henry Cavill? He's a huge star, yeah, especially, especially yeah. before he gets too fucking old as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, he's just looking at him, going, "I don't care about why we can't. I want to do one. You know, like let's make it happen." Now, whether that's real or not, oh, I'm using that as an example. There are so many characters, and Just the Unlimited is great at showcasing a lot of those characters. And, but a cursory look through some of the Bronze Age stuff. You'll come up with characters like Vigilante and, and different people like that. Um, what's the one? Jonah Hex. I know that is a terrible Jonah Hex movie, but like he's an example. You know, there's plenty of characters like Hawkman. It's uh, it's yeah. such a shame that that movie was so shit because I thought that was uh, great casting. Uh, really good that they got um, Josh Brolin. Uh, Josh Brolin. I yeah. thought he was yeah. such a good pick. He was. For, he was for, for Jonah Hex, and it was such a shame that movie was pretty bad yeah no it was it was a shame i was very excited when they decided to do it and i was very disappointed now richard i have been a very bad boy and have not watched my moon night i know you have i because i have been so busy at work this week but i'm gonna throw it over to you rich you've got to wrap up what happened in moon night um give us spare no details rich how was the how was the finale tell us what happened how did it all wrap up what did you think so before the finale, I was willing to give the show, I was going to bump the show up to seven out of 10 and I possibly could have gone higher if they you were loving the it. ending. You were loving it from memory. Uh, sadly, I will be giving the entire uh, series a five out of 10. Uh-oh. What happened in the finale, Rich? The, ep- the final episode was so fucking schlocky, so oh dear. typical stupid Marvel shit. What um, happened? Even, even the wife becomes a superhero. Who? Um, the wife. She becomes Marlene. a superhero. And gets, yeah, and she gets golden wings. Um, really? Um, yeah, she becomes an avatar for the hippo um, oh, deity that I was telling you about the god. And kill myself. She, she becomes, and I tell you what, for like someone who... <laughs> This is what pisses me off about these sort of shows, right? So, like, when Steven is Moon Knight, right? He's so fucking useless. He is terrible, yeah. Right? Because he's not a trained fighter. But yet her, she becomes an avatar. Oh, my God, she's the baddest ass fucking on the planet. I'm like, come on. But she already was a fighter, I think. I don't think so. I think she was. I think she was, man. I think she'd she'd been his kind of henchman and fighter and stuff as well, I think, from what I remember. I think, I think. Are you talking about comic books or are you talking about the TV show? No, the TV show. His ex-wife had been on adventures and stuff with him. Or his wife's like, ex-wife. The, can, can I be honest? Adventures is not the same as being a fucking Green Beret, man. It's well, not the same thing yeah, as like, okay, but being a kung fu master. That sounds shit, though. That yes, she had going, going on digs and like, you know, looking for tombs is not the same thing as fucking, you know, knifing the guy, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's not the same thing. But anyway, 
Mm. Even I, I, I had a feeling. I just think his suspicion because I remember in the show they were like, "Oh, you know, he wants my wife to be the next Avatar." I was like, "Oh, she's going to get powers at some point. Like she'll either be Moon Knight for a little bit or whatever." Right. But no, she gets her own powers. And oh god, they have a moment where like she's busy battling, and then this like Egyptian girl goes up to him and goes, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And I was like, oh, "Why don't you just come out and say, are you my representation?'" Like. Yeah. Yeah, it was again such a forced. Thing I am getting the... a bit tired of these people raving on about how great fucking Egypt is in this show. Like, it's a bit much. Like fucking yeah. hell, who gives a fuck? Um, and and by the way, um, I was I was right about there being a third personality. Um, who? which by the way pisses me off because in the episodes, <laughs> no, no, in the episodes when he dies, right, and and he's sort of in the afterlife, they say, oh. Your hearts are not balanced. They're not full because yeah. the two of you haven't been honest with each other. Right. Then the two of them are honest with each other, and then they're like, oh, your heart is is full. You can now go to the afterlife. And right. then you find out that there's a third personality. So then I'm like, how the fuck can your heart balance then? Who is the third personality? Who is the third personality? Uh, Jake? Jake Lockley? The cabbie? Yeah, I think it's, Yeah, the cabbie. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's Really? Is that for real? Oh. And he's a killer. Oh. So- Remember oh. uh, when they when they were blacking out and all the guys were dead, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was like, "Was it you, Stephen? What he was? It wasn't me." And anyway, he was the most um, harmless of them all. Oh, no, he no. was like that cabbie. By the way, we do not even get a final fight between him and um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk, really? So what, what happens? happens is he's Ethan Hawke is like holding him down and it's like sucking out his soul, and then he's watching his wife like. Um, being shot at because she's pinned to like the car and all that, and then he just blacks out, and then we come to it, and there's fucking Ethan Hawke's character beaten to a bloody pulp, and him standing over it. And I was like, Are "You fucking serious? You copped out on the fucking final fight? Are you yeah, serious?" That does suck. That does suck hard. Uh, yeah, it no, doesn't this, sound that good. Unfortunately, I they they lulled me in. I thought you know the last well, you two were episodes. Happy. You were happy. Was just, you were I was loving like, it. Oh my! I'm really enjoying this. Are oh, you finally like you? You yeah. know, and then of course it just went full Marvel by you, the final. You're grumpy at me for not watching it. Now I'm glad I didn't bother. Um, yeah. They always like feel like the ends of these things suck. Like Loki sucked. Uh, I I thought Captain America and Falcon was okay, but um, something else sucked. And, and and this sounds like it sucks. You know, I know Ray, Ray and the Moon Knight guys. Like, what's hilarious over on Ray's page is, and is he's got a couple of very fucking PC uh, moderators who, uh, you know, in my mind are just uh, ridiculous. But Ray's page there's a fair bit of controversy. There's plenty of people loving it and plenty, plenty hating it. And it's kind of not that I spend a lot of time there because. It's Ray's domain. I don't need to. I don't need to invade a fellow God's domain. But I see there's a fair bit of byplay on. It's pretty feisty stuff. It's good stuff. I like to see it. Um, Put it the, no, no. Here's know. the thing: if you love the MCU, you will love this TV show. Like, there's no ways around it. If you if you love the stuff that Marvel's right. been putting out, right, right. you will love the show. It's so Marvel. You will love it. It's t- it's up there. It's <laughs> you know, if you love, if you enjoyed Loki, if you enjoyed Winter Soldier. If you enjoyed like One Division, if you enjoyed, um, you know, like if you love the Marvel, if you love the Marvel formula, you will love the show. The problem for me is I'm so fucking sick of the Marvel formula. (laughs) I'm so sick of it. Always, like I'm just so sick of it. That's the default setting. Yeah, yeah, I am. I thought you were doing something different. I thought you were doing something a little bit cooler. You know, um, 
with this sort of character and I thought we were going to have a better ending, mm. you know, and I just feel like the ending was just so... Well, I was never, I was never as Honestly, hot on it as I was never nowhere near as hot on it as you were. You were so hot on it after the last. Well, again, couple of I wasn't hot on it, and yeah, I wasn't hot on it for the first three episodes. The first three episodes, I was like this is pretty mad. They're the only ones I've seen. Novel. I think I've seen three. I haven't. Yeah. it's been six. Now yeah. again, they. I thought they were like, you know, like maybe they got off to the Marvel start, but then they would like sort of changing it once we got to like episode four and five. I felt it was it was going in a slightly different. Yeah. Um, thing, but then it just went full Marvel in the end, like just yeah. so fucking you know, um, we're so Marvel. cheesy and 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 over the top and all that sort of stuff. I mean, for Christ, they had a giant conchu and this giant alligator god fighting, um, and you don't even see it. Like it's, yeah. I would have, I was like, yeah. fuck me, I'd much rather watch. No, no, seriously, I'd much rather watch two fucking giant gods fighting destroying Egypt. What, what, what I find so weird is people say, like, oh, they don't have the budget. I'm like, bullshit, they don't have the budget. They've got a fucking huge budget if they want to use it. Like, Disney have got so much fucking cash. And, like, honestly, if they wanted to spend a little bit of money on these special effects, right. you could see the alligators fighting Conchu, if that's your cup of tea. But, but, you, but you know what really lost me, which I just couldn't help but just laugh at? What was that? Was they had him flying. Who? So, uh, Moon Knight. So... When he comes back to life, right, he is miles and miles and miles away right. uh, from, like, the, the God Temple, right? Mm. So if, uh, the wife frees Conchu, Conchu goes to him, you know, and, you know, because he becomes Moon Knight again when he comes back to life and all that sort of stuff because Conchu's free. And Conchu's like, oh, you better, you know, you better get there. And then, like, he literally jumps up like Superman and just mm. literally starts flying. It's pretty lame. Um through the sky and I was like, oh my god, are we really having Moon Knight fucking flying like Superman? That's pretty lame. <laughs> to, to the bad guy. I, I did, I laughed at that because I was just like, that's just, why don't you just fucking teleport him? You're a god. Yeah. You teleported to him. Why didn't you just teleport him there? Why does he have to See, to me, like that Superman? sounds so shit. To me, that's, uh, and I'm sorry to, to, to rag on Ray's favourite character, but to me, that just sounds so shit that Moon Knight's flying. I'm it sorry. sucks because, you know what, I thought, you know, Ethan, Ethan Hawke did a fantastic job yeah, in the show, good. and he you know good. what I thought, uh, and you know what I, uh, I think Oscar Isaac, I like it when he plays Mark. I think when he plays Stephen, it's a bit too stupid. It's very annoying. Um, it's bit, I'll say it's that. a bit too cheesy. Yeah. But you know what, when when he plays Mark and 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 all that, and and it's a little bit more serious, I actually enjoy him. Mm. Um, like when they tone Stephen down a little bit, you know, yeah. when they're having like these moments, I'm okay. I was like, oh my god, that's why I was like, I was really enjoying it because. Uh, especially, you know, when you got to the part where they revealed about him killing his brother and Stephen being a um, a personality, mm. you know, that he was using to bring. Like, I was like, oh my god, this is really cool shit. This is very interesting, fucking like you know, nuanced sort of stuff. And then you get to the last episode, and and fucking Stephen's being fucking weirdo, mm. uh, wacky, you know, Stephen and and wackado, wackado, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, with that terrible British accent that he does, like. Uh, I've, I'm, you know what? I'm really disappointed because I was really hoping, I was really hoping that it would win me over in the in the final episode, and like, you know, and I'd well, be like, at you least know what? you enjoyed two really episodes, good. Rich. That was two episodes of modern TV. Yeah, that you but did it kind enjoy. of like that, you know. But that's like a tease, man. Like, you know, you, sure. you know, you, sure. you know, it's like it's like you were, you know, it's <laughs> it's like you were teasing me that 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 I was going to enjoy the show, and then you. You just slapped me in the face with yeah. You thought, like, you thought you, bitch, why did you think you'd like you this? You thought you were going to make sweet, sweet love to this show and then it just turned around and slapped <laughs> you I just got left with, I got blue balls. You do. Poor old Rich. But So a five out of ten from you, Rich, overall for the show. 
Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, man, now I have to watch three episodes, and none of it sounds interesting, but I guess I will try. Oh, you don't through. have to. I've reviewed it for the yeah, show. I know. Yeah, the, I know Michelle. I've done the hard work for you. I thank you for that, actually, Rich. And and you know, I did sort of like I did sort of abandon shit on Moonlight Serenade. My own segment, Moonlight Serenade. I was so proud of the title, but like, I just I was like, it didn't help that Michelle was struggling through it too. So she was like struggling. And I was, like, only half committed and, you know, trying to plow on for the sake of Ray, but, you know. That's all right. I'll, you know what? I might even uh, I might have to abandon ship with the Lord of the Rings. No, you can't abandon ship with Lord of the Rings. We're doing deep dives on every episode. Rings of uh, power. You know Sometimes I'm just not into it, you know. I, I might no. just fall behind, you know. No, no falling behind <laughs> for you. Um, the Halo continues. I don't think I'm 100% up to date, but I am continuing to watch it. It's actually getting slightly better, Rich. I will say that. I, I'd give Halo a 6.5 out of 10 so far from what I've watched. I think I've watched four or five episodes. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. I, 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 are, your, are your friends telling you that it's getting any better? Yep, everyone I know and any reviewer that I, I trust mm. or, or have not led me astray too often have all said it's terrible. So oh, dear. I will still oh, avoid right. it. Like, what about me? I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm saying it's okay. It's aggressively mediocre. Yeah, but the problem is, is like, okay, yeah, but let's say there's 10 people I trust and only one saying it's good. Mm, sorry, Dave, i still got to go with the nine. I, I'm not <laughs> saying it's good. I'm saying it's okay. Well... <laughs> Well, to me, good is 6.5. If something's good, it's yeah. 6.5. If something's great, then it's yeah, like an yeah. 8. Well, right now on right now on Metacritic, it's getting a 61. Yeah. Um, See, to me, okay is like a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10 is yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because it's, it's just okay. It's borderline. It's maybe like, more eh, of a okay. 6. It's maybe more of a 6. But uh, look, I mean, I, I'm sort of starting to enjoy it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Now, Norman Reedus was talking about Carol leaving the spin-off Daryl and Carol show of Walking Dead. And he says, 12 years is a grueling schedule. She wanted to take some time off, and she's doing that. She deserves it. Um, obviously, the network had announced in 2020 a Reedus and McBride-centric spin-off, which would succeed The Walking Dead show, the main show, after concluding its run with an expanded 11th season. Um, but she quit saying this: the basically the spin-off set to film in Europe would become logistically untenable. Um, they're continuing on with Daryl, obviously. Daryl Dixon, probably one of the best characters in, ever created in fictional history. Um, I'll, I'll be watching. And frankly, I mean, Carol going is not that big a fucking problem for me. Maybe they can bring in Rick. Bring in Rick. No, no, no. They've got to find someone else whose name rhymes with his. Yeah, it was the best part about it, Daryl and Carol. It did work well. I don't actually mind her. I thought she had a, I, I thought she had a very good chemistry with him and stuff, so I'm a bit disappointed, but... But I also feel she could be cycled back into the show. Like, it's not, it's not like... They're obviously going to keep churning this shit out. So, I tell you what, Fear the Walking Dead? Oh, my God. We I watched an episode with Michelle the other night. I was like, this has to be one of the worst episodes of Fear the Walking Dead or Walking Dead in history. It was so poor and so boring. And, and it just went on well, and on and on. As I've said, some shows, unfortunately, they, they, they tend to go past their shelf life. Yeah, well, feel the sometimes I think it's good to sometimes I think it's good to just have a a good way to end your show instead yeah. of waiting till the point where like no one's watching and then you yeah. just go okay let's just end it like I feel like you should write towards an end you know what I mean like because how long has that show been on the air for like now ten years more than ten years regular Walking Dead's had eleven seasons Fear the Walking Dead's had yeah, about I, five I, or six you know you know I kind of feel like ten years to me is like that's enough I think you should 
you know, if you've done for 10 years, great. Um, well, write an ending. Shows like, you know, that work towards got, an ending. Sh- shows that aren't soapies that have gone on for a long time. Let's think. Uh, Mastered 11 seasons, probably one of the premier shows of all time. Cheers, I think, did, I want to say, nine or ten seasons. Seinfeld did nine. Um, Gunsmoke yeah, so that's did what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, but okay, I mean, but that's different, though. I mean, if you're going to go that old, that was just, like, syndicated fucking, How, how like, many episodes did been? How many seasons was there of Bonanza? But also, I mean, don't forget, those sort of old shows were all episodic, so they didn't really have to end because it was just like, oh, what adventure can we tell? But stuff like this where there's like an overarching like sort of narrative where characters, you know, are growing and and, and changing and, you know, they live in a life. I do feel that you should, once you hit 10 years, I think you should start saying, you know what, let's maybe start... Let's start thinking about where we end in, like you know where these characters need to to end up and and finish the show. Because as I said, um, you know, Stargate had the same problem. Um, instead of ending mm. when they did, they 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 tried to go for like another three seasons, and it didn't turn out to be popular. And and then it just eventually just got cancelled. So we didn't even really have like get to have like an they, ending. They didn't have a spin-off, Stargate Atlantis or something. Yeah, yeah, and that also went for, like, uh, quite a few seasons. But, you know, and, and again, at, at that point, you know, maybe also people were getting sort of, like, Stargate fatigue. Sure. You know, because, um, you know, maybe the main Stargate, again, uh, people weren't enjoying the the current stuff that they were trying to, like... Were they running you know, they concurrently had- or were they uh, one after each other? Like, did Stargate Atlantis start when Stargate main show finished or not? No, Atlantis started... Um, I mean, I don't know. Is it maybe is season six or seven of Stargate, I think. So there was they were running concurrently for a time. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the spin-off happened, yeah, like I think after six or seven seasons of, of Have a guess how many seasons of Bonanza there were. I'm looking at it right now. Remember what did you say? Thirty two. Seasons, Richard. Not that no. Fourteen. Are you kidding? Thirty two <laughs> seasons of Bonanza? <laughs> I wish that. I had thought I'd just go. I, I thought I'd just go big. Like I wish there had been thirty-two seasons. Of it. No, unfortunately, <laughs> what happened was Dan Blocker died. Um, big Hoss mm. in real life died, and that took a lot of the that took a lot of the wind out of the sails of the series, yeah. and it really struggled but, after that. Yeah, no, but but what I'm saying is, when something is like, I mean, sitcoms a little bit different because I mean, obviously, um, would wh- you call wh- Mash a sitcom? Was Mash a sitcom or a comedy? Uh, it was a what they call it. It's a dramedy. Dramedy, yeah. Eleven seasons. Mm. I think ten is a good. I think ten's a good number if you can get to. If 10, you get to ten, you've done very well. Very few yeah. sitcoms get to ten seasons. But what I'm saying is that once you get to ten, I'm not saying you have to end it right at ten. What I'm saying is that once you get to ten, I think you need to start saying, okay, what are we working towards? How many seasons like, did Big Bang we, Theory? How have? can? Oh, quite a lot. I'd say. I'd say about ten. Have a guess. I've got it here. Have a guess how many there were. It's 15? a lot. Twelve. Oh, okay. Well, and that was a so major well. moneymaker for the for everyone involved. That was a mm. fucking very popular show. Um, yeah. But anyway, so but as I, said, I just I just feel like something like you know like Walking Dead, Stargate. Oh yeah. X Files. I just think once you get to ten years, just go. Okay, what are we going towards? What are we going to do? Another oh, Walking Dead is so past its prime. I mean, it is stumbling <laughs> along the fucking road at this point. Fucking Jesus! Like, I, 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 like regular Walking Dead just had a good season too. So the last season of Walking Dead they're doing now has actually been pretty entertaining. Fear the Walking Dead has just gone off a cliff. It is so poor. It is really bad. 
And it just feels like, just put this show out of its misery. I think the fans would almost be happy for it to end. You know, like, it just, there's just something about Fear the Walking Dead that it just, it's always sucked, but it's it, it's it's had a couple of seasons. They brought in Morgan from the regular show, and he helped, and it was going okay for a while, but now it's sunk back to really mediocre quality. Um, and, yeah, it's time to kill that show. Uh, now, Oscar Isaac was talking about X-Men Apocalypse, saying he doesn't disown it. I wish it would have been a better movie. No, I don't disown it. I know exactly what I went in there wanting to do and the reasons why. There were these amazing actors involved that I really want to work with, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence. I collected X-Men growing up, and I loved Apocalypse. I just found him a freaky, weird character. And then you get there, and you're like, oh my god, I've got all these prosthetics on. I've got a suit on. I can't move. I can't see anybody. All these actors I wanted to work with, I can't even see who they are. Interesting comments from Oscar Isaac, who he's a very good actor, but he was wasted in that role of Apocalypse. Uh, oh, for sure. I mean, they could have. I they could have almost got anyone mm. to play that apocalypse because I don't even think there was really that many lines. <laughs> like you know, I mean, uh, definitely a, a definitely a waste of an actor. I think you could have maybe just got someone who had the look better, yeah. especially since there wasn't really that much to do. So you could have maybe gone for someone who had a, a maybe again a better height, physique, facial I've, structure. I've got a question, uh, and I'm not an apocalypse expert. It in my imagination, he's much bigger than he was in that movie. I always thought Apocalypse was, like, very big. But is he just a human? Because, I, I mean, I know he was a human well, he, originally, well, but does he get no, he's, Well, no, he was, he's a mutant. He's, he's the world's first Yeah, mutant. but, but like, in my, um, in my well, imagination, no, no. he's big. No. Well, no, he is. Like, that's how they drew him in the comics. But technically, he's a morpher. Um, so he can make his shape and his size whatever he wants it to be. And oh. I think he made himself big to look imposing, Right. You know, to look um, like a god, mm. but uh, Apocalypse back in Egypt days. Yeah, he was a he human. Was I've the, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. He well, again, not human. He was still a mutant, but yeah, he but looked. He, yeah, he he, looked, he just looked humanoid. more regular. Humanoid. You know? you know, he was skinny. He was just like normal size. But yeah, his powers is that he can morph. He can. Right. He can change his 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 body. You know, that's why. Like, if you remember in like the cartoon and all that, he used to make like hammers and like giants. Yes with his fist and he could grow in size so he's yeah he's a he's a body morpher so yeah he can make himself look massive mm, okay all right well you know i mean yeah. but again i believe he, he made himself look like that with his powers because it made him look more godly gotcha i see all right um now 300 million um the studio that created tomb raider and uh Deus x uh has been deus. bought deus x has been bought rich uh, in, by Embracer Group, they also uh, Idos, I believe. Yes, they You're also brought. Idos. They also gobbled up Saints Row, Borderlands, and more for three hundred million. Sounds like a deal. Borderlands, yeah. Borderlands is 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 is. They've also been the same group that bought this has also bought Saints Row, Borderlands, and more. Yes, they own that. Really? They, they own the studios. Yes. No, because I know Square Enix sold uh, uh, IDOS and all that, but I don't remember them buying oh, up uh, because Borderlands is not owned by IDOS Montreal. Yeah, but it might not be IDOS. They bought other studios, including the studios that created Saints Row and Borderlands. That's the that's the news that we're bringing, Richard. That's I'm I'm bringing you the news now. The Borderlands is now owned by Embracer Group, which are a consortium that purchased a lot of game studios. 
So, mm, uh, unfortunately, I think you might be wrong, Dave. <laughs> what? This news and reporting's wrong. Well, I'm just sure? saying it says here some of Embrace's other recent acquisitions, Koch Media, Coffee Stain Group, Saber Interactive. I don't see anything about them buying uh uh I'm 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 Gearbox. Embracer Group buys Gearbox. That's literally a news item. Embracer Feb 2, 2021. Borderlands maker Gearbox Entertainment said the Embracer Group is acquiring the AAA studio for up to three 1.3 billion. There you go. So they they have acquired. Uh, okay. One point oh, three. Been in a different, maybe that's in a different article because I was just reading up on well, the square. Richard, I I, I go through a lot of articles for this show. My my apologies. Yeah, oh, there we go. That's what we were waiting for. An apology from Rich. Very rare. We'll take it. Apology accepted, Rich. And well, to I, be fair, that, that didn't, to me that that's not what anyone's talking about. Everyone is talking yeah. about the IDOS. Yeah, uh, but I, 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 I put that in there especially for you because I know you're a Borderlands player. But anyway. Ah, uh, I was. Back to this shit. Like, what do you think about um, them buying the Tomb Raider? Which oh, obviously... it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And finally, now we can probably get really good games from uh, IDOS uh, now that they're out from uh, Square Enix. Because okay. uh, here's the thing. Square Enix is a Japanese company, right. and they don't know shit about making Western games. Right. Okay. And the fact that they shelved um, uh, Deus Ex, one of the best fucking game franchises, right. um, is just utterly disgusting. Um, wow. How they just like shit canned it and, and were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to make it anymore. But 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 they'll keep throwing money into their failed fucking Final Fantasy shit and they'll keep throwing money into their fucking stupid Marvel and, and stuff and all that sort of, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh, this shit's failing, but we'll keep throwing money behind our Japanese franchises. Mm. But yet, when a Western franchise in their eyes is like, "Oh, it's not really performing up to standard," we better scrap the whole fucking mm. like franchise. I'm just going. I, I've been so but angry for such a Final long time. Final Fantasy is massive, isn't it? I, I mean, I don't play it, but I but thought it was huge. No, 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 no. Final Fantasy as a franchise is massive, uh -huh. but their last few games have really underperformed. Okay. Right, I didn't realize that. For, for, again, for, for, for the brand. Right. But they'll keep churning out Final Fantasies because, again, it's a Japanese... Oh, um, they're more comfortable with a Japanese franchise. product. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're happy to keep sinking money into their Japanese stuff, into mm. the Japanese studios and their Japanese franchises. But if, if Tomb Raider doesn't hit some magical number or Deus Ex doesn't hit some magical number or Hitman doesn't, you know, because uh, they right. had Hitman as well. Right. Um. You know, then they just go, and I think Crystal Dynamics is also part of the deal as well. So that's good because those are the guys I think that made um, um, Guardians, and they, well, they did make the shitty um, Marvel game, but they did make also Guardians. A lot of people say the Guardians game is actually pretty decent. I know Dion really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but again, the biggest problem with that Marvel game is that they tried to make it a a, a games for service, you know, a, yeah. like a, a an online game, and yeah. no one really wanted that. And Guardians performed better because it was a single player, yeah, story driven. You can just play it and enjoy it, and not have to like fucking grind shit and pay yeah. to get this, and yeah. pay to get that. But I'm so happy, and I cannot wait for another mm. uh, Deus Ex. If Dave, if you've not paid, uh, I've played, played. Uh, I've the, like uh, Mankind Divided and oh fuck it's so good man it's so good what's the story like what's the plot like, is there a plot are you are you really you would really enjoy it because it's very like noir slash um cyber okay um sort of not, not cyberpunkish but like 
cyber world. Yeah. You know, people are like, uh, they got like, you know, uh, cybernetic robotic arms and, cool. you know, uh, in that sort of cyberpunk. And then it's a character who, um, well, Deus Ex, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go too far back because Deus Ex is a very old game, mm. but I'm talking about the last two that they just made, uh, which was Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. Mm. And um, you play as a, a, a guy named Jensen, and he's very famous for saying, I never asked for this. And it's, you know, he's got cool, he's got the glasses on, uh, he's got the little beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a stealthy action game, mm. uh, and it's all in the future. And you can like upgrade yourself and your arms because you've got robotic arms. Cool. Because uh, you lost your arms to these terrorists, and then this company hits you with these arms, and you kind of become their um, not bodyguard, but like their their muscle man. You know, uh, investigating shit and all that sort of crap, and and you you kind of like going up against like uh, techno terrorists and shit. That's it's, pretty it's, cool. Hard, it's hard to explain, but they fuck. What, what did you say? It's hard to explain, but what? Yeah, it's hard to explain, like, the story and all that in, like, you know, like, the sure. elevator pitch because it's a very, like, very complex mm. sort of story and world, but it was such good games, man. I was so disappointed when I finished. What era uh, is this? Like, is this, like, 10, 20 years ago or how long? Uh, well, the last one was on um, Xbox One, I believe. Okay. Um, right. The one before that was Xbox 360, and then the other old one was like fucking PC and all that. Like right, okay. 90s. Wow, um, okay. But, uh, it was just so good, and I was so, oh, my God, when I finished the second game, I was like, oh, I can't wait for the third game, and then it never happened. Right, okay. Hmm. They were like, oh, it didn't perform well. We're shelving the whole fucking franchise. And you're like, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? That's annoying when it's a good game too, you know? Like and yeah, yeah but again, like, like, yeah, but that's why I say like it's so bizarre to me that like, and uh, I, I hated Square Enix for a long time after they they canned the uh, the Deus Ex third game. I was just so pissed off. I was so angry. Well, okay, well, fair enough. And well, it didn't perform that badly. It just didn't perform to quote unquote their standards. Yeah, right. Yeah, they they had some some revenue goals or whatever they didn't meet and blah blah blah. Yeah, and, you know. but it still sold well. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it still did well. It's just a, it's that arbitrary. Like, oh well, it it only made you know fifty billion, but we were expecting <laughs> sixty five billion, so it yeah. underperformed, and we won't be making any more. It's like one of those shitty things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear like it. Yeah, I, I sort of hate that when that happens. The expectations were, were way too high, and the, you know then it it does well, but they're like, oh no, not good enough. You know, not good enough. You didn't make the most money of all time. Um, okay, so... Uh, but, oh, they got it for a steal, though. Seriously. Yeah, 300 like, million um, sounds like a steal. Embrace a group like that for an absolute steal. And that's, again, they probably got it for so cheap because fucking Square Enix had pretty much retired all those franchises. They literally didn't give a shit yeah. about those franchises. They were like, whatever, what, 300 million? Fucking take it. Who cares? We don't want the shit. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't understand it. We don't understand Western game, like, game-making. Wow. Is it really that different? Like, that complicated? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but between Japanese and Western culture, when it comes to making games, mm. uh, it's very different. Very, yeah. very... Well, it would be like that. Look at movies, you know. they got... Yeah. Again, the movies are different. Like... Um, yeah, I suppose. It is a whole different culture. TV, animation. Yeah, it's just a different culture. And I just don't think they get... Um, mm. the Western way of making games or, like, the Western type of games. Action, violence, you know? Kind of, like, well, yeah, I mean, dark. Yeah, I think I think Western games are a little bit more story-driven. Right. Um, a little bit more character-driven, whereas Japanese games, yes, they do have that, but I think it's more, like, um, I think it's more maybe gameplay-driven. 
Right. Uh, it's more like uh, are, are the world and and like um, uh, uh, how do the jobs function? How do the the uh, like especially like Final Fantasy? How does the team balance? Was sort mm. of like I think they focus more on building this fantastical world and creating a game. Mm. Whereas I think Western developers tend to like it's almost like making a movie. Mm. Um, and so, so it's just a very different culture of like Western to Japanese games. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm, I'm no expert on Now, Legends of Tomorrow has been cancelled after seven seasons, Woo-hoo! Richard. They brought in your man, did you realise? Right at the right of the death bell, they brought in Booster Gold. Like right as about to get cancelled, Rich. <laughs> they brought in a guy called Booster Gold, but uh, I don't know. You're not a fan? Did you watch it? Well, as I said, I, did, I watched the I watched the episode uh, with did Donald uh, playing Booster Gold, and I was just like, I don't know what character he's playing, but that's not Booster Gold. <laughs> Why was he was he wisecracking and all, all that stuff that Booster does? Okay, so have you ever watched um, Scrubs? Oh, a couple of episodes ever, yeah, yeah. But he was basically just playing his character from Scrubs. Well, wasn't it a fairly wacky show? Remember? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he was—he was just basically him playing that character. And, but he, and but isn't Mister Gold a little bit of a waxer? You know, like no, no, not really. I mean, oh come on, he's always okay. clowning no, around. No, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. If you're talking about um, the the Justice League International days, sure, that was more of like an Abbott and Costello comedy act between him and and Blue Beetle. Sure, but Booster by himself, he's just more of a narcissistic. Um, uh, fame whore. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, he's he's more like. Uh, I'll give you an example. I was just reading a Superman book now, just recently. Um, uh, it's called the um, what's it called? The diamond, the triangle series. Yeah, it's yeah. basically the, the stuff that led up to his death. Yeah. And there's a moment there where Superman comes to like Booster Gold's rescue, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets sucked into time because this guy's trying to uh, take Booster Gold back to the the future. Mm. And literally, Superman disappears, and Booster goes, "Oh man, shit! Hope he's all right." Huh? Drop is going to need a new hero. I wonder how much the job pays. Like that's like that's what Booster Gold is. He's yeah. he's a little bit heartless. He's more he's he's narcissistic. He's egotistical. Sure. He only thinks of himself. He's not really like wacky, wacky. Like, oh my god, I'm such a clown and a goofball. Yuck, yuck, luck. I mean, that was a brief little comedy thing in the international days, mm. but. If if you're talking about proper booster gold, mm. he's more just a narcissistic, e- egotistical, money, fame, all. <laughs> Jesus. All right, and, and so this guy was doing it like for laughs. Yeah, he was just doing the yuck, yuck, wacky, you know, slapstickish type of humor. That that, like that is what a lot of people associate with him. You know. Well, again, if you want the proper, again, I enjoy the international days. I think it's hilarious. It's a fantastic, you know, era of comedy and all that. But if you want proper Booster Gold, read the original Booster Gold um, uh, by Jurgens, mm-hmm. and then read the fifty-two pickup uh, uh, Booster Gold, which was started by Jeff Johns and then taken over again by Jurgens. Mm. If you want proper Booster Gold, read those two. I will uh, say this: for many years in our friendship, Richard kept telling me about this Booster Gold original series, like, and I basically totally ignored him. And then uh, I know Richard was always trying to collect all the issues and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I was there beside him when he was collecting some of them, but I never really paid attention to it. I always blocked it out. And then I, many years later, <laughs> 10, 
15 years later, picked up a hardcover, because I love my hardcovers, Rich, and it was a hardcover of Booster Gold by Dan Jurgens, and it was excellent. Excellent. And, and it's the original. And then I bought the second hardcover because I enjoyed it so much. And I will say this, it is a very, very entertaining read of that original, like, 80s Booster Gold. I, will I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, so, I mean... I don't know, I, I, but but I will say this: if I hadn't read that, I knew Booster Gold kind of more as a waxter in the in the you know wacky Booster Gold with Blue Beetle and kind of clowning or like kind yeah. of the butt of the joke kind of guy. But as I said, but almost everyone was was a bit like that, you know, like yeah. even Guy Gardner yeah. was a, a bit it's of true. a goofball and a whack, you know. It's like it was that was just a time period where they're having a bit of fun. Doing something a little bit more comedic, but Guy Gardner didn't stay that way. No, Once right. that period you're ended, right. Guy Gardner sure. went back to being the arrogant, yeah, the prick um, kind of thing, hot-headed. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm the fucking best in the world. Yeah. Um, I'll beat the shit out of everyone who disagrees with me. Like it was, that was just a, a brief comedic. You period. are right. It's, yeah. But it does seem to be weird that that's how everyone remembers Booster Gold, and it's probably again maybe because a lot of people have not read his solo. Well, also stuff. they brought. If you remember, and we could, talk, we've got James and Mateus coming on the show this weekend. We should mention, and when they brought, they brought that back a couple of times. So after they finished their run in the eighties or nineties, whenever it was, they brought that back. I remember in the two thousands, there was like, I can't believe it's not the Justice League or something. They brought it back a couple of times. You know, there, so there was, was there was formerly known as the Justice League, and I can't believe it's not the Justice League. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, they brought that back. So more modern day readers, which I was at the time. Well, like, oh, it's the wacky team again. Mm. You know, I didn't actually read it, but I remember it was everyone was every, like the 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 fans were like loving it. They were lapping it up, you know, because it was the return of the of the wax. I, 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 I lapped it up too because I, I again I enjoy it for what it is. I think it's brilliant. It makes me laugh every time I read it. But what I'm just saying is that I just wish they had gone for the proper booster goal in yeah. the show. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so that's Booster Gold. So Booster Gold, basically, in essence, Rich, the point of the story is Booster Gold did not save Legends of Tomorrow. It was cancelled on a cliffhanger. So thank you very much to the Legends of Tomorrow fucking writing and directing and production team who ended a seven-season fucking show on a cliffhanger that's now been cancelled. So That's great. why I say write an ending, like have an ending yeah. plan if you know that you're maybe... That's really unprofessional to me. And you know that you may get cancelled, then you need to write every season like it's the last season. Yeah, I, I find that very unprofessional. And I heard the showrunner somewhat shamefacedly go, who knows, it might continue in comics. Well, fuck that. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, no one gives a shit about your stupid comics about Legends of Tomorrow. No, no one barely cares about your actual show, let alone some comic book wrap-up of something you should have wrapped up in the show. Like That's just, to me, really unprofessional behaviour. Um, and apparently um, the people who pulled the plug were the CW. Warner Brothers and DC wanted to keep going, uh, supposedly, but uh, CW pulled the plug on it, so the numbers must have been pretty bad. You know, mm -hmm. They must have hit it. I think, can I be honest with you? I think the numbers currently for all of those um, superior CW shows, I think they've they've hit their, their, their peak and they've all been sliding yeah. the last couple of years. Because you must remember it was a bit... Not as this is a fad, but there was a there was peak superhero, mm. and I think you know you can't stay at that peak all the time. I think no. over time people will 
lose interest in that sort of you know it happened with cowboy movies happened with noir movies happened with war movies everything will have its peak and then everything will you know people just start losing a little bit of interest in it and um, sure, it plateaus and then there's a yeah. decline and stuff and and they all definitely oversaturate as well so like i mean modern day studios have massively oversaturated the the superhero market. Well, so I mean, especially, I mean, especially for the CW. I mean, we, we're talking about like Marvel oversaturating with their movies and the TV shows now. But I mean, good God! I mean, CW was like what Green Arrow, Flash, Ju- um, um, Legends Lightning. of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and then Batwoman, Supergirl, and then they took over Supergirl, and um, and then now they also took over Stargirl. So I mean, like that's like seven. Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois. Oh yeah, Superman and Lois. Eight. So that's like eight superhero shows on one network. Mm, it's a lot. It's a hell of a lot. And and yeah, just my interest kind of. And, and I feel a bit bad about it too. I, I was just like, I just don't have the time to invest in the. Oh, in these I, I lost interest in that show. I think after season three. Honestly, I think season three I'd already gone. You know what? I'm out. I don't Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, Michelle and I. We kept going for probably three seasons, maybe four, and then we just sort of went, no, we're done. It was just like, you know what, I can't be bothered kind of thing. It just hit that point where you're like, I can't be bothered. But we were watching it for a while. For me, I think it was when they got rid of Rip. Yeah. And then made White Canary the leader. I was just like, man, I'm out. If Rip Hunter's not the the time guy in a time show you yeah. know a show about like going through time and rip hunter's not the leader i'm like i don't really care anymore <laughs> yeah it wasn't that long after he left that we also That's what I, think. I think it was like season two or three that like he was out or something mm. and like officially out because at some point he would look like he was a bad guy like that took him in his mind and i thought okay he'll come back you know mm. they'll they'll rest but i don't think they ever did so <laughs> mm. yeah it's interesting and then uh, then probably less love show batwoman was cancelled after three tumultuous seasons. I mean, this show never really felt like it hit its stride to me. Batwoman uh, was always no, and again, and, and any people that were invested in it, once you completely changed the character, mm. which means you started changing all the characters. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, okay, well, even if I wasn't enjoying the first one, I'm. It's not what I signed up for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. obviously you got you got the relationship with her and her dad. And apparently someone's supposed to assist her. Once you like take that pin out, then the yeah. other pins fall. And then all of a sudden it becomes a show with completely different people that you might just go, Oh, hang on. That's not the characters that I was interested in in yeah. watching. I was I like the dad or you know, the dad daughter angle or stuff like that. Once you you know, as I said, they should have just recast it because that way you could continue the stories that you were planning to tell. Yeah. With her relationship with her father and this being her sister. And all that sort of shit. You could continue the stories. It was only one season. You could have cast. You could have recast her, and instead you decided to completely change the show, and like pretty much get rid of the characters or make those characters like non-important or whatever, because the lead actress left. How stupid was that? Well, they ended. But again, up... it wasn't a good show to begin with. No, it so, was I mean... never. It was never a good show, um, and I don't think Ruby Rose was ever the right choice. But um, they. Uh, how can I say? Like, I it, it, it should always be good to get someone who can act first. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It was always an interesting decision. It just felt like it never really got moving, and it feels like it really should have even lasted three seasons. Like, I'm sure the numbers on it were terrible. You know what I mean? Like, no one was talking about that show other than to degrade it. Really. Well, you know. Well, can but again? So this is this is my issue where I say it's always important to make something good first, right? Sure. I feel that show was almost made just to throw shade at Batman. 
Really? Because, well, have you seen like any episodes and all that from the first season and stuff and all that? Um, a couple, yeah. You know, th- there's so many lines in there where, you know, the guy goes, that suit is literally perfection. And he's talking about the bat suit. And then she mm. says something like, it will be when it fits a woman. Or, no. you know, she's going out there and she's doing something. And, um, <laughs> sorry, some people go, oh, it's Batman. And she's like, I won't let a man take credit for a woman's work. And, mm. right. <laughs> you know, so I just think sure. like, um, I so it was, a little, it was, was, it was, it had, like, I mean, in fairness, though, that was his audience. It was going for a feminist kind of. No, but that's my point. Take. I think when you're making a movie just to, like, spite or to throw spite or whatever, I'd rather just focus on making a good movie. I don't think I, they were really trying show. to throw spite. I think they were trying to capture a market. That was what they were trying to do. They're trying to, they're trying to use the bat. I mean, they love Batman, dude. Like, so, but they were trying to use the bat signifier. Which they can't do. Well, they yeah. they can't do Batman they, in the shows, but they they may love know. Batman, but they were throwing a lot of fucking shade at Batman, or she was. Her character was throwing a fuck ton of things of like yeah. um, well, how shit Bruce Wayne is, or how yeah. much better a woman. I'm just saying, like, I feel like when you're making a show out of that mm. mindset, if that's like your mindset of like, oh, we want to show that this character is better than Batman, it's like, no, that's not. Just make a good show. Just yeah. make an interesting character. Tell good. And I don't think anyone really like, thinks Batwoman is better than Batman. I'm sorry. Like that person. Nah, you know, maybe maybe two I said, people. I, I personally think if you left that rhetoric at the door and you're just trying to make a good show, mm. you could have fared better. I think. That's yeah, I think I, I, I like Batwoman in the comics. Um, frankly, I, I I I read quite a lot of. I read the Greg Rucker run and stuff. Um, with J H Williams or whatever his name was, and it was good stuff. But I don't know. Like yeah, but, it was, point, but people gravitated towards her because she was an interesting character, because yeah. she was written well. She was written well. Um, but I always feel sometimes with those shows that they just sort of rely on the Batman name and then it's just like they don't really do a lot with it. You know, they just sort of go, it's Batman adjacent, enjoy, Bat Kids. And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Again, so yeah, they were probably banking on, oh, it's Batman, it's Batman related, it'll make yeah, it'll make money, it'll be popular. It's like, no, you still have to make a good show. From what I saw, and Gotham was by no means a perfect show, but I preferred Gotham to that, you know? Um, I, I, I watched my fair share of Gotham, and not a great show, had plenty of flaws, but I, uh, yeah. I, I thought I, it was I, better than that. I I I tapped out of that show once. I just started bringing in all the Batman villains. Sure, yeah, but um, I enjoyed that. I, like, you know. No, but what I'm saying, I was hoping for like a bit of more of a precursor. I wanted it more to be like an origin, you know, of like Gotham and maybe it's corruption. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, oh, and, yeah, and and Gordon and how he's dealing with corruption and having to deal with dirty cops and mob men and stuff. But once you start bringing in like the Riddler and mm. Penguin, Joker, and, and I was like, you know, and stuff, and I'm like, it's. Oh, That's Pe- a Batman Peng- 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 was massive in it. Like, and I don't know. I look. I enjoyed it, but it had its flaws. But I, what I'm trying to say is, a flawed show that it was. I preferred Gotham over pretty much most of these CW shows. You know. Well, to Personally. be fair, it did have overall better acting, so yeah. that also helps. So anyway, now the that ninety show. I'm excited by this. Topher Grace, Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher, Laura Prepon. And Wilma Valdemir are set to reprise that '70s show's role in that '90s show spin-off. So I'm excited because you know I love that '70s show, Rich. And um, the only one who's not available is Danny Masterson, currently uh, facing rape charges in real life, um, and he was written out of the mm-hmm. ranch. 
Um, but anyway, so mm-hmm. I'm. I'm kind of, oh, is he the the? Um, he's the, the red guy with the curly hair. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. He was also in the ranch with Ashton Kutcher, but he's now for actually been indicted on rape charges. So unfortunately, he was out of the ranch and he's out of that '90s show. So we will see what happens with that court case. But I am excited. Will you be watching that '90s show? Because I certainly will be rich, and I'm hoping we can do it as a feature on the show. Actually. <laughs> um, Come on, Rich. How about this? I will check out the first episode and then give you an answer. That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'm happy to do my own solo review if I have to. But I'm sure it will be absolutely terrible. Oh, come on! Did you like that '70s show? Because I loved that '70s show. Yeah, I did. But again, oh. you can't capture. Like, I don't know why these companies keep thinking they can capture lightning in a bottle. They didn't do it with the '80s show, and I promise you, they won't do it. That with the '80s show was not related. It didn't have the same production company. It didn't have the same creators. This show does. Has the same creators. Has a lot of returning cast members. There's a lot of DNA of that '70s show in that '90s show. I've made my prediction. You can you can tell me I'm wrong. We'll find out. Well, what's your prediction? Out. What are you predicting? Are you predicting it's going to get cancelled after one season or are you predicting, I'm predicting it'll get renewed. I'm predicting it's going to have a run. Uh, mate, things getting renewed <laughs> means fuck all. Mate, man, uh, Batwoman lasted three seasons for God's sake. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that I think it's going to be a shit show that declines and will eventually get cancelled after two or three seasons. Right, okay. Well, I've I've put enough bets up this this, this time and I'm not 100% confident in it so I don't want to get too carried away. Now, Jack Nicholson thought he should have been the Dark Knight's Joker. That would have been great to have Jack playing the Joker in the Dark Knight because Jack was fantastic in Batman 89. Wow. Wish I could have been there for that, you know? What do you think, Rich? Would you have been behind this? Not really. Oh, come on, Rich. You you had no fun. You had no fun. No, but the problem is he wouldn't have fit into those movies because those are not good movies. The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan, dude. Yeah, they're not good. They're oh not good come Batman on, they, they were fucking loved when they came no, out. No, Jack Nick, no Jack Nicholson's Batman uh, uh, Joker would not have fit into that fucking. Do you um, dance of the devil in the Anti comic book world. Well, whatever, man. I, I would have dug to see it. I, I think it would have been interesting at least. I would have enjoyed it. Oh, I'm fucking. I I would love to see him in the Flashpoint movie, though. Yeah, me too. That'd be awesome. Oh my god! If Jack Nicholson could even just like maybe provide his voice or something like in what the know, Flash? Po- oh like, yeah, in the in the Flash fucking movie with Ezra Miller and Mark yeah, Keaton and everyone. Oh, if they could have like him just have like a cameo or something in that, that would be fucking that's It'd be great. Let's get crazy. Um, the Fast X director Justin Lin reportedly quit after a major blow up with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel is a real piece of work, this guy. He really throws his weight around on set, you know? Yeah, he does seem to be a bit of a prick. He does. He does, doesn't he? He, And, like, he is the guy who lucked in. You know what I mean? There's nothing good about his acting. He's fairly fucking bad in general, but yet he's lucked in to this franchise and he's milked it for over 20 years now. That's how long it's been going. And, you know, like... Yeah, he he just strikes me as an out and out prick, like an egotistical prick. Is is how I would describe. He's almost like the cliche, you know. No, so the for me the cliche of him is the he's the nerd, right? Mm. Who, um, like finally put on muscle, right, and became one of the cool guys, and mm. then that changed him and it went to his head, right. Do you know what I mean? Because sure. Uh, 
he grew up playing like D and D. He was like a massive nerd, right? And then like uh, when he got a bit older, you know, he started getting into like um, like bodybuilding and, and yeah, stuff yeah, and all that. And then yeah. he, and then he he got these roles as like a tough guy, sure. <laughs> you know, like with um, pitch black and uh, pitch pit- black and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's gone to his head. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely gone to his head. Yeah. He thinks he's. You a- know what I mean? Yeah, but it's that you know it's like. Uh, who is it? Uh, you remember like Patrick Duffy? <coughs> yes. Back in the eighties and stuff. Yes. When he made when he made those movies of like when he would be the nerd. Yes. And then he'd become like a cool kid or something, and then people then started hating him mm. because he it changed who he was once mm. he became like popular or handsome. You know what I mean? Like it reminds you of that of someone who wanted to be that, wish they could be that, finally got to be that, and then just got this really fucking arrogant like. Um, uh, and it changed him for the worse. Like he really became like a a, a, a nasty person, um, forgetting where he came from. It does seem like that, and they're very he needs ordinary. To be more humble. He needs to be more humble. He'll never be humble, dude. Like he's one of those guys. Like you know, he's worth probably he's worth a shitload as well. So you know, he's never going to be humble. And he thinks. I mean, he was telling the Rock where to, where to lay, where it lay. Remember, he was talking about the Rock's acting and stuff, and like. <laughs> He was trying to like make him act more like Hamlet or something. Like it was just ridiculous his comments. Like now, how about this, Richard? I've actually got some strong feelings. I, say, I mean, neither of them are thespians. So no, neither of them know. are. But it, but it was pretty rich coming from Vin Diesel. Who? No, but that's I mean, what I'm saying. It's 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 yeah. It's like the one would tell in the other would how to be like a rock or something. You know what I mean? It's just like you you both. You're, you're both not like the world's best actors. So. No, you're both. Oh. Either of you should be given advice on acting. Yeah, I know. Uh, now, the original Obi-Wan Kenobi scripts were too bleak and needed to be reworked, according to Kathleen Kennedy. During an interview with Entertainment Weekly, uh, she revealed that the original uh, Obi-Wan scripts were scrapped because they were just too bleak. We're looking, ult- this is her quote, we're looking ultimately to make a hopeful, uplifting story, she explained. It's tricky when you're starting with a character in the state that Obi-Wan would be in coming off Revenge of the Sith. That's a pretty bleak period of time. You can't just wave the magic wand with any writer and arrive at a story that necessarily reflects what you want to feel. I have so many issues with this fucking quote. Like, what you want to feel. What Disney want to force down our throats despite the fucking storyline of Star Wars. You know, like, it's like, fuck you, Kathleen Kennedy, trying to tell us... Exactly. You want this hopeful, uplifting story. It's after Revenge of the Sith. It's before Star Wars, The New Hope. Do you understand this is the darkest period in Star Wars? Um, you know, this is the period where the Empire is just kicking everyone's ass. And and do you, what do you think, Rich? Are you with me on this? My biggest issue with her quote is that she still has a job. Yeah. It's amazing to me she has a job. I think to give the, to give these stupid quotes, the fact that Kathleen Kennedy is still employed and he's still in charge mm. of Lucasfilm. I, I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. I don't, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around how this woman is still yeah. in charge of Star Wars. I, I really don't understand. She's terrible. Like she really, she just doesn't get it. Like it's all clear. She, not, I mean, it's clear she doesn't get it, but yet no one seems to think there's a problem. You know, no, you know, so many people, I'm sure, could do a much better job and be much more switched on with her. But this, but I, what I hate is we want them to feel this uplifting Disney bullshit. Well, fuck. Then why are you doing a storyline set at the darkest fucking period? Because you want to make a movie with Ewan McGregor or a TV show with Ewan McGregor, but you don't want to use the scripts 
that reflect the tone, you know, of what that time period would be. Like, you're too scared to do that. You want to force through some fairy tale bullshit. Um, I just, it, it, it drives me crazy, man, because they squander opportunity in storytelling. They squander I, I, it. I will be honest with you, though. In the original Star Wars, Obi-Wan didn't seem that bleak. Uh, Old Ben Kenobi <laughs> up by the dunes. Yeah, he's almost like, hello, young man. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, let me tell you about your father. Oh, what a great time. I'm like, he didn't seem like a, 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 a defeated, you yeah. know, bleak old man. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, mm. it is Star Wars. I just, look, I, you, you know my feelings. I don't feel like this, this uh, should be made. This regime um, should be making I'm, it alone. I'm, well, I just I want them to just leave original oh. Star Wars alone. Just yeah. leave it alone. Just fuck off. Go spend time in your sequel world or whatever the one you do. Go go work on your <laughs> shitty characters that you've made. No, seriously, just leave original Star Wars alone, please. Just leave yeah. the shit that George Lucas. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're no, not going to you know improve what? it. You know, I'm 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 happy for you to spend time after Return of the Jedi. You know yeah. what I mean? If, yeah. If you want to retell stories or change a little bit, which is where Mandalorian and, and all that shit is. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, yeah. yeah I, I, look, if you want to do that, like, okay, fine, you you can do it. I'll enjoy what I enjoy. I'll sh- I hate what I hate. But just stop, stop, and just leave the original stuff alone. Stop yeah. hamfisting shit into. The, I just just leave it alone. I just just you know, especially especially under her watch. You know, yeah. maybe I might feel differently if someone else was in charge who I think could do a better job, mm. hire better people, mm. and, and make a better product. But when it comes to Kathleen Kennedy, just leave the original stuff alone. Please, you vampire, you yeah. you life-sucking harpy, just leave it alone. You are destroying <laughs> No, seriously, you are destroying original Star Wars. Just leave it alone. Oh, yeah, she's doing nothing good. She's 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 horrible at a job, like basically, and you know, surrounded by yes men, obviously. Like, I'm sorry, you've you've already destroyed Han, Luke, and Leia. Yeah, you have. You've, yeah. You, you, you've done it. Just fucking don't. You don't have to go back in time now and piss on the corpse too. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. You have successfully fucked every one of those characters up completely. So well done. Um, now, how about this, Richard? DC reportedly kills a Wonder Twins film. Um, I can't believe there was a live action one. <laughs> I was going to say I didn't even know there was one in <laughs> in the works. So there was one in development. I've got to say this, I, and I'm a young kid. I remember the <sighs> Super Friends. The Wonder Twins sucked in the early eighties. They sucked hard. When, when I was at school, we used to comment on how shit the Wonder Twins were. So why, oh yeah, they've always been terrible. Why they thought the Wonder Twins were going to be a live action? Can you imagine a live action gritty remake of the Wonder Twins? How much that would suck as well. The the, the Wonder Twins were the equivalent of um, um, uh, Scrappy Doo. Yeah, they were. They were. I'd say Just Scrappy Doo. Annoying was characters that were inserted in. No, no. But one of my point is that it's annoying character that's inserted into like your your friend your favorite franchise. Mm. And just just grates on your on on your nerves. Like yeah, when they introduced the Wonder Twins, um, was it in the Super? F- at some point, was it the Super, Super Friends? Friends Super Friends, yeah, it was one of the. No, but they didn't Super start Friends. off in the Super Friends. They, they were introduced to it, and I was yeah. just like, it was a weird thing that they did in the eighties, where they just for some reason they just interjected these really really shit characters. Uh, uh, yeah, these really annoying characters into into like. Oh yeah, they they all had them. It's like that little character in Thundercats. 
you know, Scarf, whatever his name was, you know? Yeah, but he was introduced from the start, he at was, least. What yeah. I'm saying is that these these annoying characters are introduced after you love the show, Yeah, you enjoy the show, then all of a sudden one season or something comes along and they introduce a new character and you just go, what the God, fuck God, they sucked. And, and they had plenty of time in the shows for some reason... They, they, they would focus on the Wonder Twins. Like, in, they had all these cool characters, but it would be the Wonder Twins they would focus on. Powers were terrible. Although, I must be honest, they did a fantastic um, uh, reboot of them in the Justice League Unlimited. Did they? Okay. Well, um, there was these... Uh, Amanda created her own... Um, the government created their own superheroes, and they were based on um, some of the characters from, like, the Super Friends, like uh, Black Vulcan. Okay. Um, uh, what was the Samurai guy? Um, the the Wonder Twins, but they made them like really cool, edgy kids. Oh, and cool. then what happens is they cloned them all and like basically took away their their thought, and they just used them like like uh, robots to just attack the Justice League. Is that the Task Force um, X storyline? No, no, no. That uh, well, that, that was part of that storyline. Yes, right, where yeah. the government didn't trust the Justice League, mm. and and uh, Luther was behind the scenes actually like setting the two the Amanda and the government against the Justice League and all that sort of shit. So, um, but it was a really cool one. I, did, I just like how they used the characters for Super Friends, including the Wonder Twins, but in a cool... Yeah, in a cool way. ...fucking way. Not a, not like a, oh my God, these characters are annoying way. Yeah, they suck. Some days I think this old machine is out to get me. Someday she does what I tell her It's like dancing with a Widowmaker Forty hours a week I'm talking about a big old D10 Caterpillar I don't know why I like to drive them like I do It ain't nothing but 175,000 pounds of steel Could be the money, babe Could be the power Could be I love the way it feels Could be I love the way it feels But you know she's mighty unforgiven And you gotta pay attention Cause a D10 could be the death of you But I get her all fired up And I can feel it in my soul And it's hard to tell just who's driving who I could move Alaska all the way to Beirut I could bulldoze the beeline from here to Peru I could push the Rocky Mountains into the sea oh, Heavy metal don't mean rock and roll to me I'm like a modern-day mule skinner driving 10,000 mules So I say a little prayer every day Lord, just let me get her turned around without falling off this mountain You know the cost man don't like us treating his D10 that way I don't know why I like to drive them like I do It ain't nothing but 175,000 pounds of steel could be the money, babe, could be the power, could be I love the way it feels, could be I love the way it feels, 
Could be I love the way it feels Could be I love the way it feels All right, Rich, so we have Grant Morrison quote here on using multiverse characters as cannon fodder, basically. Um, ironically, exactly what happened in um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. They use multiverse characters as cannon fodder. Now, this is a quote, which I'll read out and then we can discuss. Um, this is Grant Morrison's words, not mine. <laughs> in my view, the general rule of thumb is that each of these alternate worlds should be treated as its own potential franchise, rather than squandered as disposable cannon fodder for the 19th nervous rerun of Crisis on Infinite Earths. The major comics, Earth 8, for instance, should reflect the actual Marvel Universe, which is to say, don't do anything to American Crusader or the bug that would be squashed by editorial if you submitted your plot to the editors of Captain America or Spider-Man. You can do the death of the American Crusader, but only if you have an Ed Brubaker-style story designed to explore what that means, devised to bring him back, him back in style when the time comes. So, essentially, he's critical of DC for some of the things they especially have done with the Dark Multiverse and some of the the Scott Snyder stuff, I think. And the way they've tr- exploited the multiverse, which was such a great, great concept, the multiversity con- concept. But, I mean, I think he feels they've squandered it. Um, what do you think, Rich? I don't know. Some, sometimes I find it very hard to follow some quotes. What, Grant Morrison it's, it's, quotes? Yeah, well, just because sometimes I feel hard to understand what he's actually saying. <laughs> like, I feel like I need a translator sometimes to mm. to understand what he's saying. Um, I mean, yes, I do. I do agree that. Um, I mean, everything's a potential franchise, but at the same time, I also don't want to see like fucking sixty different versions of Superman or Batman mm. running around either. Um, um, but you know I me; mean, I, I I'm not a big fan of diluting your your properties. I mean. Uh, I mean, I like the multiverse, but I like the multiverse in a sense of more like putting people in their own worlds so they have, they can shine. Yeah. So, like as I've said, like Shazam will forever be under super in Superman's shadow, and he will never be the main character of DC because uh, Superman's there; he's redundant. Like, yeah. if Superman can save the day, then you don't need Shazam. But if you take Shazam and you put him on his own Earth, sure, his own universe where he is the mightiest mortal. Mm then he is the main, you know, he's the the main character of that earth and you can write a book where, you know, people look to him and yeah. he's the savior. And, you know, in that aspect, I like the idea of a multiverse. I don't like the, the, the way that they do the multiverse now. It's like, oh, there's this Batman and that Batman and this Batman and that Batman and this Superman and that Superman and this Superman and that. Like, fuck, kill them off. I don't give a shit. Like, you can use them as cannon fodder. I don't want that many versions of... The same character running out. You don't anyway, want the again, you yeah. don't want the Obama Superman, for example. You brought that up last episode, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I well, I don't want many different versions of Superman. Again, I don't mind the odd like you know Red Sun kind of thing where you do a the one Nazi off. Superman was pretty cool. Like it was pretty. Yeah, if it's just a one off story, sure. But I mean, I don't want a fucking franchise about those. The Freedom Superman Fighters. I yeah, I would stuff. love to see the Freedom Fighters in their own world. Yeah, you know that's what I said. Like to me, the multiverse is that. Because you're always trying to come up with a new hero, right? You're always mm. trying to create new characters. Your your world becomes too overcrowded. Mm-hmm. And no one can really get their moment to shine, especially when there's a hierarchy, you know? You've got mm. your top three. Well, 
it's now kind of top one and then Superman and Wonder Woman below that. And then you've got your Green Lantern Flash. So, I mean, all those other characters are, are almost made redundant or unnecessary. Like, if you've got the seven Justice League characters, you don't really need anyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're more than enough to save the Earth and the universe and all that sort of stuff. So, I would like to see uh, uh, the multiverse expanded, but more to give people their own time to shine and give them their own world where they're not in the shadow of the big seven. Yeah, I, I remember I mean, you, you keep some. You still need a, a world populated, but maybe if there's, you know, if there's a character that's very similar to Batman or Superman or something like that, then maybe you can take them, you know, like, yeah, if Uncle Sam was like that world's Superman, that'd be great, you know what I mean? Because it's a different type of character. Well, it's like the Wildstorm characters. It's like Apollo and Midnighter. It's very tough for them to be as good as they are in the authority if they're just on the same universe as superman and batman because they are direct exactly, analog yeah because they will always be yeah and they'll always be under their shadows anyway yeah and, need, and they're if literally solve the problem you don't need midnight if superman can yeah. save the earth you don't need apollo like they're not necessary and they are so clearly in those two cases they are so clearly analogs of those characters anyway you know yeah. it's so clear like they're they're one step away from parody um anyway uh, yeah yeah exactly so i mean I don't mind the, as I said, we, we, you know, I don't mind Canon Fight if you're going to kill off all the different versions of characters. I don't think the multiverse should be for like 50 different Supermans and Batmans mm. and mm. Wonder Womans and stuff and all that. If you're going to say, oh, we're going to do a multiverse where different universes have different heroes, I'm cool with that. I'm down with that. Like Captain Carrot and, mm. you know. And he loves like, Captain you know, Carrot. He loves Captain Carrot. Yeah, but that's my point. I. Give me a Captain Carrot comic, like yeah. where he's in his own universe and he's the Superman of that world. I'm okay with that. But yeah, I don't. If you're going to tell me, oh, we can make a franchise about Red Sun Superman and mm. Nazi Superman, I'm like, I don't, I don't want like six different versions of Superman. Uh, you don't like, want, yeah. yeah okay. You know, I, 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 I'm, so I agree. I agree, and also like, I mean, I, I suppose technically I agree with him, but not in the sense of like. Uh, you know, in the sense of like, I want so many versions. They of, need to, of they probably around. don't need to milk it to the extent that in his mind they could milk it. In, in Grant Morrison's mind, if he was running the whole thing, he probably, you know, and could be bothered to do it and was owning it all, he could probably milk it himself, you know, but you're sort of like, I don't know if we need that level. But I will say one thing in Grant Morrison's defense, they have totally fumbled and bumbled what he designed for them. They have Scott Snyder is one of the most egregious examples. He has fucked that up, you know? And, like, his dark multiverse thing and all that was just... It was terrible what he has done. You know, terrible, like, basically. Well, I mean, the, the problem is, is the people like Tom King and Scott Snyder, I think, have probably done more damage to mm. DC and his characters than probably the last 40, 50 years. I, I saw a list, and I like the uh, I like the first half of Scott Snyder's Batman run. It got overly long and stretched out by the end. It was really declining quality, but I like the first half. It's solid. Now, anyway, there was a, a thing about the most important Batman creators, and Scott Snyder was on it. And I was like, really? Scott Snyder is on this list, but Alan Grant isn't? Like, how? You know? Like, give me... I, I so many of Alan Grant's strong. Other, other than Court of Owls, what, what, what did Snyder give us with that? Not much. Like that, not much. Uh, other than Court of Owls, what, what is he added? That was his high point. He, he could also, you could also probably point to his Black Mirror storyline that he did with uh, Francesco uh, Francavilla, which was also quite good 
Uh, this is before his Batman run, but he did it in Detective no, Comics. I, yeah, but, but, but I mean, he's Batman run that he's mm. like lauded for. Mm. Other than Court of Owls, which again, I, I, is good. I mean, yeah, you know, I think it's good. You know, I, I'm not but saying, I, but I think plenty of other people, like, plenty of other people have done better. You know, like plenty. Oh, for sure, and, you know, and and consistently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, we mention him all the time on the show, but Chuck Dixon's entire Batman career put Scott Snyder's run to absolute shame. You know, like I'm sorry, so does Denny. Denny O'Neill. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, Denny O'Neill on Batman. Are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, so many people. Like when they put Scott Snyder's there, I'm like, really? Like, like you say, Court of Owls even, is even where Morrison, it even Morrison yeah. has added more to Batman. Definitely, than Snyder has. definitely, definitely. I totally agree. Like, yeah, it's it's crazy. But anyway, now um, moving on, the Watered Man book series that we were talking about last episode, I believe, is being made into a TV series. I'm currently reading it, Rich. It's by that Peter V. Brett, I think his name is. Um, uh, seems like an interesting series. Uh, now, have you ever heard of Monkey Island? Of course, I I love Monkey Island. The Monkey Island creator is seriously pissed off at people telling him how to make a new Monkey Island game. He, this guy is fiery, man. Oh well, I completely agree with him. You don't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, th- this is <clears throat> look. Look, I, I have my opinions, right? Sure. And are there certain ways that I believe things should be told? But at the end of the day, I would never tell someone what they have to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, look, if if Tom King wants to write a shitty Batman book. Go ahead. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not yeah. going to read it. He'll certainly do and it. If, and, <laughs> no, no. And, and if PC wants to keep giving him work, okay, fine, whatever. Then maybe, again, maybe I'm out of touch or I don't know, or maybe there are people that love that. But there's people that tell people what they have to do. Sure, yeah. Like, it's not yours. No. It's, you, it's not, it's his game. You yeah. can, you know, you, you, he can make whatever fucking game he wants. If you don't like it, then you don't have to buy it. Yeah, and, and like, like I always say, and it goes both ways. Once they release it, it's open for public inspection and public review and public feedback. Oh, no, no, yeah. you know? no, look, that's the thing. I give my opinion on stuff after it's done. Yeah. I hear. Or, and I might, and you know what? After it's done, I might go, oh, I would have preferred this, or I thought maybe they should have done this and yeah. they would have made more that. But I'm not sitting there <laughs> telling Snyder what he has to write. No. Like, I'm not going online and saying, oh, Snyder, you better write this and do this for that. No, I, that's My awesome. advice to I Snyder... something after it's made, but not before. My advice to Snyder and Tom King would be do better, <laughs> just generally as a rule, like, do better. But, no, but, I, that, you know. but that's after the work they've done is my point. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to sit there and tell someone... Yeah. If someone wants to make a game, make whatever fucking game you yeah, want. That's Write it. whatever story you want. What, make whatever movie you want. And then if let the market good, react. I will watch it. Yeah. And if I don't, I won't. And if it looks like shit, I won't buy it. Like it's that's. I, but I hate these people of... Everyone feels like they need to tell people how to do something or, oh, you should make it like this because that's what I like. It's like, it's not your... It's not your money. Yeah. It's not your game. It's yeah. not your time. It's not your... Yeah. It's not your fucking effort. But that guy gets to make whatever the fuck he wants. Everyone gets to make whatever the hell they want. It's like, true, simple as that. True. Now, uh, got a Grant Morrison again, Rich, uh, about Hal Jordan. He's suggesting your man, Hal Jordan, has a pansexual persuasion, Richard. Uh, his quote is, Nurse Leo Olopayek was introduced in Season 1, Issue 2, but here we learn she and Jordan have romantic history. I want to suggest that a boho Lothario like Hal Jordan with a whole universe of worlds at his disposal 
would tend towards a pansexual persuasion, which I believe it means you're attracted. Let's have a look at technically what that means. It's it's more than just bisexual, but it's it's all it's almost like you're quite fluid. I think. Um, let's look at the exact meaning of pansexual. I think pansexual means you'll fuck anything. Not yeah, not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. I'm not sure how that different that is to bisexual, but anyway, it's similar. Um, what do you think, Rich? Uh, is he... I, I mean, you're the Hal Jordan fan. I always thought he was just a ladies' man, but he, but I guess he does fuck aliens, basically, as well. well isn't, isn't, isn't Grant Morrison, like, pansexual or something? Isn't he, I like... Don't I don't know. I actually, that's a good question. I don't know. Or fluid or something like that. I think sometimes it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Could Grant Morrison be I mean, putting his own sort of... You know, but, but I mean, but but why is it just because is it just because he's a ladies' man? So you just automatically assume that? No, I think because he's bang, any, he's like banged aliens. He's banged aliens that aren't humanoid. Basically, is what it boils down to. Like, I don't think he has. I I'm think he, sure he's Grant Morrison's he's comics. Only, I think he Grant Morrison comics. He has. He's hinted at it. I think that's what he Grant. I, I've read season one and season two. You may have hinted at it, but in no history of Al Jordan that I've read has he banged anything that didn't look humanoid. What about that one that was a teenager that aged up? Which what was she? Still humanoid. She had legs. She had a vajayjay. She had boobs. What about like? like I, I thought I saw a picture of sort of almost like a uh, not a slug, but like a sort of like a mixture of a goat and and kind of more insectoid. And I believe he may have ploughed those fields. That was the implication. The hell are you talking about? <laughs> it was just a picture I saw with him standing next to this weird alien. And I and I thought I thought I actually look, I've never picked up a gay vibe from Hal Jordan, but I, I have picked up if he thinks it's hot in a vaguely humanoid way. Kinda of like Lobo does. You know, like he's like, Yeah You know, come over here, pretty lady. You know, as long as it's got kind of boobs and looks female. You know, you know. Can I just say something? You know what I find so hilarious? What? Is Hal Jordan's not actually had that many actual, like, partners right. in the history of his comics. Okay. Like, for, for most of his early career, it was literally just... Um, Carol Ferris. Uh, uh, Carol. Um, yes, there was the uh, uh, Nisa stuff with mm. the, the, the teenage... Um, then there was the, oh shit, I can't There's got to be some ladies on the road when he was a truck no, no, and stuff. There, well, there was one woman, she was also, she was like a rival toy rep oh. as well. He had a relationship <laughs> a with rival her. toy rep. <laughs> That's great. I love that. A rival and toy then rep. when Jeff Johns did his run, I think there was that chick called Cowgirl that he was, he was yes, starting to develop yes, a relationship yeah. with. Yeah, he was banging her. But if you actually... No, no, but if you actually look at it, I would probably say even oh, Spider-Man oh. hasn't had many partners. He's probably he? had, like, many a no, no, no. sort of session I'm with uh, about, the Justice I'm League. what you see on the fucking page, Hawk mate, Girl? Okay? Has he ever gone to no. Hawk Girl and, you know... No, he didn't even bang, didn't even bang Black Canary behind... Uh, oh, but that was because it was Ollie's girl. That was off-limits to him. He couldn't touch that. That was off-limits. I would him. think that's such a pansexual, like, hell, we just plough anything, though. <laughs> Or at least even try and make a move. I don't know. I don't know. I, in my I mind, know. in I, the seventies, man, when it was all free and loose and the drugs were flowing, he probably, I, I can see him doing it with a goat creature or something. I'm just saying, he's actually been. If, if you actually look at the actual 
like people that he's like had relationships with in the comics throughout the history, it's very conservative. Is what I'm saying. It hasn't been like he has. Could it be he's one of those guys who has a reputation as a ladies' man, but he's more of a monogamous by nature, you know. But his reputation. I, I honestly, can I? I honestly do think that. Like yeah. I honestly well, think happen. he's. It's more that he has a reputation. Yeah. Of of being a ladies' man, but he's tech, but he's not. It's just like a reputation. Well, he could he be a bit flirtatious as well. It doesn't necessarily mean he, he's he's banging everything. Actually, but, can I just say? In fact, no. Oh fuck! I think Carl Rainer's had more fucking. Uh, 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 partners than Hal Jordan has in his run of comics. Well, that would make sense. So why why can't why isn't he pansexual, Grant? Like, I don't, I don't what, know. What, what's wrong with what's wrong with Carl Rayner? Why is he left out? I don't know. I guess because he wasn't writing Carl Rayner. I don't know. I, but I will say no, no, this: John, John, John had a, a, a two alien girlfriends. Why why can't John be? But why can't all of them be actually Grant? Why why do you have to limit it? Why can't all the Green Lanterns be pansexual? They yeah. all float around in space, fucking aliens. I thought. That I have seen ones where Hal Jordan is chatting up alien chicks. I'm confident I've seen that, whether it's in a cartoon. Yeah, but no, no, but know. my, okay, but you know how, like, some guys, like, they flirt with girls or, like, they talk, but they don't actually do anything? Sure. But, I like, like, I feel like that's. But wouldn't like you like, wouldn't you like your boy to get in on the action? Wouldn't you like your boy to get in on the action? No, no, no. I, but I feel like he gets shot down a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I always like to think, like, Hal's, like, you know, he's got that reputation of being ladies, man. He's always hitting on women, but he most of the time he gets turned down. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, then he says at the end here, something I, I didn't know, um, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hal Jordan is, of course, canonically Jewish, and this issue owed a lot to Jewish esoteric ideas. I mean, I've never, ever, ever in my life read a comic where Hal Jordan even talks about being Jewish, even if there is an episode of it somewhere I can't see the Jewish has been a big factor in Hal Jordan. It, it, you're the reader of, of Green Lantern. Has it come up um, often? Uh, honestly, this was like the first time where I'm like, is he? Yeah, I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. This is when you're like, well, Grant, like... I've, I've, never, I've never seen him go to... Uh, temple. The, the, temple. I've never seen him go to Temple. Yeah. I've never seen him pray or... Bar Mitzvah? Um, what about the brother? Because no, the brother and all that are in Coast City and all that shit. Like, has that ever been mentioned? No. no, no ever no, had one of those little things on his head, you know? I think it's the yarmulke. The yarmulke. No, I haven't seen any dreidels. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I mean, I've celebrate. I've seen him celebrate Christmas. I've not seen him Has he been? Has he, been uh, has he ever been put in yentl? Has he ever put I don't I, I Was he, maybe it's just because he was created by a Jewish person that he feels that, or? I don't know. I don't, who created him? Gil Kane and someone? Gil Kane no, and Gardner, Gardner Fox. Gardner Fox. God, I love Gardner Fox. I wish Gardner Fox was alive so I could get him on the signal. Seriously, I, I spend hours with Gardner Fox. I, I, like, Gardner, get, get, yourself a medium, get yourself a medium, Dave, and see if you can... Uh... Gardner Fox <laughs> and me could do like five-hour interviews. We could just keep going and going and going. Gardner Fox, Jewish. I'm typing this in. Was Gardner Fox Jewish? I have no idea. But, yeah, like, this is what I'm saying. This is one of these instances where I... I, I Grant Morrison knows his shit. He went back and he read somewhere that Hal oh. was By the way, you know, it was actually Gardner Fox that introduced the multiverse. Yeah, I know, in the Flash episode. Yeah. And the two Flashes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the two Flashes, yeah, I know. With Julie Schwartz's editor. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, like... Oh, Julie Schwartz, I would love to talk to Julie Schwartz. Oh, yeah, all these old guys, man, be awesome. Now, yeah, much as I love Grant Morrison, I think I, I think he's stretching here. I think he might have hurt himself because he's stretched so hard. 
you know, when it comes to Hal Jordan. I actually think this is Grant Morrison just trying to... I think Grant Morrison, as he's getting older, he's getting into, like, Alan Moore territory where he's just, like, he's he's losing touch with, like, reality and stuff. Sure. Because he's always been, like, out on there. the verge. You know, yeah, he's, he's, you, know, he, you know, he's very, like, psychedelic. He does see the world differently. But I think now, as he's gotten older, he might actually be losing, like... He's becoming less and less in touch with the Sure, sure. Well, I mean, yeah. he himself has said that he felt he felt like the heat had gone out of his DC career by the time Green Lantern came around. He really felt like he was coasting on kind of fumes and the audience well, interested dipped and everything, you know? I'll be honest with you, I I, I did not enjoy his Green Lantern mm. run. That's um, a big call for me. You know, well, considering that he did such he, he's done some fantastic work and I thought his Batman stuff was brilliant. I literally mm. thought that, oh, okay, he's going to come and he's going to breathe some, you know, some new life into mm. like Green Lantern, and he's going to, you know, yeah, you know, uh, he's going to tap into like he did with Batman, how he tapped into the history. Oh and, yeah, it was great. His Batman, you know, great. I thought he was good, but he just, I, I don't know, he just, it wasn't good. I'm sorry, like uh, I, 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 I don't think, he, I don't think he cared as much. Multiversity is really good, and I think that might be his last defining good DC thing he did. I I think he poured his heart and soul into Multiversity. I think it's brilliant. What I read of his Green Lantern seemed almost mediocre, which is not a word I'd use to describe hardly any of his work that ever that I've read, and I've read plenty. Um, it just Maybe his heart wasn't in it or something, you know? I, I don't know. There was something missing. Uh, well, I, I certainly didn't feel like it was. Yeah. There's, hey, I, I actually... I, I found, I found the Green, his Green Lantern to be very... Slow, mm. yeah, it was um, really slow. Very yeah. uneventful. Like you know, no. I, I was I was expecting more. I was expecting yeah, and, and you know what? In such a long career, you're going to have a few times where you're not on your A game. It's going to happen, you know. Um, and I think he his enthusiasm for DC may have waned. You know, I think he even said that recently in an interview. He was like, "I felt the the audience interest was waning. My interest was waning. Like everyone's interest was de- decreasing on the DC stuff from him." Now, uh, also, by the way, do you know Guy Gardner character is named after Fox? Did you know that? There you go. Uh, the, the, the Gardner part, yes. Yeah, the Guy Gardner character is. Named by the after way, Fox. I, I, I think it was. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was. I think it was uh, Broom who did with who created Green Lantern with him. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just on the. I'm on the Gardner. Gil, Gil came came. Gil came came later. All oh, right. Gil came was just kind of. When I think of it, I, I think of Gil Kane because I know that he was. Uh, I, I always remember it as as, God, as as Fox and Broom. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the original studio behind Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time is now in charge of its remake. This comes after a big delay and a long period of radio silence. It's about time they put out a new Prince of Persia game. It feels like that's a pretty cool prop. We watched the movie recently again. I quite enjoy the movie. Um, I think it's really? a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, okay. I mean, like, you know, I'm not expecting Citizen Kane, but I thought it was a, just a fun movie. I thought it was reasonably good. Um, you know, I, I saw it at the cinemas when it came out. Now, Richard, I want to get your reaction to this. Star Wars comic book writer and novelist Charles Soule is officially a creative consultant for Lucasfilm. Meh. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Chucky Soule's very... I mean, for me, mediocre. I think more often than not, he's a 5 out of 10 guy. I, You know, I think he's had a couple of good comics in his time, but his Star Wars stuff, to me, was extremely mediocre. Not that I've read a ton of it, but what I have read, I was like, this sucks, you know? 
and um, he's the uh, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. I'm you're just, over. I, it. I'm not reading any of the current Star Wars novels. Mm. I, I'm not reading the comics. Oh, goody! Uh, Souls in charge. Who gives a crap? I'm not reading his shit now anyway because yeah. I just I don't care about Disney Star Wars. I just don't. I I yeah. couldn't really give two shits. Like I will tune in every now and again for like maybe like the Mandalorian, and you will force me to watch yeah. Kenobi. Yeah, and fuck yeah, I will. Um, but I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't care. All right. Um, how about this? The petition to remove Amber Heard. From Aquaman, the Lost Kingdom has racked up another million signatures. I've got to say, this yeah, Amber Heard. I, I think it's up to like three million now. She seems like a real poisonous bitch, if I can be honest. Like a real p- mm. fucking poison pill of a person. And I think Johnny Depp is good to be rid of her. Frankly, I think she's done nothing but she brings. She's just a bitch at the end of the day. Like just a lying, conniving bitch is how I would describe her. You know, am I am I being harsh, Rich? No, I think I think, I think it's uh, well, it yeah. I mean, if I could be I mean, bothered, look, I mean, Johnny's no angel, but I mean, she no. definitely comes across. Yeah. As, no, no, but she yeah. definitely comes across as the devil. Yeah. Uh, okay, hang on. So, I, sorry, I was just doing some work. It was actually John Broom. Okay, John who was Broom. the writer for, uh, and he was Jewish. He was who? Jewish. Oh, John Broom was Jewish. Right. So John Gardner Fox didn't actually create him. <laughs> no, uh, create the Hell Jordan. It was actually uh, uh, Broom. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Um, now, prepare to get another Ghost Rider as Jason Aaron introduces Ghost Ronan Rich in Avengers 58, a samurai Ghost Rider. I'm kind of feeling this. Um, be riding them. <laughs> a horse, maybe. Samurai. Horse. That's but uh, that's not very unique. I mean, we've already had a fucking cowboy <laughs> guy riding on a horse. Well, no one said they're unique these days, Rich, where they're pumping this shit out. Like, look, I, I think it's fucking <laughs> stupid, but at least a mammoth is fucking unique. <laughs> you hate the mammoth. I don't know why. I love you. You know, I love the mammoth. So I, I take offense well, to the fact you shit, hate the mammoth. But, it, but it's original shit. It's, it was back in caveman shit. days, dude. The mammoth makes, if you think about it, Richard, the mammoth makes perfect sense because it's back in caveman days, Neanderthal days, I assume. And the ma- is the mammoth the ghost rider? I don't think so. I think someone's riding the mammoth, dude. I think. That's stupid. I think someone's riding the mammoth, man. I do. I, I think. Yes, the- of course, someone's riding the mammoth. But I mean, who <laughs> fucking chooses a mammoth as the mode of like chasing down something? Well, back in the day, mammoth, man, you didn't have that many options. You didn't have horses. Saber- you, hey, hey, you could have got a saber toothed tiger. Saber cat tigers are too um, uh, bestial and and bad tempered. Oh, no, no bullshit. What more than a motorbike? Come on. Well, I don't know. But, like, at the end of the day, um, there's going to be go- another Ghost Rider, and he's going to be called Ghost Ronan, and he's going to be a samurai. That's um, stupid. Yeah. It doesn't sound that great, to be honest. But, but it, hang on. Why, why does the name change? Everyone else has been called Ghost Rider. Why is he called Ghost Ronan? It doesn't make he sense. he wants that sweet trademark. Ghost Ronan. No, just, it's so, yeah, it's so fucking stupid. I mean, all the others have been called Ghost Rider. I think the Western Ghost Rider was called something different. The, the Western. No, I think it was still Ghost Rider. Or maybe he was. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It, look, frankly, I, I don't think much of Jason Aaron's Avengers run, frankly. I'm, from what I've read, it's pretty fucking poor. Uh, Weekly Comics, Rich. Uh, first up, Berserker 8. 
Richard, I need you to explain to me what happened. Nope. I can't explain. What the fuck happened in this comic? No idea. Okay, they locked him in a box. I don't, I don't even know if I can review this comic, Dave, because I have literally no fucking clue what happened. They locked him in a box. I know that. And they were trying to establish what happens when you lock Berserker, or whatever his name is. I always think of his name is Keanu, in a box in the desert. And Keanu, I read the previous issue, was like, sweet, I'll go along with it. Then they lock him in a box. There's a massive fucking explosion. Uh, and then suddenly he's back in time and they've got like a monitoring device on him. And it's like the, the I mean, it was quite sort of cool, really, the idea of it. it I was, I, he vanished and he became energy. It seemed to infect a woman that was there. I don't know if that was by design or just bad luck for her. And then he's kind of like an energy force. The only thing that I can somehow glean from this is that he's his own father. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, he's the cause of it. It's a loop. I mean, the way I... Yeah, the way I read it is that somehow them... I don't know. Them locking him in a box under fucking ground somehow (laughs) makes him go like um, nuclear and then he becomes like energy through time... Mm. And then somehow he a bolt from him or something goes back in time and hits his mother. Yes, which, yes. Uh, I don't know. Gives him the power, or I don't like. It's like he's his own father, or some somehow some yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, like I, a loop. I, I, I honestly, I don't even know if that is right. I don't know. I, I think it's the in the general gist of it's right. Now, can I say this? I I mean, how much more have we got to go on this? Because I don't know. We're just like. Uh, how long can Keanu spin these I wheels? I, I don't care, man. I, I tapped out like ages ago. So What do you mean you tapped out? You've done every episode of it. We've done every episode of this on the show. No, we've skipped a couple. Okay, well, we're back. And we're back until it ends. We're supporting Keanu in this crazy endeavor. No, I'm, I'm, no, no. I think it ends at, episode, <laughs> at issue eight. Uh, I think they said it finishes at eight. This is eight? Yeah, so it's finished. It's done. What? Don't, don't look for it again. I, th- I think it's finished. No, no, it's it's no. That can't have been the end. Yeah, eight issues. It's like it's like eight episodes of a TV show. It's eight issues. That's it. What? No, are you kidding? You're kidding. So you don't have to do it again. No, it, like it's getting towards the end, but that can't be the end because because it was like to be continued or something. And I was just like, okay, hey, you know, Dave. I mean, call me crazy, but I mean, I like to read things that I enjoy and I understand. Yeah. Well, that's not how the signal runs, my friend. Um, anyway, whatever. I, I'm giving it 8 out of 10 because... It, no, sorry, I'm not giving it... What am I talking about? I'm giving it 6.5 out of 10. Um, and I do feel that Keanu's starting to stretch this now. It feels like it's stretching for story. I like how you still think Keanu like he's writing it. Well, Keanu's writing it with Matt Kent. He's writing no, it. I'll be throwing some ideas out there. I, think, I don't believe it. I think Keanu's smoking a joint and he's going, look, here are some ideas. Here's some stuff I got. And they're like, thanks, Keanu, for that. Keanu's like, I've got a really cool idea for a book. <laughs> You're going to write it for me and then you can use my likeness for the character. Yeah. That's it. That's the extent of his. Yeah. Input. He's like, I want enough to have a show, maybe a season, maybe two. Uh, it's going to look like me. Kind of a guy who lives forever. Kind of like the Highlander, but older. Uh yeah. <laughs> is, that your, is that your Keanu? No, it's just my generic uh, stoner impression. Um, yeah, but no, it's it's not um, it's not great. What are you giving it out of 10, Rich? I, I'm not scoring it because I don't oh, know. Oh, come on. You, no, no, you're not no, scoring honestly, it. I, 
I can't score it because I have no fucking clue what was going on. I don't know what they were talking about. Mm. I honestly don't know what was happening. I, I couldn't score this because I honestly, right. I finished reading and I was like, I don't fucking know what I just read. I, I honestly, I was like, I don't, I don't. Are know you that. aware how many times I score things that I don't understand? That's common. For me. Mm, yeah, but that's where you and I are different. I, I, okay, fine. I'll score it for you. Uh, zero out of 10 because <laughs> I don't know what happened. Now that's an insult to Keanu Reeves. Take that back. I have, Take that no, back. But, well, you asked me to score it and I have zero <laughs> idea what's going on. So, I'm giving it a zero. I don't insult. know what happened. I, I'm vetoing your score. We're not insulting Keanu well, with a score go. like that. No, we're not. We, Richard hasn't scored it officially. <laughs> now, um, we're not insulting Keanu on this show to that level. Now, I can't be insulting Keanu because he didn't write it. Keanu had some input. Keanu had some input at some level. Maybe not on this specific issue. <laughs> 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 In the initial pitch. Uh, now, Flashpoint Beyond 1. Um, I just wrote it's not bad, pretty much sums it up. Um, not Jeff Johns's. Jeff Johns is kind of on churn mode here. Would you agree? Uh, it's typical Jeff Johns where Jeff Johns tends to start things a bit slow. Yeah. Um, and it will build up. So basically this one was written like a, like a mystery. Yes. Uh, like a detective thing and all that. Um, uh it's typical. I mean, again, I would probably give it maybe seven-ish out seven. of ten, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a typical. But again, Jeff Jones does tend to start a bit slow. Likes um, to build because he like yeah he likes to build. Um, cool. I still don't know if it's, I still don't know if it's an idea that I care about. I I I just don't know if I care about the Flashpoint world enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've really killed. They've really killed Aquaman in the first fucking issue. So I'm like. Um, how much do I really care about this? Um, this is kind of cool, but I don't though. know. But here's the thing: I, I, I'm interested to find out what the what is Batman up to though, because mm. it feels like Batman's doing something very naughty. Yes, it, it does, and I, I'm not even familiar with the kid who's there. That little kid, um, he's kind of creepy. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, but as you say, it's classic Jeff Johns. Like, he's going to string us along for a while. And in general, do you find Jeff Johns is a guy who sticks the landing? Does he does he usually get it right? Does the payoff usually justify the? Hmm. I would say more times than no. Like, I mean, I I, I don't think he nails it every time, but no. I think he he nails it more often than he than he misses the mark. Yeah. Um. And again, it's 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 still got me interested. Yeah. You know, because I I'm a sucker for a mystery. Yeah. I am a sucker for a, like a detective, you know, thing. And then you know, uh, Thomas thought it was Aquaman that like uh, was like the culprit behind Barry Allen being killed, mm. or, or, or someone sending the assassin. And then it, and then he f he finds out that it's not him. Uh, and then while he was trying to find out the truth or, or trying to um, kill Aquaman, he, he his casino got blown up. Like mm. to the ground, mm. so someone was trying to get him. So again, I, I, I'm intrigued, but only because it, it hits that it tickles my, uh, my love of of you know detective. I mean, you know, I fucking grew up watching detective stuff, and I used to read the Hardy Boys growing up and all that. So great stuff. I, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a detective. Did you ever um, read the Alfred Hitchcock? Um, the, I think it was the Three Investigators. Might have been the Five Investigators. Yeah. Like ever read those? Oh, good. Jupiter Jones and all those guys. It was no, like, I don't think it did, oh, actually. they were fun. They were fun. They were licensed, like as if how, Alfred Hitchcock was like a, a like not recurring. He was occasionally in it, 
um, mm. like books, but they were written by someone else, but they had the moniker Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and it was like the five investigators. It was kind of like uh, the Hardy Boys, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, uh, for, for me, it was like, it was Sherlock Holmes, sure. the books, the, the TV shows. Uh, again, it was the, I loved reading the Hardy Boys, like I sure. collected all of that. That was um, good. Oh, really? My, my, yeah, grandmother, sure. my grandmother used to love watching Murder, She Wrote. Oh yeah, uh, back in the day, so I always used to sit and watch that as well. So do you watch the Hardy I, Boys stuck, show I'm now? I'm for a mystery. Do you watch the Hardy Boys show now? There's a new Hardy Boys show out now. We've watched. There's a Hardy Boys show. There is a Hardy Boys show, my friend. Yes. Is it a kid show? Yeah, I mean they're like you know young adults, but twelve, thirteen. No, but I mean, 40. is it geared towards kids or is it an actual like? Oh yeah, like I mean it's teenage, you know, teenage show. Okay, I didn't even know there was a Hardy Boys. Yeah, it's show. relatively I mean, recent. They, I think there used to be a Hardy Boy cartoon back in the day. I used to watch. Man, I I had all the Hardy Boys books. I there were tons of them. I no, I fucking I think there was a cartoon. I, was there? I, I I think I, I don't know if I'm remembering. I had, I I had the Hardy Boys and Judy Bloom team up where they teamed up. It was cool. Yeah, Hardy Boys cartoon. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, then finally, we had the Amazing Spider Man. Oh, so what did you give it out of oh, ten? There, Rich? Yeah, there, there was a Hardy Boys. Cartoon. What did you give it out of ten, Rich? This Flashpoint Beyond. Um. Yeah. As I said, I. Uh, Seven, but I mean, I could be argued to like a six point five. But okay. I mean, I'll give it a seven. Give it a seven. Give, give your boy well. Jeff Johns a, a seven. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him the seven. Now, what did you think of Amazing Spider-Man: Soul of the Hunter, Joan Dimitrius's sequel to oh, Classic? Yeah, it's pretty damn classic. I I never realized. That... I wish I wish there was writers today who could write like this. Well, I didn't even know that there was a um, sequel to Craven the Hunter until James DeBatteis himself told us that's on an interview, and I was like, I didn't realise that you'd done a sequel to this. Um, it's pretty damn interesting. I love the stuff with like the zombie Craven and stuff. Um, now, yeah, I, I also like that you don't know if it's real. I was going to mention that to you. Like, is it's playing on the old thing about like suicides. Um, like the old, I don't know, myth is the right word, but whatever, the old legend that a suicide soul doesn't go to heaven or hell, it, it goes to purgatory kind of thing. You know, that's what I've heard before anyway. I don't know if that's true or not, but like the myth. I think I think it's supposed to go to hell, though, because oh. it's a sin. Oh, okay. I like, thought they I, often I think, went to I think, purgatory. I think it, well, I mean, again, that's, I think, interpretations. But, I mean, if something's a sin, Sure. If committing suicide is a sin, you you generally go to hell for committing the sin. So I don't know. But we all commit sins. I mean, lying. I assume no, but is again, a sin. you know. But again, I, but I, I don't I, know. I mean, there's been so many horror movies and horror books and mm. um, like uh, uh, books written about Christianity that sometimes I think a bit of fiction gets mixed in with. Um, well, I think that it, quote, unquote, quote unquote fact. You could argue it's all fictional, but anyway, like it was quote, a um, very interesting, uh, very actually. It, it's more of a sort of like character piece than it is of anything else. It's 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 kind of a dark night of the soul for Peter, really, isn't it? Well, it's basically Peter um, subconsciously wrestling with his guilt at not saving Uncle Ben. Craven. Mm. No. Oh, yeah. Craven. I mean, Uncle Ben's a catalyst, but I think the heart of the situation is that Craven. as much as he hated Craven, he hates Craven, there is a part of them that feels guilty mm. that he couldn't stop him from from killing himself. Mm. Yeah, because they hug <laughs> in this. Well, his spirit, yeah. like um, yeah. But as I said, we don't even know if that was all real. Like, that could have literally just been... Uh, his mind. What's uh, hilarious is what's hilarious is that like it, we wouldn't say this to James Tate, but like James Tate wraps it up with a bow, 
rest in peace, Craven. And then he's like, uh, a song of belief in something bigger that every heart can touch when it opens in love. And it's like, rest in peace. And like, Craven gets like his moment and, you know, like, of peace. And then it's I, like 20 years later. I, I, think, I, I think we should ask James. I think James strikes me as a very spiritual person. I think he is. Yeah, I, I asked him the last time. I said, are you religious? He said, spiritual. Yeah. I've yeah. got no, some. but I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to delve more into his spirituality, like where where it comes from. Dude, I've got some like. fucking questions that will knock your socks off regarding seekers into mystery, my friend. Get ready to put your big boy boots on as we explore the depths of JM's whole way of thinking. Okay, get ready for that, Rich. Are I you, will. I will prepare myself. Are you ready? And I'm going to ask as, be, as best I can. As best. And I can. I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask JM about the simulation as well. Does he believe in the simulation? Of course you are. <laughs> well, if he's spiritual, then he doesn't. So well, yeah, let, let JM speak for himself on the matter of the okay, simulation. I'm just, I'm just giving you my prediction that he'll say no because he's spiritual. He believes in the spiritual, not the not the technology. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see what JM's um, consensus on that is. I mean, he's the man with the answer. I, I, honestly, I think, I have, you, uh, Dave, you might actually be the only person who believes in the simulation. Like, <laughs> I just want to point that out. You actually might be the only person. <laughs> well, I don't care. Um, so I wonder, I'm the only person who's right. Um, I'd, love, <laughs> I'd love to be, you know what I'd love to be? I'd love to be running the simulation. I'd love that to be doing that. Oh, fuck me. That would, that would be scary. That would be fucking hilarious is what that would be. You know, to oh, see, for you, not not for not for everyone else. To see the little ants praying to me and stuff, you know that'd be great. Um, <laughs> pestilence, plague, fire, scary stuff, man. <laughs> scary stuff. <laughs> I would definitely unplug myself as quick as I could. Dave's at the controls, asleep at the I'll wheel. Be the, I'll be the I'll be the resistance, Dave. I'll be the. <laughs> I'll be unplugging myself and learning to kung fu. Too bad if Dave gets in a mood, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll ask uh, JM about the simulation and what his thoughts are on that, amongst other things. Now, our trade of the week, Rich, uh, El Diablo. Um, I do want to mention, though, it got brought up to me um, by Adam the Computer. Were you aware that the author of this is um, a surprise serial sex pest Banned from a college campus in America with multiple allegations of sexual assault against him, Richard. Were you? I did not. I don't even know what a surprise sex pest is. Well, it was a surprise in that I wasn't expecting the author of the week to be, uh, you know. Oh, sorry. The way you wrote it, the author is a surprise sex pest. I was like, is, I don't know what that terminology is. What is it? Does he surprise people with sex? Or, no, he. Like, I didn't... He's creepy as fuck. Is is basically this guy's modus operandi. Um, he was a college, kind of like, not a professor, but like a consultant or tutor or whatever you but, want to what, call it. But what does sex pest mean? That he, that he's, he's, like he's a sex pest. easily tries to pick up women or? Yeah, massively, uh, hugely. Like, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read out. I've got, I've got, I've actually, Adam. But he has actually assaulted people, not just been a sex pest? Sexually assaulted. Right? He's been, he's been banned from the university for, um, for, uh, basically assaulting people, basically. You know, like, mm -hmm. allegedly, the police couldn't charge him, but he was banned from the university because there was multiple things. I'll, I'll read a bit of it out. It's actually fairly interesting. Like, it's just one of those things that you're just like, wow, this guy comes across as a real creeper. No, just because, like... 
Oh, but the way you wrote it, just like sex pest just doesn't sound as serious as like... Well, yeah, sexual assault. Like, like, sex, well, it doesn't sound as... Okay, like here sex we go. Pest doesn't, it sounds like less harsh. Oh, well, Jesus like Christ. I, I spent about five seconds on it because I was writing it in for the reminders of Lawrence, comic book writer, banned from KU, uh, I think that's Kansas University, uh, enforced sexual assaults but no arrest, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she can't forget the sound of Across the Universe by the Beatles playing over the speakers, the way his foot brushed against her thigh as he asked her, how often do you masturbate? Um, and, <laughs> you know, and he's just... It, you know, that's... that's oh, God. That's just... That's terrible. What the fuck? It just... It, it gets they worse. Actually, they, you know, it does sound like a pest. <laughs> <laughs> like a pest. Yeah, he's terrible. Like, it's just... He's been drummed out of comics and he's cancelled. So... So he's, he's, he's basically... He was a sleaze. He was... Massively, like, though. To, to students. And, like, to and students. yeah, trying to pick up students. Like, yeah, trying to... Badly. Bad, and I, come, come, yeah, come on in a very sleazy way and to, This This to, girl's to, like... She thought the question was inappropriate. He responded, I was just curious. He told her he would think of her that night when he masturbated. He's just a fucking oh asshole, this guy. God. Like, and he is 43 and she's like, you know, 20 or something. And, um, yeah, no. And it was people who thought he was going to mentor them and stuff because he was a writing teacher or something, you know. And um, he returned from the restroom. He invited Strader to a strip club, she remembers. She said no, but he kept prodding her. Then he, she says he began asking her to kiss him. She told him no. This isn't what I came here for, she said. She wanted to talk about writing. Why are you doing this? You had to have known what this was, Nitz told her. Um, blah, blah, blah. It just goes on and on. Well, it's just I did not know any of this. I literally just picked it because no, it was no. a... Um, well, no, no, because it was a uh, a Ghost Rider. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was very Ghost Rider. Um, well, now yeah, that we've I, acknowledged I that, we've acknowledged that. So I think people who listen to the show don't feel that we're giving this guy... Anyway, that's anyway that's the review, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we wanted to, I wanted to make sure that that we fucking think this guy is the fucking worst. But oh, yeah, no, but anyway, moving on to the the only comic of his we'll ever do in our lives. The thing is, we have read it, El Diablo, um, which I believe is a long-standing DC property that they've kind of dug up again. Um, um, so El, El Diablo, if I remember correctly, was basically uh, like a, more of a western. Um, yes, it was. He was more like a Zorro. It was in um, all Western tales. I've read day. it. I've read it back in the seventies. It's in. It's in issues of all Western tales with Jonah Hex. It was. Mm. Yeah, uh, it is. But the, but this was them sort of like rebooting the character to um, uh, to be more like Ghost Rider, where yes. he's he, he's he becomes like the. Um, uh, Hell's hitman or, or something like that. Jesus, like, like um, dude, I'm surprised Marvel didn't sue. You know, mm. it's like but, wow. Yeah, like. But I I remember El Diablo um, from like um, uh, it was volume two where um, uh, it it was when he had his own books. So it wasn't in the um, the 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 Western sure uh, uh, tales. I think it may have been the I, I want to say like the eighties. Okay. Yeah, there is an '80s looking the, the, one I've seen. Yeah, yeah the, the, there's a version of him from the '80s, which is why I, I did pick this because, again, I do remember El Diablo. And again, so in the also Western, it was a little bit more cowboyish, mm -hmm. like your, more your Western stuff. In the '80s one, it was a bit more Zorro, Western vigilante, right? You know, type with like the mask and the black and mm. and and like the red and stuff and all that. And then 
There was another, and then there was this one here, which is a 2008, which is the. Um, well, I want to give my review of this, and Phil Hester's on art, and I I know Phil Hester's art from something much more well known than this. I look honestly, oh, he's done a lot of art. Yeah, I I read this, and I read this after uh, Adam told me about this, so I, I went in with a preconceived notion. Look, this is actually honestly, it it, it it's a bit jumpy, it, you know. Um, if this guy's a writing professor, he could probably learn a few things on pacing. Like, it felt like someone's kind of, like, first well, comic. Well, here's the thing. I, 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 I'll let you go back to your room, but I feel like this should have been maybe eight issues. I agree. I agree. Because um, I think he tried, to f he tried to fill too much into six issues, and I think they should have given him maybe two. I, I think for the story they wanted to tell... Mm. The amount of moving parts, I really feel there should have been two uh, two extra issues. Maybe eight issues, I think, would have been a better... Yeah. Things would have been paced out a little bit more. Uh, time to breathe. I agree. That said, I did find it strangely enjoyable. I I, I did follow the storyline. I thought it was pretty cool the way the guy was like a full-on like gangbanger, um, like Desperado, then he gets crippled. Like, the, at times, there was a lot of story... And we're often critical of there's not enough story in comics. This guy loads up the story, and he kept it going. And, like, I didn't know El Diablo, even though I had read a couple of El Diablos from the 70s. Like, you know, he um, means nothing to me as a character. I mm. I mean, I, I, I actually kind of dug it, and I was kind of shamefacedly... I was kind of like, look, the guy who wrote this is a prick, and we'll never do another one of his comics, but this isn't a terrible comic. I also enjoy the artwork, though. Can I, can I Listen, pay... You know. Dave, I can't promise that because I generally don't look at who the writers are. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not the end of the world. But, but, you, you'll have to keep track of that. Yeah, too, I will. So. But, but, like, I honestly did enjoy this comic book, and I liked the artwork as well. And, I mean, when the Freedom Fighters showed up, I was genuinely surprised. I did not see them coming. Um, that came out of nowhere. And, I mean, all in all, we've done far worse comics on The Signal. It was quite raw. It felt like an early kind of comic for someone. It felt like a comic someone would write at the beginning of their career before they've kind of fully kind of ironed out their technique. But there was lots of promise. Um, it was engaging. Um, something that happened a bit too often was people would die off panel and then El Diablo would turn up and, like, they were dead. Like, when the woman was dead, when he, she, he you know... It, like, I think, as you're saying, probably some of the pages had to be cut to make the six issues. But Well, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, yeah, so, like, the his ex-girlfriend, who he goes to after he becomes El Diablo, mm. um, uh, which I find very fascinating that, so he's crippled. Yes. So when he's not El Diablo, he's basically confined to a wheelchair. Yes. Like, um, but as, as, but as El Diablo, he, he can walk and stuff. Oh, you know, El Diablo, he's riding on a fucking uh, spectral steed. Is yes, he's, yeah, he he can run around and whatever and all that. But so anyway, he goes to like his ex and all that because you know he needs help and all that. And then yeah, she's killed, but we don't even know who killed her. Like I thought it was Vorpal. No, I, I think it may have been one of his gang, like his oh. his ex gang members that did it. Oh, okay. But that's my point. Like it was so rushed. It that was very rushed. You you almost don't even. You almost like who the fuck killed her? Why is she dead? Like um, because it was Vorpal, You should have showed that because they didn't. I didn't even see anyone kill her. Like no, well, it wasn't shown. It was just. It was just no, like he. But that's he, the point. Yeah. He comes to a house and then her spirit sort of comes through the the door and is like, don't yeah, don't, don't look, in. don't avenge me, and then disappears. But I'm like, I don't know who the fuck it killed was, you. There I was tell no, you it was a pretty cool scene. It was a scene when he got. Uh, electrocuted, and then he just rises out of the grave. That was actually pretty cool. Mm. 
I thought like, that was again, cool. I, I thought it was very interesting. It's like basically DC's take on um on, on Ghost Rider. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's something because, and but by by the way, this <laughs> this guy's very different to Ghost Rider because he doesn't just do like dependent stare. No, he, he literally just like out. blows people away. Like, and he's gunning down matter. like ten year olds and stuff. I was child. like, Jesus, like, yeah, this guy doesn't stop. Like he, he shoots that <laughs> cop and he's like he he killed an informant and you let it happen, he shoots the other guy in the foot. Like he's I mean, yeah, unhinged, I would almost describe him as, you know, like, uh, he's full-on, like, no senses, like, crazy vengeance. But what I love is that um, when he tries to kill someone who's innocent or is a good person, the bullets, like, disappear or melt before they reach the person. Yeah. So, like, even if he hates someone, like, he hates the cop who has, like, been chasing him and he feels like he, he holds the cop responsible. Yeah. He tries to, like, shoot him, like... Uh, he like fires like six bullets and they all just like melt before they reach. Yeah. And it's because that guy's actually good. Like, yes, he may be a dickhead and the way he, you know, he, he hates criminals, but he is actually a good person. Yeah. He's not like corrupt or, or anything like that. And I, I like that idea of like this person who he's not, per- you know what I mean? Like mm. he's got petty vengeance in him and he's not a good person, but mm. the curse yeah. stops him from actually harming innocent people. And I don't think they showed it, but I, they did mention, he goes, you you killed a kid. So he even shot a kid. Yeah. It <laughs> was bad. Was that um, the kid that he like, took out? No, like, I think it's a different. I think when they mean kid, I think they mean teenager. Like, I think they mean oh, like Oh, I a, thought they actually said a 10-year-old kid. Well, like, yeah. I don't think they wanted to show a kid being killed. killed. I think they just wanted to mention it. Like, Yeah. It's no, it's pretty it. interesting. Like, in, in all fairness, like, I've got to say that, like, it was an enjoyable read. It was darker than normal for a DC comic, and I was kind of digging that. Um, you know, and it was an unpleasant character. I believe this was the character, Richard, that was in Suicide Squad 1, and he dies, like, very quickly, El Diablo. But... Uh, it's a different version, I believe. Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so th- there's been a very f- there's been different versions of El Diablo. So again, there's been the All Star Western one, there's been the Vigilante one, there's been now this Ghost Rider one. Mm. I believe the El Diablo in the <coughs> Suicide Squad mm. is more of just like a mutant. Uh-huh. Is um, he the who guy who can do fire? Yeah, he can do fire because this guy couldn't do fire. No, well, this guy has a fire whip, but he fires like a hell gun. So there's been different. There's been different El Diablos in in the. Did you community. like the scenes when he was fighting the Freedom Fighters? That was a pretty cool issue. I thought that was pretty cool. I always love seeing the Freedom Fighters um, show up. You know what I mean? Um, and it's fun when the um, the cops talking at first about the soldiers, and, and and Uncle Sam's going, "Don't you talk about soldiers that way to me?" And all this, <laughs> like, and then Uncle Sam is at one point dominating El Diablo, and then suddenly he's like, "You tell that to the Indians," and then he start. He's actually got Uncle Sam on his knees, you know. Um, he's yeah, got well, because Sam. again, uh, the the curse uh, sees the wrong that people have done, like like the evil, and yeah. as he says, uh, America has plenty of done bands, evil yeah. things, and he's the spirit of of America. So, sure. but you also can't kill the spirit of America. So, you know, <laughs> like, it was interesting though. Like it was a yeah, I was I was I actually honestly did not see those guys coming. Um, fucking when I saw Freedom Fighters, I was like, wow, Freedom Fighters, they're really showing up here. Um. I kind of dug it. Like I've, I've got to be honest, uh, it was it was entertaining and a very decent artwork. What else has Phil Hester done, Rich? That we know because I, uh, I know the name. Done, well, the 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 thing that you'll probably know him for the most is the uh, Green Arrow 
uh, run yes. that I believe he did with Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. That is exactly where I know him from. And but he's done artwork. work on Image as well. Um, right. I think he's done work on like Fire Breather. He's even done some work on Invincible. Right. Um, okay. I think recently he was doing some issues on the the Superman um, right. uh, book. Um, not the um, not not the uh, the kid one. The actual Superman. He's done some Wonder Woman. Um, I'm mean, looking at some stuff here. He's done quite yeah. Nightwing. I probably know his Nightwing as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So he's yeah, but you are right. It's his um, <clears throat> excuse me, his uh, Green Arrow, where I know the style from, instantly, and I mean mm. I thought it was pretty damn entertaining. He did a Time Cop comic, Richard Time Cop. Remember that movie? Um, Ooh, okay, there you yeah. Go. yeah. Oh look, he's he's done a lot. I believe he's even done a bit of Batman Beyond. Oh, I guess um, get this: the, the Time Cop movie came from the comic. That's interesting. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, like I said, he's also, he did he did uh, Fire Breather uh, for, in Image Comics. That was about oh. the like the Dragon Boy, not 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 Savage Dragon. It's a it's a different Dragon Boy. Right. right. Not not related to Savage. Pretty Dragon. cool art style. How would you describe it? Like it's 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 the kind it's cartoony. of uh, it's cartoony. But but dude, I'm as I get oh, older, I, how, I enjoy that. I would I would I would describe it as nineties um, animation. Style. Uh, if you ever watched like Action Man, yes, and and even similar to like the the current Mortal Kombat animated movies that they've just done, it's that sort of I I, I call it nineties animation style. Cool. Uh, it's the best way for me to describe it. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it's entertaining, and um, it I think it it really enhanced the storyline because the art. Well, you know, some some art. I don't mean to sound critical, but some art sort of just is there. It's functional. It doesn't really draw attention to itself. It tells a story. This was a big part of the story. It was very in-your-face art style, kind of love or hate style. He's, he's very stylized, yes. Yes. He's, and he's very, very stylized. I enjoyed it. I, I actually thought it added to the comic. A, a story that when we when it started, I was kind of like, oh, thanks, Rich. Like, And then I was like, oh, actually, I'm enjoying this. And then I actually read it at a fast clip. I think I read it all... I, I, you know what, I, I, I read three episodes of it, and then I, I until I was going to fall asleep, and then I polished the other three off um, first thing today. And for me, I'm going to give it, even with my reservations of the writer, I'm giving an eight out of ten. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was a good, good read. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this one, I'm going to give it a, my famous 0.5. I'm giving sure. it a 7.5. But okay. only, even though I did enjoy it, I just feel this needed an extra two issues. Yes. Uh, I just, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. I think this, there were some interesting elements. I really liked the whole curse thing. Mm. I like that it's based on these gods that like, um, are like ex lovers in a way. And one, that storyline could have been fleshed out more though. I think Well, that's my point. That's why I feel like it was not enough issues. Like I just felt there's some really interesting stuff and I just feel it was very, very rushed, but for those six issues, it's still enjoyable. Again, fantastic art. Mm. Um, it's cool when you get some cool cameos in it um, mm. and, and you have cool moments and all that. I just I just needed another two issues to just flesh out some of the yeah. the stuff that got sort of um, rushed over, yeah. you know, like the whole, like the baby, the evil baby that, you know, um, from their consummate. Like, I just, yeah, I, 
It could, if there was an extra two issues, I think this could have possibly an 8.5 and 9 out of 10. If it had just got those two issues and, and some of the coolest stuff and the better and the, 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 the details could have been fleshed out a bit more, I think this could have scored higher. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. Um, yeah, look, it's, it's recommended. Uh, we read it on DC Infinite. How are you finding DC Infinite, Rich? I'm struggling with that fucking app, man. Seriously, yeah, uh, it, it keeps it, it just keeps uh, failing on me. Like I'll be in the middle of reading a book uh, or an issue, and then I'll flick to the next page, and then I'll go, "Oops, something went wrong." Yeah, I know. Doesn't look like the app's working, and then I go, "Retry it, retry it, yeah. retry it, retry it, retry." Okay, close the app down. Okay, read three more pages. Uh oh, looks like something went wrong. Fuck sakes, retry, retry, retry. <laughs> And I'm just like, ah, oh, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, see, mm. it's it's a real pain in the ass to try and read it uh, live, yeah, so to speak. Um, you know, because you without downloading it, it just seems to like lose its connection. Yeah, so often, so there is a few getting issues. Getting a bit annoyed with it. Yeah. Okay. No. No. I, I I hear, man, and you know, and also they need to add way more books onto there, man. There's so much fucking shit that's missing on there. I was looking up the demon. Mm. They barely got any demon on there, man. Like really? Jesus, like what? Are, why is there so much stuff missing from this app? I don't know. I've I've, I've been been enjoying it, but I, you know, I I maybe. I mean, look, I'm enjoying the Superman stuff. I, I'm actually, as I said, I'm reading the uh, the Triangle mm. um, uh, series and stuff and all that. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, uh, I, I, it's fucking fantastic. Like another artist who i absolutely love when they do superman is is uh, uh ordway mm. um, oh jerry ordway he, yeah yeah his superman just looks more so good like you know he, he's he's probably um the next best like superman artist in my in my opinion of like mm. making superman look like uh like superman so um I, I'm really enjoying that. Anytime it gets to his issue, and it's like, oh, I got like, oh, I get really excited because it's Ordway again. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying good. that. But again, I but there's not enough on there. I still feel like there's a lot of Justice League stuff missing on there. I feel like there's a lot of like BC level characters that are missing on there. You know, like I, the demon stuff is barely on there. Like, I, there's a lot of older stuff that I, I just feel like there's uh, stuff that needs to be on there that's not on there. Oh, and another thing that pisses me off. Mm. If I'm scrolling through the comics, right, mm. like the series, mm-hmm. if I click onto something to see what it is and then I click back, it starts me at the top of the page. Right. So if, so if I've been scrolling for like two minutes, you know, looking at everything and then I go, oh, what's this? This looks interesting. Then I click on it to see, you know, how many issues it is, what it is, when it came out. And then when I go back, yeah, it takes me to the top of the bloody thing. I've got to start scrolling again. So they need to fix that. There's so a few teething issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair but enough. It, it's good. I, I'm, I, I want more. Um, I feel like if I'm paying this, I, I should get a lot more older stuff than I'm getting. Yeah. No, I, I hear. See, I thought there was a lot of older stuff, but but I guess I've been looking at Batman and Lobo mostly, you know, and they've got a lot of Batman and Lobo. Look, as I said, there's, yeah, there's a lot of Batman. There's a lot of Superman on there, but mm. there's not a lot of, like, um, like the Ray or, or, sure. or there okay. isn't even that much Justice Society on there. Really? Uh, not that much. Although they do have really? All-Star Squadron, which I am really excited to read, and they do have um, Checkmate, so we will be doing that soon. Cool. What did we do recently? We did Peacemaker, didn't we, for the, mm. for the show? That's related to Checkmate, isn't it? Is it or not? Yeah, but they've only even got – yeah, but they've only got the, the – remember the four issues of Peacemaker we read? Was it four? Yeah, that was cool. Four issues. Yeah. That's the only Peacemaker they got on there. 
Right. Okay. Is was there a lot more peacemaker? Don't even any of the other. Well, there's the older stuff as well because I mean they own the Cholton stuff. Yeah. Ah, the Cholton. The Cholton captain. The 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 Cholton captain Atom is on there, but not the peacemaker. That's right. A little DC. You need to get onto DC. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they really need to start adding stuff. I would have thought that we'd have had most of the shit digitized already. Yeah, I agree. I, I I totally agree with you. Like, stop fucking portioning it out like little breadcrumbs. Now. Guess what we're doing next week, Richard? We're going to put on your reading shoes, and you probably need to start reading now. I need shoes to read? Yes. <laughs> Chuck, so okay. this, this weekend, we've got Jamie DeMatteis on the show. Then next weekend, the patron saint of Signal, Chuck Dixon, is back on. And I want to do a Chuck Dixon cross-gen comic called Brath, B-R-A-T-H, a barbarian comic that Chuck did, uh, kind of Conan-esque at, at CrossGen. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of his own take on Conan. It's really good. Um, I believe he did 14 issues. We're doing the full run, Rich. We've got to ask Chuck Dixon some breath questions. So that, I'm sorry, how many issues? <laughs> 14. 14 issues. Oh, okay, so there are no weekly comics. Got it. Yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can miss weekly comics for a week. We're just going to focus on breath. It's gonna be a breath episode. Yeah, we will, we'll definitely be missing because I'm not doing 14 issues plus like <laughs> no. three or four fucking weekly. No, we're not. We're not. We're not. And you know what? Uh, read as much as you can. But 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 anyway. So I just wanted to mention that to, to listeners. We're gonna do breath, which is a cross gen comic um, of Chuck that Chuck did. Uh, and yeah, I think it's meant to be really good. So uh, what I've read of it is excellent. I've read the first two issues and I, and I was loving it. And um. Yeah, we're going to have Chuck on, so that'll be a lot of fun. And we're having JM on this weekend, so we're going to ask him some questions. And I can't wait to get JM's thoughts on the simulation. I, I, I've even got a question. I won't. I, I, I'm, I'm going to keep the question to myself, and you're going to hear it for the first time, Rich. And you're probably going to think Dave has just hit actual deepness. You've never um, heard me be this deep before. Okay, either that, or I'll just be sitting there shaking my head. Yeah, it's I, I've. I've been wrestling with these questions because I've been reading this Seekers in a Mystery and I'm like, man, this is some deep stuff. This is, this is, I'm like, well, this is like intense, intensely kind of like spiritual doesn't even describe it, Rich. Seekers into the mystery. Seekers of truth, Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like meaning of life stuff, man. These aren't common thoughts in my head. Now they're bouncing around. In there, isn't oh shit, what, is, isn't the meaning of life forty two? Well, that's what I always thought too, Rich. Um, that's a nice, convenient answer as well. But anyway, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, look, we're, we're proud members of the collective. You've got shows like Ray Into the Night, and Ray is having a f- whale of a time right now on uh, with the Moon Knight show. He's been riding high, and Ray has actually just seen. Um, yeah, the the multiverse of madness tonight as well. So I asked him to give us his thoughts on that. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Ray. Let's just check to see if Ray. Yeah, he, he, Ray says a lot of fun, pretty good. Uh, not up there with others. I love the signature Sam Raimi horror. The cameos are amazing, but I've gone past that now and kind of. Of course, the film needs more than just cameos. Charlize as Clear, Krasinski as Reed, bloody amazing. Wanda was kick-ass, but yes, something just didn't sit right at first. Clunky bit of writer, Juice Wanda is a big bad, which we mentioned, Rich. 
Strange seeks mm. her out to help, and she so happens to be the big bad. Loose and lazy in writing would give it a seven out of ten, as it's fun enough to watch again. I, uh, you know, I tend to agree with. Oh, um, it seems in line with us. What I got six point five, you got seven. So yeah. yeah. Well, so it seems like that seems to be the yeah. consensus. I think Adam gave it a six. He's a bit less impressed, but uh, but you know they're all. But quite... again, it's still it's still there. I mean, it's be- yeah. be- between the four of us, it's it's six to seven. Exactly, like, exactly. Six, six point five, seven. The gods like, have it's... spoken. <laughs> the gods have spoken. That's how I see it. That's how I, that's how I, I see it. It's to me that like six and seven is. It means it's good. Yeah, it's not great. Mm. It's better than okay, but. It it could be better. It sure. you know it 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 could have been great. And by the way, as the gods speak, I've got my laptop open and I'm watching the simulation and I'm just inserting natural disasters in just to spice it up for the. Okay. I call them. I'll let you. I, I'll let you get back to your sins. I I, 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 I I like to call them captives, but I guess you could call them citizens. But I like to call them captives. You know. If you're in charge, it's definitely captives. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, but problem is the collective. You got into the night. You've got last ones of Krypton. You got plenty of shows, uh, plenty of good shows too. Capes and Lunatics, uh, fantastic show. I was just doing Ultimate Spider Cast. Um, I am your target demographic. EMP, plenty of good stuff. Ghost Spider Groupies, we're big fans of that show. There's plenty of good stuff. So check out the collective. You'll have a good time with the shows there. We're proud members. We like to support each other. On that note, Rich, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night.